Pandora's box is about to open wide. Open Pandora's box again, everybody. Thanks for tuning with us this evening. We got a special guest in oh, the studio yeah. this evening. A lady that we've all known for a long time. Mm-hmm. She goes by many aliases in our world and the next. But um, I refer to her as the Little Chief, oh, Claire yeah. Stone. Hello. 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 Claire. Thanks for being with us this, Thank this you for evening. Having me. Welcome. Yeah, a lady of many names. The Clack Attack. Clackers. Clackers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said many, many aliases. But um, obviously, you are Josh's, our good friend Josh, is partner. Long time partner. When did you and Josh get together? Like 2010, 2011? 2010. 2010. Wow. So that's a long time now I've been putting up with that quaver. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. That easy quaver, <laughs> yeah. you know? Nearly 13 years. Yeah, so oh. how, old, how old was Bullwinkle then? Seven. Yeah, so... Seven years seven old. Seven years old. So you're basically family. Mm. Yeah. You know, basically like a sister to this young yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Where, so seven where years old. Where would he old. be without you? <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, your profession is... Well, explain what your profession is, because I don't want to like I don't want to mess it up. It's just a bit of a mix, really. So I'm a class as like a psychic medium. Mm. So I would say psychic medium, tarot reader, clairvoyant. All of the above. Yeah. Really. So, yeah. Mm. But as um, people that regularly listen to Pandora's Box know, we're all sort of very interested in like the supernatural, the paranormal. Mm. And um, as, as I'm sure like Josh might have even said to you, Claire, like all my life I've been really into that. Yeah. So like, when we were like little kids, even when we were like in primary school, I'd be like sitting reading books about like the supernatural and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Like, if we were like, you know, in school, you'd like be asked to bring in a book. Mm. Other people would be bringing in like, you know, I don't know, whatever. And I'd be sitting there reading a book on like cryptids. Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be, like, I'd be reading a book on like monsters and stuff like that. And I remember like um, like Mrs. Robinson and stuff. Our teacher would always would always be a bit like giving a bit of a weird like he's an odd lad. He's just, you know I mean? like, everyone else is just like reading like the first yeah. Harry Potter book that's just mm. come out. And I'd be there reading like these really weird like old books on like monsters and like, <laughs> yeah, and, like yeah, poltergeists yeah. And, and and like you said you've always been excited by fear almost or like uh, oh yeah but <laughs> you, you know like I remember I remember when we were younger and I was like a little wet job <laughs> Get your like. Whip out. <laughs> <laughs> like being around your house and you and Josh really wanting to like walk through the graveyard and me oh, just yeah. being like no <laughs> oh yeah like getting an adrenaline rush of like yeah. it's almost like that feeling I guess of like yeah like the unknown partly and also like the feeling of like um, I guess what could possibly happen mm. like things like that you know mm. get your, the mystery get your blood going mm. yeah but, but we've mm-hmm. talked a lot in the past you know it's um, it's like I don't know like because the thing is I guess that could be, be like to my detriment. Obviously, that's one of the cool things that we we'll talk to you about today. Because yeah. obviously, it'd be really cool to get your um your your um, feedback on that, like what you think about that sort of thing. Um, but I think to make it like really interesting and to sort of tell like a nice clear story, I thought it'd be fun to almost like take it back to sort of like when you were younger. Because obviously, let's face it. You have a very fascinating profession because it's not like you make bread in Morrison's. No, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well. uh, without being rude to any, like, uh, yeah, only on Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be like, you know, not, and nothing against um, bakers in Morrison's, but it's like not particularly interesting to ask someone like too much in depth about that profession. But you have like a very extremely intriguing job. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But it's one that um, very much like Liam Neeson in Taken um, requires a very certain set of skills. It does. <laughs> <laughs> And also yeah. courage as well, because I remember when you, when you first like had the transition from your job to actually yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Callum. From working and actually like creating, that's what's always really impressed me as well. Like taking that leap of faith to start your own business yeah. and everything and mm. become fully self-sufficient. So yeah, I'd like to hear on that. Didn't stuff you, as well. did really you work cool. for the council? Yes, I did. So yeah. what did you do mm. there? 
I can only tell you so much about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I used to work for Lame social mission. services. Like, oh, right. So that's what I did. So I used to recruit adopters and foster carers. Oh. So I did the admin and PA'd for social workers. That's a good job to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So Very a lot decent. of psychics and mediums actually do things like that sometimes before. So they'll do like <laughs> caring professions. So they'll be in care or work for social services or work with people that like need help. Like, but I didn't do it intentionally. I was like, that looks like a good job. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it. Like and a natural years, call towards yeah. people and helping yeah. people and stuff. Even yeah. though I didn't, That's you know, really, I'm like quite shy when I started. I didn't really want to do that. Mm. But I thought, oh no, it's like a good pay job. And and then I found it really, really interesting because you have to investigate and stuff oh, like that. I'm so, a private investigator. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> Clear stone, private investigator. Do checks on people and <laughs> stuff card. like that. Yeah. So you oh, have to do nice. checks on people and stuff. So I thought, oh, that's really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Again, that's the cool aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is actually, yeah. Yeah, that, like yeah that. that is quite cool. That yeah, is quite cool. See, some of it, mm. like, I can't talk about because it's like, yeah, I had to sign off something that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was, yeah, really yeah. interesting job. And then the psychic work just, just took off too much. Yeah, sure. So I could, so I was doing both at the same time. So I was doing loads in the evening with the psychic work. And weekends, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do both at the same time mm. and have a massive load of court paperwork that I need to send off mm. and think about that and then go home and see, you know, someone crying because someone's died or whatever. And yeah, it's quite a heavy day, isn't yeah, it? It's it's heavy heavy. Yeah, so it's too heavy. So play. I was like, I've got to stop this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought, like, if we took it back, like, right back to when sort of, like, you were a little kid. Because I guess, um, I know that from what I've spoken to you in the past, obviously... I guess with being sort of like naturally being like a, a clairvoyant and a, and a psychic medium and stuff like that, like you've always been able to see stuff that like other people can't see. Yeah. So I thought what would be really interesting is like take it back to like when you were a little kid. So obviously you were born, you were born in North Pedersen, weren't you? No, I was huh? born in Bridgewater. Oh, Hamp, wasn't it? No. Oh. Bridgewater, Taunton Road. Near, well, near their new estate. It was yeah. new when it yeah. was like created and stuff. Um, so that was where I like grew up. I was born in Taunton and then obviously, but you know, yeah, we were, in pretty much everyone is yeah. around here, aren't they? So Bridgie. Um, so yeah, I've always been from Bridgewater and then moved to North Pedham, like when I was a lot older and then mm. moved back again to Bridgewater, which I'm doing now. Um, so yeah, I would see things from about the age of four or five. Yeah. So obviously like grew up in a pretty like standard, yeah, sort of yeah. Just, like, working class family. So oh, yeah. when you say you started seeing stuff at like four or five, um, what was it that you would see and when did you realise that that wasn't normal because obviously like let's face it right when you're especially when you're a little kid it, it takes quite a level of maturity i don't think until maybe you're in your at least late teens maybe for most people 20s that you start to almost like reflect on maybe on like what is like what is normal or like is my life normal mm. and obviously then you could you know go into a conversation is like is anything normal but without sort of branching too much like what you know is is all you know isn't yeah. it so to you i guess at first I imagine whatever you were seeing, you thought was normal. Yeah. So what was the first thing you saw? And when did you realise that other people couldn't see these things? Like, when did you realise that wasn't quote unquote normal? Right. So the first things I would see are usually like lights, like orbs, mm. like that type of thing. But they would go around the room, round, mm. round and round. And think, as a chick, you think, oh, that's a bit weird. Then animals. Oh, yeah. So you'd see animals, like the first thing. Um, but that used to really freak me out. I hated it as a kid. Can you remember like a specific instance? Like, can you remember like, uh, you know, do you have a memory of like, oh, I was sitting here one day? Yeah, so I was in bed and a dog jumped on the bed. Was it? And I screamed the whole thing. Well, when, when, when you were four <laughs> you were years little. old. I couldn't, my memory is so good from back in that time. A Serious? lot of people can't remember anything. I remember everything, mm. like really sharply. Um, so, yeah, it was the animal on the bed and then screaming. But my family are really into spiritual stuff, though. Like, so both sides of my family have always been into the spiritualist church, stuff like that. So when I said about it, they were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. 
Like, so they never so, talk to me about it yeah. ever, ever. But so then, yeah. what exactly is a spiritualist church? So it's a church. Oh, I, was where, there one in Britain? Yeah, yeah. We've been I, I together. Said, yeah, we have. <laughs> we used to go. Was that I used to love it. Yeah, no, it's, um, with Norman. Yeah, Norman, I remember yeah, Norman. It's behind me. He used to channel with Arthur, <laughs> Arthur, Arthur Donan Coyle. Yeah. Arthur Conan Coyle? Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle. Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that wrote Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he used to channel him there in front of us all. Moriarty, you fiend! Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, so I've been with Drew before, but it's like a church. So it's a bit like Christian-y, like not really Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. is it, so is it? do they still believe, obviously, in like Jesus and yeah. it's all very Christian? So oh, what yeah. makes it spiritualist then? What so they do make makes it spiritualist is, I always say it's like they believe in the end of the Bible, so you know, you know, Revelations. So it's kind of like you know, well, the bit where, where, you know where he savage. comes back. You know, so where you know Jesus dies and he comes back and he's a ghost and then he goes back again, like all of that type of stuff. Oh, they right. edit bits out. So a lot of Christians don't <laughs> believe in spirit. So they believe that you go to heaven or hell. Mm. That's a lot. They don't come back and talk to you unless it's really serious. Whereas a spiritualist church, they're like, no, no, they come back and talk to you. Everyone does. And they communicate and give you messages. I remember being at the spiritualist church and it was amazing. You would do all kinds of things there. So there'd be like people um, actually giving readings for people like standing up on the pew and then like just picking someone and then giving them like a like a a read of someone coming through. That's pretty cool. But then they'd also do stuff like where you'd like get in circles and everything. Do the macarena. And and, and there's (laughs) like table tipping. Have you heard of like table tipping? Um, The word seemed... They literally put like a small table in in groups uh, you'd be in groups of like say five or four mm. or five or six all around and you'd all just kind of put your, your your fingers the tips of your fingers on the table oh, and raise the table not raise well if it was if, if something crazy was going, going on you'd safe. raise the table <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the table would start moving and and ev- no one's like collect you know it's it's obviously you doing it, you're, the energies of all the people that are doing it. Kinetic but it's like the table will almost like have a mind of its own. And I remember like Sherelle was there once doing it as well. And the table will like start just like hitting against her like real fast and like mm. stuff like that. So it's almost, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so not actually, I, we, I never had an experience there where it actually lifted off floor, but it would move and then it would almost like hit to a person. You'd say, what's yes and what's no? And it would be like two knocks for yes or one knock for no. So then you'd ask questions and then it would move and do so things. So the person you know? it would hit would ask a question. Is that right? Anyone could yeah, ask a question. We did it together, and, didn't we? Yeah. We, me and Drew had the table together. So he was on one side, I was on the other and we had to ask like questions and then it would just start rocking. But yeah. It's like you're in a different zone when yeah. you're doing it. It's like you don't Whoa. feel like you're doing it so physically. You, yeah. Was it like pretty much all of your family you used to go to that? No, so they would go now and again. So my dad's nan, she was really into the church. She would go like all the time. To spiritualist every, yeah, church. Yeah, spiritualist, spiritualist church, yeah. I think it's because it's more fun, more activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like what you think of a normal yeah. church. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was cool. Is, like, it quite, yeah. is it quite common? Can you go? Could you find like a spiritualist church in most towns, or is it yeah. like? Yeah, yeah. You, well, you can just find town. one in Bridget. Yeah, yeah, you can find them in any town, and then they'll do like you know an evening one, maybe on a Tuesday, and then they have the Sunday service. So you'll do like hymns still and things mm. like that on a Sunday, but then at the end they'll do like someone on a podium telling yeah. you like they've got spirits coming through and, That's and stuff like that yeah so they've That's always mad. been into that but I didn't really know that at a young age yeah. all I knew is that my everyone was getting excited that I was like seeing this so stuff so you said that uh, so you what did you just like scream out to your parents yeah when this when you saw this this big dog yeah, yeah. and then what like happened did it like when you reacted did it then disappear or was it still there or what it disappeared the thing right. is it can you remember what yeah. it looked like what? yeah it was usually just like a black figure but you right. could just it's weird as a psychic as well so as a medium you're just seeing it or you're like kind of seeing the outline or the energy mm. 
but I was like feeling it inside that it was that so that's what I do now for readings like you feel inside like I don't really need to look at a picture of you coming through I can feel it in my head or in my body that it is a dog so an intuition a so yeah. when when you say it was like so it was like a big do you say big black dog yeah so did you big black dog <laughs> was that like uh well obviously it was scary because you were like yeah. a little girl but in terms of like the energy because you're saying you can feel the energy was it like mal- malice or was it benign no, it's kind of like benign, really. Like you don't like you feel scared because you think it's out of the ordinary a little bit. But like you didn't think it was like a bad. Spirit. No, no, oh. it's just like a bit like spooky. So it's like someone jumps out on you. Yeah, of course. It's mm. exactly the same as that. So yeah, it's like I nowhere. don't like that. Yeah, Did so- Josh ever tell you about once and I, I I punched him in the face and floored him because he jumped out on me at my house? <laughs> no, he hasn't told me that one. Yeah, he was, he was hiding from me for ages <laughs> at the ha- at my, my parents' house when we were little kids. And I couldn't find him. This is like me and Josh just used to do something like all the time. This was like the basis of our friendship. And then I walked into my bedroom and he went like, rah! And I like jumped out from behind the bedroom door. But like, I just my knee-jerk reaction was I like, just went bang. And just like punched him and just like floored him. That's what it's like. <laughs> he was yeah. just like, oh, on the floor. That's what it's like. It's the spirit. That's what I do. Well, you just like, punch him. Yeah, just punch Josh and every single one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just, you do get in like defense mode yeah, when you sure. see it. Like if it's unexpected. Like when I'm doing readings and stuff, I'm working and that's why I use the cards to control it a lot of the time so I'm like mm. right we're working now and then I'm putting the cards where we're not working so if I'm seeing spirits around I'm I will get spooked now and again or be like oh like what do you want like mm. it, it's more like that now it's a bit more casual rather than me jumping well, around I guess, screaming um, it's funny you say that obviously about like I was, I was listening to this like psychological um it was basically it was going on about the the, the, the type of psychology it was going on about was basically um it was like almost like boredom, like the psychology of boredom. But then it was like going on about how like anything, regardless of how traumatic something could be, if it happens enough, it will become normal. And they were saying mm. that you can even do tests to this. So like if you saw a bird on a on a branch, and obviously you went up to the branch and you, and you shook it violently, the bird would, would would fly away. But then if you just stood there shaking the the branch for ages, eventually the bird would just come back and it would sit on the branch. And even mm. though it was going up and down, it would just mm. not care anymore. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, so yeah, like you can train yourself yeah. to like yeah, to like get yeah. over fears and stuff. But that's just so it. Cool. Just made yeah. me think about that anyway. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so going back to it. So what? So your you told your parents that this big dog jumped on your bed, and you, as you said, you, you, they almost like got excited. Yeah, I guess because they thought like, oh, you know, you've yeah, you've got something this. going on here. Yeah, yeah. So then how? Did, so then how did that evolve? So what happened next? So then, like through the years, really, I'd start seeing like people or shadows like right. coming through or over the bed. And yet again, you can you think of like a uh, like a specific one occasion? specific one was quite funny. And how old were you reckon you were? Um, I reckon I was about six. This is a, this is a scary one. <laughs> yeah, and where were you living? I was at, I was staying at my grandparents actually because my mum and dad were renovating the new house that they were in. So right. staying with my nan and granddad. And the person over the road had their curtains shut, and my nan was like, "Oh, they've gone on holiday." And I was mm. like, "No, she's not." And she's like, "What do you mean she's not gone on holiday?" And I was like, "She's not there anymore." And she's like, oh, I'm going to have a look. And my granddad was like, no, don't. And I said, she's not there. She's dead. It's a six-year-old kid. <laughs> she lived through the letterbox and she was dead on the floor, the woman. Um, it's like you could feel that energy <laughs> and that spirit coming through. And my, they were like, oh, my God, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. That's and quite then, a crazy thing for a six-year-old girl to say. Yeah, it? it was like big and it was quick all at the same time. Um, and then after that, I would see things like go across the room. But more specifically, say like one had a case in his hand like a gun case oh really and I was like oh that's a bit strange going to hunt some pheasants so, yeah mm. so I told my parents so this was in your house yeah and my grandparents and my granddad just like went white 
And he was like, oh my God, that's my auntie's husband, ex-husband. And he tried to kill her. (laughs) She moved to America in like the 20s or 30s. And he was like this gangster guy. She didn't realize that at the time. And he tried to kill her and she came back. But it was him and he had the hat on. He had the gun case. I described him perfectly. And he was just like, I can't be in this house. Like, it's like. Well, well, yeah, it's like, like, he's yeah. come to visit and say hello. Like she can connect now. I'm going to tell you. What's so going. obviously, I imagine that was like malicious. Then was that was yeah. like almost like trying to invoke yeah. fear in your family? Almost like maybe yeah. it's almost like revenge. Like he never got, never managed to accomplish his task of of murking his missus. Yeah. So it was like, well, I'm going to come and I'm sort still of, following. I'm going to almost yeah. like going to torment her descendants. Yeah, I'm going to torment the little girl, and then mm. she's going to relay the message and freak them all out, and mm. they're going to think that mm. I'm haunting them or whatever. Bro. And they obviously wasn't because he went away and he didn't come so, back. So, no, I was just going to say, was it quite an active house? Like, did it yeah, feel like so, the yeah. energy there was quite The second house crazy. I lived in was the most active house I've ever lived in. Right. And that was bad energy. That wasn't good energy. Mm. Although if you're a medium, that's quite good to start out with, actually. Because mm. they're all coming through. So mm-hmm. If you live in a really quiet, like timid house as a medium, it's more harder to push mm. through. Whereas when you say like, it's harder yeah. to push through, what do you mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, we've kind of wispy, like good spirits. So like, you know, your great grand coming through or whatever. Mm. It's good, but they haven't really got like good messages. They won't come through as strong. So they can be quite, you know, vague. white shadow. Yeah, like vague. Whereas in like a house where sometimes the energy's not so great, they come through really strong, mm, like brilliant. really fast. But that's good to like work your brain and to see the other It's a bit like Siths and Jedis and Star Wars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Siths, it's like easier to... Yeah, you know I mean? it's like easier to become more powerful or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or, it's like, yeah. or it's like the the there's an obvious display of power, whereas Jedi is a bit more subtle. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So is it That's easier my little to Star interpret like a, a threatening sort yeah. of presence then? Yeah, is really. it a, like an immediate feeling of dread? Yeah, immediate feeling of dread. Also, they scratch you sometimes as well. So you I've heard scratches that. Yeah. Whoa. That. Try and strangle you. Um, yeah, when so I went. To- so- Sorry. Choking, choke all the time constantly with a bad spirit as well. Just choking? Yeah, like you can't breathe or you feel heavy on the chest. Mm. Really bad headaches, stomach aches, like constantly. You feel it through your own body. Yeah. If they're like trying to communicate with you, it'd be like, yeah, your neck closes up. Or not. Yeah. This isn't mm. me saying it happens to me, but mm. like you hear that that's a way of... Yeah, I've, I've heard about like the scratches and the bruises and like all mm. like feelings of being punched and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you okay. do. I get that in readings, like a normal reading I would do like, if I do one tomorrow, one yeah. of them will pinch my arm probably. Pinch, pinch, Whoa. pinch, or feel physical, or punch in the arm. Do you ever so, have yeah. actually like physical um, like wounds? Yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, so with the scratching stuff, you'll get like like where the hell did that scratch come from? Josh always like paranoid that he's gonna call a woman beater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like he always says, "God, why have you got that bruise from? Like massive bruise in your leg or on your arm?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that was so and so I spoke to earlier." Yeah. But yeah. They, sometimes spirits don't do it on purpose. They so sometimes they do it just to connect. Like, I need to talk to you. Can you feel me? Can you feel me? And mm. then other spirits are like really, really bad, and they won't let go. So is it almost like for mm. them, it's quite like an endeavor to like come back to like communicate with somebody in this world so yeah. i guess they're like they're um like desperate yeah they're yeah. desperate and they're yeah. like grasping almost yeah, so yeah. it's it's like quite a struggle and though. then the other ones they they won't be grasping they'll just be like casual in the corner i'm like you're gonna give me some more like it's like, mm. you know you can't get enough from them so where's the juicy yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> like, yeah like so some clients you see and stuff you think oh like this is like a bit boring like they're not giving me anything that's any good it's just mm. they're just walking in and out talking about the weather like in your head when they talk and that's it and then other ones they're like grasping at you like trying to tell you stuff getting excited flashing the lights mm. banging the door so does that happen sometimes yeah. at your house the lights flash yeah sometimes the lights will flash or the TV will come on I did that for a video call once with someone mm. um, she had the TV in the back completely off and it just mm. came on <laughs> I remember um, yeah. just on just on the subject of the lights before before I forget because I did think it was like pretty um, 
I say it could have been a coincidence, but I did think it was like pretty fun, like funny, like in a in like a creepy way at the time. But um, pretty much everybody in um, Emily, my missus' family, um, have, have like had a weird experience in Emily's mum's house, and um, I've, I've like said, you know, they've seen in the corner of their eye like what seems like a like a an elderly man, um, and um, seen things move in the kitchen and other things. And it's funny because one day. I was just thinking about it while I was in the bathroom at, um, at Emily's mum's house. And I wasn't talking to myself out loud. I was thinking it. Oh, no, no. I was thinking it in my head, like, about all the stuff um, that I, I've heard that happened. And then I was washing my hands. And I was, and then I sort of like looked up to look at myself in the mirror. And then I said out loud, um, like, yeah. Candyman, candyman, candyman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, yeah, right. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah, right. Because they told me some really crazy stuff had happened. <laughs> like yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I like just just almost, I guess, because I'd never experienced anything. Like I'm, you know, as you guys know, I'm super, like, I'm yeah. very, very open minded. But I've almost always been like in search of, of, of stuff, and yeah. never been able to find something. Not, not anything that any solid evidence. Not any like I've that had weird. Experience. I've had weird stuff happen to me, but I've had stuff that you could in could theory, be easily you, dismissed. You, well, not easily thing. dismissed, but you could in theory explain. Right, like right, right. science could explain it. Um, so yeah, I looked at myself and because that, you know, they've like said before, that literally like they would just be standing in the kitchen and some, suddenly like there'd be like a plate and some cups on the side and then it would literally just go onto mm. the floor and so So I was like, that's quite radical. Mm. So I was thinking, you know, I, I said, and this, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say this to be like rude to anybody or like, or like patronizing, but I'd almost think like, well, you know, cause I remember one of the times they said it happened, it was like late at night on Christmas and I was thinking, well, they're probably all, all, all drunk. Mm. Or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, sometimes you know, like memories are a tricky thing. Um, so, but anyway, I looked up and I was washing my hands. I looked up and went, "Yeah, right," because I thought some of these things were like you know something you see in a movie, not like. So. And then when that happened, the lights went. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, don't ever do that. <laughs> and the lights yeah. like flashed about like five times, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I remember thinking right. like, yeah, might, right. That might have been a, that might have been a coincidence, <laughs> but that was really weird timing because mm. it was like it was like. It wasn't even like a second after I said it. It was mm. like it happened like the moment I stopped. I stopped. Like saying a communication. Damn. Yeah, that's what they do. Like I get that a lot. Like sometimes people that don't believe me go, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> like yeah. you know, laugh in your face. I'm like, you're gonna regret saying that. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like they've crashed their car, or like something's had lights have flickered, or something's blown up in the house. Mm. And I'm like, they try and make you believe a lot of the times. So it's like I don't need to prove anything; they'll prove it to you. Like it's, mm. it can be like that sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. So that's, it's not even like I wanted to be like rude or anything yeah. bad. But I guess it's like to me, I one, and I'm sure you're the same because of, because of the the job you do. I I imagine you're weary of um, people that it's a bit like believing in UFOs. It's like you got the people that, um, unfortunately, believing in UFOs, you could be um, perceived as being a quack. Like if you mm. said it, because there are all the freaking weirdos with tinfoil hats going like, mm. "I have been contacted by the people of Xanadu," <laughs> and then you know it's like you see like you know there's like a really good Louis Through documentary yeah, and he like, went to it. Nevada, it. and it's like <laughs> most of those people are nuts, man. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever you're into, there's going to be those sort of people, and unfortunately that ruins it a little bit and taints it, doesn't yeah. it? For the, and obviously that's a lot of that goes on, obviously with anything that's paranormal yeah, or supernatural. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got like, wait, even like cryptids and stuff, the amount of like fake Loch Ness sightings and it turns out it's like someone bought a dinosaur toy and then took like a close-up picture mm. of like a Diplodocus that they've put in like the shallows mm. and then just took an up-close picture of it and then it goes like viral 
for like mm. a while and then people realize like oh it was like a toy that was bought in like smiths mm. do you know what i mean so it's like mm. things like this happen all the time like people will buy like gorilla suits and then try and like do like a, a bigfoot hoax <laughs> it just happens though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you get um, it all the time especially with my job like yeah you see it makes you really angry and i have to try and stop myself from getting angry with it because yeah. there's a lot of people out there like i don't believe in that because they're all rubbish but then you do see some mediums that you think yeah, to be fair, they don't look great or professional, and mm. and it, and it does like taint other people that are amazing and really yeah. good psychics and really good mediums that are serious about it. Yeah, like I always call myself more of a realistic medium. Yeah, like yeah. I don't do like all this like kind of airy fairy stuff, and you know, oh let's sit and meditate for like an hour before we do the reading. Mm. You've either got it or you haven't got it. You get on with it. Like I'm not gonna be into like running around doing Straight like weird stuff. Point. Yeah, like <laughs> running around doing weird stuff. On yeah. <laughs> That's what people do. Like they'll yeah, just, yeah. you know, put like sage around everywhere, and I know what you mean. It's like that almost like it annoying, makes it stupid, and yeah, it's, it's ser- more serious than that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's almost like it's almost like the same problem I have a little bit with Glastonbury. It's not like I actually um, have anything. Like I, I guess like people that are genuinely like um, spiritual and and like and like actually genuinely into maybe a more like magical side of life and and like mythology and all of that stuff like i actually really like that and when you come across like genuine people that are like that i feel like i i, I really enjoyed speaking to them and i feel like i have an in-depth kept, like com- like really in-depth conversations with them but what i'm wary of a little bit especially as i feel like it's, it's become a little bit trendy in like the last 10 years or so is you see that it's um you get a lot of people that are almost like almost like maybe like uh, fake essentially yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, you do, and, yeah. and, and they're in it almost like in it for the image of it or maybe it's almost just like an excuse to walk around smoking weed all day in a hemp hoodie but it's like look how spiritual i am and i'm like no it's yeah. just you just like getting wrecked all the time and yeah. it's just a good excuse mm. to do it in glastonbury because in most places you'll be held more accountable like nah like yeah you're, you know what i mean That's so there's that element you, yeah. of it so um yeah no it's just like so i think it's i think it's good to have like a healthy level of skepticism with yeah. anything well that's what mm, i'm like. like like i don't necessarily believe like in aliens and stuff yeah i think it's more of a spiritual thing going on with that but i would never well, like interdimensional know, yeah but i always take the more serious people that are into it like to look into things yeah. rather than like the random ones that are into it yeah like so yeah it's the same with mediumship like some people just look at the bad stuff or like the kooky weird things and mm. think Oh, that's what they're like. Oh, I'm staying away from that. Or is yeah. actually just Almost look at the more, yeah, look mm. at the more serious ones that do it every day. Like I've been doing it since I was a kid. Yeah, every yeah. single day. Yeah. I'm not just randomly at sixteen. There's that sincerity. Going to Glastonbury and you know, yeah, but like ten years ago, you and, were like stealing like yeah. Asda lagers. Yeah, and like a child. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is like. You do, <laughs> you do get some people that come in and it's and you and they're like, oh, love and light, love and light, and I'm like, oh. My God, they're literally. You've got a head group butt. of yeah. I've got a group of spirits behind you, laughing your head off. They're ahead of right now. It's you know yeah. you don't do that. You know you can be spiritual, but just kind of be sensible. With that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's like if people are like hamming it up loads, it, it, yeah. maybe it comes across as like a bit insincere, and then you're like, okay, you're, it seems like you're doing it for like the image and that. You know. Yeah. Have maybe, you had maybe. many like experiences? Because you go to other psychic mediums and stuff, don't yeah. you? As well. Have you had many that you've almost been sat down with and thought, yeah, this is just complete. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I don't ever tell them on my psychic medium or anything like that. And I don't do it really to test them. I do it just for myself because sometimes you want a bit of backup to, like, information you get. Mm-hmm. You think, mm, I need a second opinion on that. I don't know if that's right or not. 
And you go to me like, oh my God, like it makes you sometimes feel good about yourself. <laughs> but then you see some that are amazing. They're mm. really, really good and like really on the money with it. You don't even need to kind of ask them any questions. They've a- asked them all already. Yeah. And that's what I try and do sometimes in my readings. Like I want to get to the point where you're only asking me one or two questions. You're not asking me about 10 because mm-hmm. I've already answered them for you. So yeah, you do get that. And then you get some psychic mediums that are all like... Of you know, I'm attached to my massive crystal in the room. I need to meditate for like 15 minutes first. And I'm like, it's just like bravado. It's not yeah. real. It's yeah. what you, really feel like, do. you feel like more like they're trying to play a character. Yeah, they're yeah. playing a character. And it's like, you don't have to play a character. You've, you've got it. Because you. you if it's got you, got it. it's you. Yeah. It's not a character. This is me. It's not like a wrestling like, persona. Yeah, like mm. people yeah. are usually shocked actually <laughs> when they come to visit me because they've been to other psychics. They'll go into other psychic mediums houses and they've got crystals everywhere. They've got incense burning. They've got the whole shebang going on. Whereas they come into mine, very plain, white table, it's just the cards on the table. I'll have some candles on. That is it. I don't have any symbolisms on the walls, like nothing. Mm. It's very, very bare. Um, yeah. Because you don't need all that to show that you're a psychic. Mm. You're a psychic or you're not a psychic. Just because you've got pentagram on the wall doesn't mean you're a psychic. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, exactly. So, I think yeah. that's one thing I've always um, really appreciated about like, you. And one of the reasons I've always have really enjoyed asking you questions more. If you've ever been at like little social gatherings, sometimes I'll just end up talking to you about stuff like that. Because... I know it's almost like because of the way because you are like that, it actually makes me far more actually intrigued and makes me want to talk to you about it. Whereas if yeah. you were all airy fairy and like wafting around, yeah, I probably would almost find it a bit like oh, it would almost like put me off. Some of my clients actually prefer the way I work as well, especially yeah. men. I get a lot more male clients just because they're not into that. It scares them. They think oh, I don't like that, but I like they like the way I work because it's very simplistic. Yeah. And it's straight to the point. It's not kind of like, oh, I'll just put incense or sage around you first. Yeah. They don't like that. So I'm not going to do that. Like, So I'll keep it simple so everyone can get involved. Because a lot of people are not into the whole Glastonbury scene mm. at all. They just want to know their loved ones are coming through or what's going to happen in their job in the future. They don't yeah. want all of that. Josh rubbish. hates Glastonbury, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't mind it. He wanted to go the other day, actually. Oh, is he, he, has he, too, has he used yeah, that? Yeah, he's not too bad with it that? now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember he went through a stage where he really didn't like it, didn't he? Yeah, so he's, he, he likes like Star Child and, and places yeah. like that. Because like, we used to go when we were little kids. I was, yeah. I'm sure he told you. Yeah. We used to like, roll down Glastonbury Tour and stuff. It's probably since being with me. He just yeah. thinks, well, I can buy things now that go with the house. Or, you know, because yeah. I have rooms. I have a room upstairs well, where I only have my books and my crystals and my cards. Yeah. I have a separate room. I don't have it in the lounge and stuff. So he'll yeah. be like, Oh, that looked cool. Oh, that looked cool. So. I, can't, I can't remember exactly why, but why was it that Josh didn't like it for a while? Can you remember? Because I remember him telling me that he like never wanted to go there and stuff. This was probably about five years ago. So. It might be the people. Like yeah. literally that thing we were just talking yeah. about. Where... I can imagine that Josh would be very much in agreement. Yeah. Especially when you're like a polite person and someone just yeah. starts coming and talking to you yeah. about yeah. this stuff and you're just like, all right, mate. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. like that at all. And since think, meeting me, it's yeah. like a lot different how he behaves with it now like because he thinks oh yeah there are normal people that are psychics and mediums yeah. and like spiritual things <laughs> i think as well i mean i say it's, it's not it's not to be like um it's not to be judgmental because i think you know at the end of the day if somebody if somebody wants to like change up their life maybe to, yeah. to, to, to like have a positive impact on their life then like good on them you know not at all like anything against that but i think if, if you're the sort of person that's always like lived and breathed something whatever that might be since like an early age 
you're a little bit more like maybe like wary or or skeptical of, yeah. of people that go through these like radical phases yeah. and you think well but like in a couple of years you'll just be on to the next yeah. thing you know what and i mean as a psychic it's like, as a psychic is really good though because you can tell if someone's going to be good or not or if they are actually into it or not right as well like when they say oh i'm into it so i'm like yeah you're going to change in a couple of years it's going to be something different or yeah, say yeah. that so you don't take them seriously but then other people think oh, just i can work phase. with this it's just a phase. Yeah, yeah like yeah. other people you might think oh that you're really genuine about it you're serious so i meet some people that are very like you would think playing a character mm. but are really amazing people like really really lovely and you know quite you know genuine with the way they talk to you but you just think you know you don't need this these bits and bobs you know if you got mm. rid of that little bit you might not be too bad but um yeah yeah like you i like that really you just people. need yourself you just yeah. need to be mm. totally be authentic yourself. in yeah. yourself and then and then yeah if you've I got think, something then yeah. you've got you don't need all these other things around you. i think that's something yeah. that's always yeah. like what people always find very endearing about you drew is it's like you are the sort of person that you're quite open about the fact that sometimes you don't know what's best for you and you mm. like to try stuff out but you're very open and honest about it like you and you don't try and you never really sort of try and be something that you're not. Mm, I, I mean, just, you, I definitely go through stages. Yeah, but you don't but get into something and then suddenly, like, you're like this high priest of like. No, the it's just exploring. Or is that, do yeah. you know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you're more. It's like more of like a, an innocent, like, like natural way. Yeah, like and an exploration pe- into different things. You yeah, know? and I think people appreciate a um, the 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 almost like the open-mindedness and the innocence of diving into something completely new and just like a sponge. Mm. I think that's that's very admirable. Um, and and yeah, and as I said, you, you're very transparent. You don't you don't try and make out when you get into something that suddenly like you you necessarily know all about it. You you're like I've looked up a bit about this. It's speaking to me, and mm. I want to try it out. Mm. And then you might get absor- absorbed in it, and then you might come to the realization that you're not really actually it's not for you, mm. or you might take some pr- some pros and cons from it or whatever. So it's like it's funny. Like my mum always said to me that I, I I'm like I get obsessed with things. Yeah, so yeah, so like yeah. if I do get into Bert, it's only for a sh- like then I'm on to the next thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like very like laser focused, obsessed with that at a time. But then uh, it's it's interesting because it's like lots of different things going on. But then it's hard as well because it's almost like you feel like you don't stick out at anything. You don't like stick solidly out at like one I know you mean thing. like things like take really you know what I mean? some things take years to, to develop like true um, Yeah, hundred like percent. But like so you the guitar rings obviously one a good example of something. Yeah, you, you get these out. things like that that just almost whatever phase you go through or anything that almost like follow you all the way through it as I like, think a lot of people like, like an anchor. That, a lot of yeah. people don't even a lot of people don't mm. even have anything. Whereas mm. like, you know, you've you've obviously stuck at guitar in and like, you know, like you you are uh, m- most people I, I I know would probably say that you're like the best guitarist they know, like o- oh, like geez, overall, mm. you know, whether it's just like liking your style or your versatility. Because mm. I know some really good like acoustic guitarists, but then it's like, but then obviously you're like a killer lead metal guitarist as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you can sort of play whatever. So you know, you have that like solid backbone, but then you you go through stages of being into other stuff as well. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, man. And all all of the spiritual things as well, like art. It's, that's always been an interest to me for, mm. for in, in whatever kind of way that it is. It's like, um, like I remember back, back for like Ouija boards and things mm. like that. Like, I don't know what you think so much about those Claire, like and yeah. stuff, but it's like, that was, we, we, I got so into that when I was younger, like yeah. with my mum and stuff. It's crazy. I don't really do Ouija boards or seances just because you can bring bad things in with Ouija boards. Mm. Yeah, like when that. when I mm. do readings, I guess it's more controlled. So, and the person's in front of me and I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, their relatives or their friends are coming through or they're visiting spirits, which are like people connected to their house or whatever. 
Um, but with the Ouija board, it's like every man in the store coming free. Like, is it like what, in, what can, <laughs> in my mind, what I can imagine the difference is it's like going to visit somebody, say like a serial killer in jail, but you know, yeah. there's that like plexiglass and you're speaking yeah. to them through a phone. I can imagine that's what you're doing. But with a Ouija board, it's more it's like open, going, it's yeah. sort of more like opening the jail cell <laughs> yeah. door and then like standing there. What, it's what, like yeah. well, that person could just pounce on you. And what mm. I felt as well with like doing it a lot when I was like younger, it, it feels that at first, like not much comes through, but you develop this like connection uh, that every time your finger touches that, you like strengthen this connection with whatever you're <laughs> communicating with. Yeah. And then when you do really get into it, the thing will literally be flying. And I got to the point where it wasn't even on the Ouija board. So I'd be, I'd mm. like have the, the glass and the Ouija, but then it would fly off the Ouija board and be going all around the house and stuff. And like the yeah. glass would like go around the table and just, it was almost like, yes, yeah, this is a connection that you have with a spirit, not just with the board. And it yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, you do, it yeah. separates that like. It builds um, and builds and builds, yeah. Cause yeah, so I felt an energy, energy there, building. Yeah. And it was yeah. so weird. And I was like, i got to stop this because I can't, I can't separate the, we, you know, before it was like the Ouija board was just, uh, that was that thing. And it's only every time I touch that. But then when it went beyond that, it was almost like anything physical. I could like, you know, touch something else and then that would start moving. If you let yeah, like yeah, the energy yeah. come yeah. through of like what you're connecting with that. And it freaked yeah. me out. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's um, interesting. I literally have never, ever done a Ouija board. And the reason why, and it's funny as well, because yeah, like I, I think, um, I think I do come across as, as, as very skeptical sometimes, but it just goes to show that I'm like, obviously I'm, I'm not too skeptical because my granddad always told me not to do Ouija boards. And the reason he said it, why was because he said he had a really bad experience with it um, when sort of like in the 60s because he was doing one with his friends um, and, and one of the guys um, that he was with, then it suddenly turned really, really dark um, and, and the energy in the room went like, they apparently like everyone was like terrified and then, um, like, long story short, I can't remember the, the exact specifics, but basically it was like on the Ouija board, it basically told this man that his like life was going to be like ruined yeah. and then it was like super dark and then literally like, like a month after that, the guy's business like burnt to the ground. Mm. Not long after that, his like wife left him, um, and then he was just like unemployed and just like freaking depressed, like basically like for the rest of his life. Mm. Almost like once you've opened up that gateway, it's just box. That's what I'm scared of, though, because so, I, that's I so me, and that's why, like when we were younger in that, if you were ever like do you want to do one, I was just like no. Yeah, but mm. I've d- I done it a lot, like a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot. Our Ouija board actually started wearing out, start like you know, like <laughs> you know, like. All the, all the kind of things yeah. on it because we had like a proper old school one that was like my mum got when she was younger and stuff yeah. and it started ru- like the, the um, letters and that started rubbing off it because we were like using it crazy, so much man. and stuff that's crazy but yeah dude. so I, I wonder that's what's like sketchy <laughs> that's to me that's like serious freaking that- Ouija reps <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I know and that's what I can't explain if this is even Drew yeah. the this, energy man. that builds with that as well it goes from just this slightly little like like moving around to literally it could the go from that bunny it could go from that end of the board to that end of the board in a split second with complete precision and stop and you think how did I like yeah. it, that was obviously my energy coming through but like how yeah. was it that and it's not good at all like you get some clients that say oh, I've had nothing but bad luck this person's died or I've been ill or mm. their house is like yeah burnt down mm. or whatever 
um and i'm like because you've done a ouija board haven't you and yeah. they're like yeah and i'm like yeah you've got bad luck for life now but like, i can't <laughs> help you with that <laughs> like, <laughs> so i've done that and i stole the dreadlock from that yeah. two thousand year old oh like God. grave in peru like, yeah but uh, hopefully that because you did have a really bad year yeah i know you literally um <laughs> i said you, lo- <laughs> you lost a ridiculous obviously i know we talked about before you lost a ridiculous amount of money you crashed your motorbike yeah, um, mold house. Oh yeah, mold house. <laughs> it's all on. It's all on the up and up now. Like. Yeah. So hopefully that's your. Yeah. Hopefully that's your sort of punishment done. Totally. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's face it. If it wasn't, you'd have probably gotten like attacked by a crocodile, and when you went swimming in. Yeah, crocodile, yeah that's true. In did you something. see that? Have you seen that video? Yet? Mate, yeah, did you like, see yeah, the crocodile. I did, I did, I did uh, like it. Yeah, it was like so such a comical video. Man, like, the jazz music and that. I freaking loved it, mate. That was so funny. Yeah. So just for yeah. people that don't know what we're talking about, yeah. So Drew obviously recently went to Peru. Um, not sorry, Costa not Rica, Costa Rica, yeah, 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 yeah. and um, yeah, you, you, you obviously are into videography, so you mm. took like all these different videos of animals, and you just put out in you on social media, <laughs> like these this like hilarious little compilation video to this like jazz music. Yeah, so if people want to crazy amount of animals though. The owls. What's your Instagram? If people want to have a look at that, because uh, you did put it, DJ um, Armstrong Pick, is it? You put it out on uh, on Instagram. I think Meg put it out on Instagram. Oh, Meg put it out like on yeah, which is Megan underscore. That's Nola. Facebook's more like personal, isn't it? So yeah, I did put it out on on on, on my YouTube as well. So if you put Drew oh, Bag yeah. into YouTube, it's on it's on there as well. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, but sorry, like sorry to backtrack a little bit. What I really wanted to do is sort of like try and go as much in like chronological as order as yes. possible because I thought that would be like really really interesting. So I know we've just yeah. like branched off loads for about yeah. half an hour. <laughs> but so let's let's take it back to sort of um so obviously that thing happened with your it was your grandparents neighbors and you said that, yeah, that they so died. That person yeah. died. They looked through the letterbox yeah. and they were like, "Oh my god." Did you say that sorry, there was another instant around that time where you were going somebody was leaning over your bed? Yeah, so then I had someone leaning over the bed, then I saw So was that was the, you, were you awake or did you wake up or what? Um I was like waking up I think and then you, when you're waking up that's the best time to see spirit if you don't usually see them mm. um, because you're kind of more heightened mm. Mm. so you'll see them hanging over the bed or see them in the corner and go, oh you see me and they'll just go yeah. away like that so I've, I've had sleep paralysis a couple of times I'd like to talk to you about that's that that's freaky because yeah, so yeah, that was, they were two terrifying experiences like really terrifying Feels because, real. because I was paralysed as mm. well. Oh God, yeah. And then I predicted the next door neighbour dying as well. <laughs> that was so. Was that one. around that time? So sorry. Yeah. So, but with um, with the girl leaning over your bed. So you woke yeah. up. So was it like date? Was it like light? Um, no, it was evening. Um, so it was like dark. It was like dark. Oh, so it was like through. in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the middle of the night. So you woke up in the middle of the night. That's our favourite time. And yeah. somebody was leaning over your bed. Yeah, yeah, leaning over the bed. As so a child. what? So what did you do? screamed um, so did the parents like <laughs> yeah. come in or? yeah and then i've had other incidents and it just vanished yeah. the moment yeah they vanished um and then i had another incident this is what i hate to this day and that's why i like it them to speak into my head or see pictures flashing up mm. i had one to speak to me that was when i was about nine that was the so first could you see time. them yeah so i saw a shadow at first and the shadow disappeared and then they went like just hello claire like that like re- it's literally like something from a horror film. It isn't. Whoa. It isn't like we're talking Hello, to each other. Claire. Yeah, it was like really like creaky. Hello, like the Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and Claire. I just <laughs> like we had to do our own little version. <laughs> like, right, who could do the weirdest one? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go on. And yeah, and that really—I thought it was going to have a heart attack. Seriously? Uh, yeah, that is horrible. And this was still about seven, eight, was nine, it? About, oh, about nine. nine. Then we we're going up now. Um, yeah, so that happened. That was an incident, and then I was terrified to go to sleep then for ages. Mm-hmm. Just I to ask you a quick question as well before we carry on on your on your chronological in chronological order of your story. Yeah. So, is it one of those things, or maybe you don't even know the answer? I expect you do. Is it one of those things where they know 
that you could potentially see them. So they are like searching you out. Is it that sort of yeah, thing? So or is it more that you can just see them and... My energy is different to other people's. So it's a little bit stronger. Um, so because I'm psychic, so I can see things in the future and stuff like that mm. as well. My energy is more potent so I can feed off other people's energy mm. and build it and build it and build it. A bit like you with the Ouija board. Mm. Um, so you build it up and then they're like, she can see me and she can read my mind and she knows what's going to happen in the future. I'm going to try and chat. So to they're her. like going about their business, so yeah. to speak. But is it, is it literally, would it be like if you, would it be like if you saw somebody in the supermarket with like a, a, a band t-shirt on that you liked and then you were like acknowledging them? Is yeah. it, is it like, is it that sort of thing? Yeah, it can be. So sometimes I'll just see them and they'll be like, I'm fine. Tell them I'm fine. I'm like, who, who do I need to tell that you're fine? Like they don't understand sometimes spirit that mm. I'm not going to necessarily talk to Karen tomorrow. That yeah. it's Especially relative. not Karen. She'll probably complain yeah, about Karen, something. Yeah, Karen, yeah. Or Susan or whatever. Um, yeah. Or Susan's all so, right. Um, mm. Yeah, so you, you get spirits like that and they'll think, but you can, but you can talk to them. It's like, yeah, but I can't in the human world because they don't understand unless they're actually going to come and... Yeah, you just seem like a crazy woman if you just found Susan and were like, hey, yeah, Susan, I'm, Uncle Barbie says hello. Yeah, so I'm, mm. I would never ever in a million years go up to someone in the supermarket or whatever and say, I've got your relative here or whatever. Mm. They do that on TV, but you've got a disclosure they sign off first before mm. you do that. So I, I'd never ever do that, but you do get that a lot. Do you feel Do you feel like uh, like comfortable doing that? So like apart from obviously your... your, your rather than looking at it in terms of like, you know, manners and obviously, you know, there's there's a way to do things. Um, like, do you personally mind doing that? Like, if, if, if like, something asks you to do something, like, does it bother you? Like, do you mind doing it? Yeah, I get irritated by it. <laughs> yeah, and like, um, well, you know I can't do that, so why are you mm. asking me? It's a bit like someone to tell you to work on your day off. And does it, does it bother you when people um socially maybe because they know of your reputation does it bother you when they ask you like if yeah 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 i don't like it I, i've been asking even in the toilets and stuff like that before literally in the loo and yeah your granny like, just saw you having yeah, a poo can you can you can you do my palm can you can you tell me that my you know my grand's all right or can you do and i'm like i can imagine that's pretty annoying yeah mm, i yeah. hate it like i'm like just have some respect because i respect you and i wouldn't go up to that's you that's like the equivalent right of like when you're walking with a guitar in public mm. and someone goes play us a tune mate yeah yeah mm. and it's it super annoying. annoying it's like mate yeah. am i your like freaking court jester yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's you know? it's like that and they're like well you can't you can't be a psychic then or a medium if you if you're not doing it now I'm like I am. It's just it's my I private no time. Monkey, yeah, man. it's yeah. my private time, and I won't and I won't do that. And anyway, they don't like you anyway. So why? <laughs> they're actually um, super embarrassed that they like freaking fought through their life to give yeah. their families a good life, and then you're the result, mate. <laughs> so, and, you know, yeah. and you get it from e like emails as well. Like some people will sometimes randomly email you and go, "Can you tell me um, a message from this person?" Whatever. I'm like. Book an appointment and then mm. I'll tell you. I'm not going to be like online for an email. Mm. It's oh, so that's super bit, time consuming. So it's, it's a bit time, rude. Yeah, it's time consuming and it can really drain you as well. Like when mm. you're trying to get mm. messages through, even if it's just psychic stuff, like mm. about people's relationships or whatever, it really drains your mind. So like mm. people don't get that I can only work literally three days a week, proper mm. one to one, because it's. The rest is recovery. Yeah, the rest is mm. recovery. It's a bit so, like a workout. Yeah, you so can't just work doing, out all the yeah, time. You can't work out mm. every single day. You need to like work out, rest, work out, rest. Yeah, and that's otherwise exactly you the same. Yeah. You won't be able to function. Like with your mind, like, you know, and sometimes the people's stories as well, that can be really draining too. Mm. That you think, oh my God, like you could have three suicides in a row, for instance, and stuff like that. Yeah, and you see really terrible things. Um, it's interesting because I didn't think I'd make the connection. But that's one thing I always like, empathise very much with my uncle Dom. Obviously, we had him on as a guest like a couple of weeks ago, and obviously he was like a copper for like a quarter of a century. 
and I think a lot of people wouldn't think of police, and and and, and in some cases, rightfully so, because obviously there are some some coppers that abuse their power and can be quite annoying. But um, you know, people just think of like, oh yeah, they just sit at laybys like doing people for speeding and stuff like that when they're like doing three miles over the limit, and that's like you know really like annoying for people that are like taxpayers, blah blah blah. But um, obviously, what people don't think of is it's like it's the police that are contacted to like break down a door if someone's if, if there's like suspected mm. suicide. So like you're dealing with like death on a regular basis. Some of these pe- bodies are like severely decomposing. So it's not just the death itself, but it's like the physical trauma of like the, the stench, everything. So I've always very much empathised with that. Mm. But yeah, that's very draining, and it's really interesting because mm. I, I wouldn't have thought that like talking to my uncle and talking to you, yeah. it, it would like overlap. But yeah, I, that, I can imagine that is like a big. That's something that it, it, you carry that with you. That's a big and strain. having to like desensitise to it a little bit. If that's it's not just yeah. 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 That's not just like yeah. something where you then just like you know have a can of coke afterwards and you're just cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like that's yeah. like you might remember that for the rest of your life. Like you know, mm. talking about the the energy of it and saying how it like drains you and everything. Obviously, earlier on you were saying that you could almost like feed off someone else's energy. Yeah. So hypothetically, could you almost like yes. steal <laughs> someone else's energy? <laughs> Yeah. So that you weren't that drained after Definitely. these sort of experiences. Um, yeah, sometimes. It's a lot of people that come to see me though, not always like perky and happy. Like if you get right. a really happy, lovely person, I had that the other day. Well, you can week. feed off that easier. Yeah, yeah. So you get a really like happy, great person, which I did like last week, and I had amazing energy afterwards. I was like ready to get I could do another ten. I think that's why row. people like um, being around bubbly, um, optimistic people because they're so They've got mm. this charge about them and it fills yeah. the room and everyone in the room with this like sort of spring in their step. Mm. Yeah. And then you're like, everyone will sort of have, have a good time. But then you also have other people which are the opposite of that. And it's like draining. A Deb- that's like, you know, you have all the term like a Debbie Downer. Mm. Like it makes you feel down just being around him. Like, oh man, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if yeah. I'm up for hanging around mm. with this person because yeah. it's like, it's not like I don't, mm. it's not like I dislike him. But their views and everything and everything, mm. it just sort of makes you like, oh man. Yeah. You'd rather be around a positive Pete. Yeah, yeah. positive Pete. And mm. as a psychic, you get that majority of the week they're all Debbie Downers yeah yeah. yeah not like you know they're not like horrible people but the things they yeah, talk about and stuff are very it's not like you dislike them or they're bad but it's just depressing. it's very depressing almost it brings you down yeah, yeah. It's hard seeking work. like help for something or you're going through something or it's like heavy. yeah yeah I can, it's heavy normally people that do reach out to get things like that is because of something there's something like is wrong in your life or something is yeah. like or you know what I mean it's a bit like they need to like, unlock in sometimes yeah, and then I'll just yeah. say one thing and it's unlocked and, and, you know, we'll both feel great afterwards. But then after, actually, a bit after that, you'll think of the first thing you said. So I'm like, oh, my God, I feel really, like, a bit, like, drained now again. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you can get very drained from people and the things you talk about and stuff. Or, like, the subject matter, you might literally talk about one thing the whole time in a reading. So, like, one of my clients, like, um, her partner, like, hung himself. Mm. And he came through really strong in the reading. But that is all she wanted to talk about. And she was crying about and raised, like, not hysterical, but very, very intense and emotional. Mm. And then, like, for two days, I'm like, I can't work now. Like, yeah, I can imagine. You don't feel necessarily traumatized by it. Like, is it just that feeling of heaviness? It's a feeling of heaviness and tiredness, like, or like, I don't want to do another reading. It's like, you know, you hear that expression in it, like, oh, they carry the world on their shoulders. I can imagine Mm. it feels a bit like that for a while. Like, there's just this invisible weight almost. It's just tired you out, man. It's really interesting when you, uh, in like the jungle and stuff with shamans and stuff, when they work on people, it's almost like they take in the illness into their own body and then, like, like spit it out yeah mm. like so they'll almost be like sucking a bad bit out and then just spitting or what, it like out sucking into a the bit. heaviness out yeah and it's yeah. almost but you take it on as well so a lot of these shamans like so it's interesting they say and that's it's spiritual but in a bit of a different way yeah. and they say you know that they almost take on the illness of the client 
and then know how with their techniques know how to expel it out of themselves so then it just like goes out and it's mm. kind of gone out of yeah, both of you that's what but, I yeah, get, but, it, yeah. but you have to like almost clear yourself of it or let yourself like yeah, recuperate you've got to purge or out like um sometimes you know you know when i read people if they've had like a predicted your broken arm that time yeah i predicted drew breaking his arm but i felt it in my bones i remember like, hearing and you, that and story, you feel yeah. it anything then it goes away but you feel a bit like exhausted afterwards and then you get i had someone the God other sake, day drew. Had something removed, <laughs> like, from here on their stomach and i was like yeah. god i got the worst pain ever in my stomach she was like oh i feel all right actually for a few minutes and it was the woman in front of me like who oh, i was wow. feeding off of and mm. then it went when she left Mm, um, so it's crazy. quite similar but um yeah so you get a lot of that on or like before a reading sometimes i feel like quite unwell sometimes mm. like, why do i feel ill? like there's nothing really wrong with me it'll be the client i'm getting in next <laughs> like you would so just feel mad, like so that's so why i don't like going mm. to like gigs and things like that sometimes before i have a day of readings because i feel rubbish i feel awful i have a bad leg i have a bad head mm-hmm. or like my neck will really hurt because someone i've got a spirit coming through that's hung themselves or whatever and you just that's not no. ideal for windmilling yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's just like yeah so i don't like doing things usually before a region as well i need like a gap by either side just to recover and then i can go back to normal yeah i think that makes sense and obviously you want to make sure that you're like firing all, on all cylinders on every yeah. reading as well don't you yeah whereas like you can't do that if you're like heavily fatigued from your previous one yeah (laughs) yeah and people don't get that like so what i now do as well as i do back-to-back clients i'll see one another 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 because if i have a gap in between i just crash yeah that's what makes sense they often say don't they it's it's mm, a bit like you know just to use like almost like another training Mm. analogy a lot of people say like look um if you're struggling with training you're like don't don't like finish work say and then sit down and then try and train because you're not going to do it they say go do it straight away. Mm. Go straight yeah. to it. Like maybe like a quick coffee and then go and do it. Because the moment you sit down, you will lose the will to do it. So it's similar, isn't it? Yeah. Like some people want evening appointments and things like that. And I'm like, that's fine if I had mm. some people before. But obviously the people are picking their kids up from school or whatever. Yeah. I prefer to work in the morning at just after lunch. I'm done. I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. So if I do evenings, I'm like, oh my God, here we go. Like it, <laughs> it can just be really draining. I've already done like five today and I had yeah. a massive gap in between. So we just got to take yeah. a break a second, but we'll be back in a minute. You are not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora, ladies and gentlemen. Respect that fact every second of every day. That was March of the Fire Ants by Macedon. That was uh, chosen by our special guest today, Miss Claire Stone. Or is it Ms? It's Ms now, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, um, basically, Bridgewater's answer to Wednesday Adams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, Claire is our friend and family member of Nathaniel's. Mm -hmm. And um, clairvoyant, psychic, medium, all of that good stuff. So we're... um, Listen to her story, and um, I say towards the end of the story, more I'll be asking her some more opinion, like different opinions on all the different realms of the paranormal and supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I'm super, super um, excited actually to ask some questions about and see what see um, what you say about some of the things I'm going to ask you. I feel like there's so much to talk about. I know. Yeah, I actually, I'm already so much day, depth yeah. to get into, <laughs> even though there's already like we, we still got like an hour left. I'm like, oh man, I hope we get like enough yeah. time. But it's, it's cool. If not, we can always Extended get even to a part two. Yeah, yeah, we can always do like a part two or whatever. Or mm. yeah, or just like it, or just go over in time. Yeah, YouTube special. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's it. That's it. So um, I'm just trying to think sort of like where we left off. So you said, oh yeah. So let's go back to sort of like the chronological story of your journey. So you said that the, the first time sort of like um, something spoke to you, actually like spoke to you. So you said that you were, you were nine years old yeah. and you said then something went like, hey, Claire. So you saw yeah. a shadow. Yeah. And then you, um, so when you say you, you saw a shadow, did they then appear more clearly and you heard like, hey, Claire or what? No. So I saw the shadow 
and it felt like it was from behind my ear mm. coming through, so like a bit of a sneak. But I, so I didn't see it. I think I saw the shadow and just got like you know mm. ignoring it, and then it was trying to speak to me. Hey, so yeah, it's, it was like that. <laughs> Did you say like, it is a bit different to like a human voice? Yeah. In mm. what way? Yeah, it's just more creepy. It just sounds more like. Ethereal. Someone that's probably been like smoking about, you know, under fags a day or something. It just, it's really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really scary. Like, I just, that's why I just hate it so much. I don't, it's not like how we talk now and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more like, sometimes it'll come through as well quite whispery. Mm. And then sometimes it'll come through kind of like a gravelly voice. And yeah, mm. no, it's because they're crossing over into our world. That's why. Mm. Like, they're not living on the earth. Today. So it's like radio interference. Yeah. Like, if you've got like, like a crackly, yeah. like yeah. an old radio when you're like tuning in. <laughs> yeah. That's obviously, what it's if like, you're yeah. not 100% mm. tuned in or if you get like, you get you go out of the range or something, it's going to like, yeah. Go, yeah. So, so that's what it like is. That. Yeah. Like so that's what they. It's like a dodgy microphone. Yeah. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you um, never really get it clear. So, and other yeah. people have had so that. So, did you well. say anything back? No, I just I ignored it. screamed. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, again, was it one of those things where, like, you literally scream, your parents come in? Did you say what happened and stuff? Yeah, or? yeah. And what, so what my mum used to do, like, which is really good with, so if anyone's listening to this, they've got children and they're seeing spirits and mm. things and it's really frightening them. She used to just sit on the end of the bed and just say, go away. It's not our so time. That's what your mum did. Yeah, yeah. go away, did. go away. And like try and say, right, I'm shielding you. So that's quite like, like an interesting thing that your mum did in a way. It's like almost like um that's quite like A like proactive, but B almost like quite like um like mature. Mm. Or yeah. something. I don't know, for almost lack like of knowledgeable. For, for like a lack of yeah. a better word. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, to just yeah. almost be like, Yeah, go look, look, she's a little girl, right? You leave her alone yeah. until she's a come bit back, older. Come back when you know mm. she's twenty or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than like that, dismissing yeah. it as that wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah. Or just freaking out. Because mm. I think mm. a lot of people, you know, I think, you know, when you're a little kid, I know you think, oh, it's all right, adults got their stuff together. But let's face it, we were like, man, that'd be pretty freaky for an adult. Mm. You know, you'd like be mm. like, a lot of people would find it hard to keep their composure themselves, yeah. let alone know what was the right thing to do for their kids in that scenario. Mm. Yeah, I've always been quite lucky, really. Like, um, with my dad, my dad's really into it as well. But they're just like, right, just go away because it was getting on their nerves because I'll be waiting up mm. so that would be annoying them like you know sat down mm. watching telly and you know you're supposed to be in bed asleep mm. and i'll be there screaming because someone's saying hello can i have a talk chat to you mm. um so yeah she'd sit there until it was more calmer like you could just feel a bit more calmer mm. and then she'd go away and then i have to do it again the next night because it'll come back again and then then you train it to kind of be more controlled then right um and then with my grandparents they were really into it but they would more say well your angels are protecting you and you're like your great nan's protecting you so mm. nothing can hurt you. And when you get that into that more mindset, you get less scared of it. Right. Like he's like, oh, wait, okay. I'll tell my great nan to go and tell him off. And that works to this day. Really? I use that now to this day. If I've got clients and I don't like or spirits I don't like, I'll say, right, we've got to go to work. <laughs> and then you'll notice some changes. Allies. Yeah, so you notice changes. So is it is it actually, did you say it was your grandmother, your great-grandmother? My great-grandmother, So yeah. is it her specifically that you call upon? Yeah, she's the best one. Yeah. Is she just like the toughest? Yeah, she's the toughest one. She gets she her handbags at dawn, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's <laughs> out, yeah. And then you get other spirits that go through like that have been quite later on in my life and they can help, but, you know, sometimes... Sorry, say that again. You've been spirits that you've... You know, so like my grandparents and stuff that have passed over since and stuff. So you people know. that you knew in, in life. Yeah, they can help, but they're not strong. So the right. higher up in the and, status and in, is When better. you say strength, like obviously it's different than in the physical plane. So when you, is it like a, is it like a sort of psychic strength? 
Yeah. Like a men- like some weird like mental strength or for lack of a better term. Yeah. So yeah, you get stronger as you go along the line. So So it's not like your granddad should just come mm. and like punch the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of like an energy that's gonna like expel the force. Yeah, yeah. So they're like in spirit, especially like great grandparents or ancestors or even sometimes your guides or visiting spirits are more stronger than your guides. Like, yeah, yeah. Guides. You say your guides in visiting spirits? So guides and visiting spirits. So I call oh, them visiting guys. spirits, which some people call poltergeists or, you know, or people that live in your house that have died, but you don't know them. Um, so they can be quite strong in their energy as well because they're kind of in limbo. And are they mm. always there? Not all the time. Um, only now and again. Some people they are all the time and then other times. And you can going, call on them yeah, yeah. for help. And what I do now, which is quite naughty, um, so you'll get like <laughs> you'll get people come to see me that will say, oh, I've got this spirit attaching to me. Can't get rid of it. Don't know what to do with it. I know what to do with them. Keep them. And then if you So get you say some, like you can hang out here, buddy. Yeah, you can hang out here and if I get anyone. You can that's play annoying, with Josh's Z-toys. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can deal with that person Good I don't like later on. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, cool. so, and then they some go. Backup. So, so they it's do like their job Brokering a deal. Yeah, I'm like a dealer mm. over there. Like, You're literally, like a, a yeah. spirit dealer. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's something that used to scare me and terrify me, I now use to my advantage. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people, you know, they still get scared of it. Right? Like, oh, I'm not going to mess with that. And I'm like, as long as you're sensible and you broker deals with them and they know what's what and they know where the line is. Well, I guess, you know, there's this, it's, it's a, tr- you know, it beats being in living in fear of it, isn't it? Yeah, and it works. As well, and having so. some level of control when, yeah, like you know, at me, like brokering a deal, it trumps living in terror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean? that's why I don't have any negative spirits in my house whatsoever. Because it's like you've got this little gang of super tough allies. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. The spirit Avengers. <laughs> yeah, it is. and it's like yeah, but like just like led by your great great grandmother yeah like she's tough in personality <laughs> she's got Thor's well. hammer yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Some it's like a handbag she's it, like yeah. spinning it <laughs> Like, <laughs> you feel sorry for some people because you see their spirits and you're like, oh my god! No, you, 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 need get, you need to get a new team. <laughs> yeah, you need yeah. a new team. Like, but I've always been very, very lucky with mine that have mm. come through because they're very serious. They'll sort it out. They'll get rid of it, and then we move on to the next thing. Mm. And so I've always called on her, and I was yeah. One thing I've always been interested in. My granddad's always told me and my dad that we we're like very jammy, like naturally. Um, and I think Drew's quite a jammy person as well. Like you know, like like I remember when I was like a little kid. Like my granddad, because he was always like a big betting man. Like um, I'd come in from primary school, and he'd say like, right, uh, he'd give me a newspaper, and he'd say like, right, the Grand National's on. Like, pick a horse, and like, if your horse wins, I'll like give you like a five or mm. whatever. Which obviously in like 1995 would have been like I don't know, like 15 quid a day. I don't mm. know something like that. Um, a lot, of, a lot of money for like a five-year-old kid. And like it was like crazy how often I would get the right mm. one. And my granddad would say that I was just like my dad, and that my dad would would, would, yeah. would do that as well. Like, do you think with things like that, do you think that might be due to like some external force, like guiding your yeah, your decision? Can be. Yeah, like so, some people get this, um, which is quite interesting, where someone can die, and then they and it's like terrible. It's just, it feels like a disaster to them, but then all of a sudden, six months later, they feel really lucky. They start winning things. They start having really good things happen to them, and I'm like, yes, yeah, because mm. they're like making it happen behind you. Right. <laughs> so it can be that. So you do have your like your spirit team that can make things happen that are lucky within reason. So they're like still looking after you. Yeah. So they're still looking after you. They're like, oh, I've seen you struggle with that, or I've seen like, you know, I'll give you that as a treat. Mm. So some people might find a tenor on the floor, like, where the hell's that come from? And I'm always yeah. like, that's because your spirit's probably done that for you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is it? It's it interesting as well. I mean, I said. Uh, 
I don't know, it's like pure pure speculation, isn't it? But I, I feel like with me, the only times in life when things necessarily haven't gone my way is maybe when I've started to take um take stuff like that maybe for granted. Yeah. And then that almost like makes sense. Yeah, that's why I don't really... Do you know what I mean? Like, because like, let's face it, yeah. nobody wants to be taken for granted. So maybe if you start no. almost like taking that for granted a little bit and rather, rather than appreciating it, then maybe, you know, that's that you need to learn almost like a life lesson. Yeah, like we call it like personal gain, like for mediums and psychics. So everyone says, oh, you know, you could do the your own lottery numbers and they'd help you and they make you win the lottery and things like that. I'm like, no, I can't ever do anything like that. Because they'd take my, yeah, they'd like punish me for mm. it or I, they'd take my gift away. That's good, or, isn't it? Yeah, That's so good. I never like trick the system like that. It's, I do more things. You'd like almost like be becoming like a villain. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, pro- would, like, like yeah. a traditional, almost like movie villain, wouldn't you? Yeah, like people that are given this gift, you know. Don't abuse it. Sort don't of ever really abuse it. And, if, and you can tell the ones that do because, yeah, things don't really pan out for them the way they want them to. So, yeah. I'm always careful and that's why I don't do lottery numbers or, you know, mm. put bets on certain things because, yeah, it's personal gain. If they want me to win something, so if I do it just on my own and don't, and they want me to win, that's great. That's almost I like, don't, I, don't. I guess that's no different than if somebody wants to give you like almost like a gift or a present because uh, they think you're a really good friend yeah. and they just want to do something nice for you or like a family nice, member, yeah. then that's no different than that, I guess, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Having a healthy it, respect. Yeah, yeah it's like mm. every other thing. You know, like sometimes you think, do you know what? That person like really is a positive influence on my life, and I want to do something nice for them. Mm. You do something nice yeah. for them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like no different than that, I guess. Like I ask for things sometimes. Like you know, I think well, they're there twiddling their thumbs sometimes. Like, oh, oh man, I need, I need to pop the shop. Got yeah. five. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what I do is like manifest. So I write things down, and mm. if they say, oh, that like it could be for my career, for instance, and stuff like that. Mm. Like I want a new opportunity in that. Can you help me get the right person for that? No, so not do it for me, mm. but put the right people in front of me to do what I need to do. They were like, okay, that's within reason. I will do that for you. Mm. But if it's something like, I want to win a million quid, they're like, mm. no, that's ridiculous. Cross that off. We won't do that. Yeah. So that's why people say, oh, you were lucky to get to the front of that gig. Or well, how did you get that pick or that set list? Mm. I'm like, because I wrote it down. I was like, mm. or I just wanted to manifest. I manifested when I was there. Sure. And they had, and they were like, oh, that'd be cool. Okay, you can have that. But I guess, mm. I guess that's like, I guess there's like a line you don't cross like that. Yeah. That doesn't. That's like easy stuff. I can imagine. Like, I mean, obviously, it's hard to put myself in these shoes, but if I was like a spirit, I wouldn't think that took the mick too much. Mm. No, like, they enjoy things. And like, 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 and like, <laughs> and, 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 and like growing as well. And like, growing, like, help, <laughs> ambition is healthy, yeah. isn't it? Like, wanting yeah. to be more successful and things like yeah. that. But it's like, why do you want it? If you want it for like With great power, nefarious comes reasons. Great responsibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's a good thing if you're a yeah. good person. That's what you Uncle Ben I mean? told like, Spider Man. And it always yeah. stuck with him, doesn't it? So you it's know? like, I can imagine you would have all this help from like, if you're on the right path, I think mm. you've got, there's a path for you that's good or the yeah. path for you that can seem like a, oh, that's that'd be nice, but much, it's not your yeah, path, you know? Yeah, that's, that's why I believe up. very much in mm. karma mm. and stuff. Like, yeah, um, me too. you know, like if you like do good deeds, like they'll come back to you. Mm. And I think, you know, like as long as you don't try and look at it in too much of like a selfish way or like, you know, or like an ambitious way, but it just, to me, it's almost just like common sense. Mm. Like yeah. if you try and, if you try and do right by people, and I always think as well, like if you if you can look yourself in the mirror and say that you would do a good deed regardless of when anyone was around or not, you mm. know, like because there's one thing doing a good deed, well, there are people to see it because mm. that might be because you're covering your ass or because you'd be worried about being found out. But if you would do the, exactly the same good deed with no, you know, no praise, mm. or you could get away with then something, you're on the right or, you track. Could, or you could get away <laughs> with something really bad, and you know, 100 percent, no one would ever find out, but you still don't do it. Mm. even if mm. it could cause you a lot of gain you know mm. because you know it's not the right thing to do I think that's like a good that's a good way to almost like right check, like, check yourself like that mm. you know like check yourself yeah. like that I think the righteous in a code yeah I think that sort of makes sense 
I did have one question just on terms of like when you were saying about how uh, certain, well, the longer you're sort of on the, the plane, yeah. you'll be more powerful. Yeah. How would that work for someone like you that is so experienced on that side? Would it? Would you be more powerful once you did, you know, go over to that side or? Like Yoda. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. like, so what it means is probably I'd, I'd have a bigger job to do on the other side, which is the annoying part. Like, to so some spirits, when they cross over, like, you know, all the people that are, you know, very spiritual or do really good, like, sometimes teachers get this and things like that when they cross. They have to do things when they go to spirit, like healing for people, or they have to be the first port of call if something goes wrong in the world. Mm. That would be my job mm. when I go and when I die. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, for God's sake. So people, when they cross over, they think, oh, I can have a rest. I can sit on a beach all day and do that. Yeah. I'm like, no, you can't. Like, mm. it's not like that all the time. And especially if you're more powerful as a psychic or a medium, it's like you get even bigger tasks when you go really? over there. Mm. Yeah. So you've got to do more work. So like if you were like, you know, a Buddhist monk, yeah, you'd have to do that when you're over there, but even more so. So do you ever encounter like, um, like, people who or like spirits that were like uh, powerful psychics in life like yourself no i haven't actually but i have encountered people um a lot of like um nuns and priests <laughs> people right. like that so, and they are what like more charged yeah more charged Why is that? more charged i guess it's because they've been done you know gone and followed all the rules and been helped devoted other people their devoted to... their lives to a higher being or power not necessarily God or Jesus, or whatever, but it's just like they've been so too when you, good. When you say higher being, like, do you believe in higher beings? Yeah. So I believe there's definitely, not necessarily a God, but it's just like a higher energy. So what we say is like spirit, angels, and then so God or a higher power. One thing, one thing that I've sort of hypothesized is, because obviously you see in all civilizations, like there'll be different deities and stuff. But I mean, the same way that, you know, like ev- a word is different in every religion, um, sorry, language, it could just be like, you know, it's a different name for, it yeah. could be a different mm. name for the same thing. Yeah. like So is it a bit yeah. like that? Yeah, it can be like that. Yeah. So, you know. So you just believe in one overseeing, like what? Yeah, energy for me. It's like one overseeing thing that hears me and keeps tabs on me. <laughs> so, you, so you almost believe in like one higher being, which is like a quote unquote God. Yeah. And then like other beings. Well, yeah, so angels for me. Angels to me definitely exist. That's a confusing part for a lot of people. Like, so some mediums and psychics won't believe in God or Jesus or anything like that, but then they'll see angels and like, well, what's going on then? Like, because angels are in the Bible. And it's, it's like more biblical. Yeah. Mm. So they do exist. And I've definitely had um, experiences with, with angels like a lot. What about like demons? Is that a positive like, yeah. experience like with yeah, angels? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, they always think with angels, like um, they've been human and then they turn into an angel. Angels have never lived on the earth plane ever, ever. Well, like, I think there's yeah. no there's no like um, written source or anything yeah. that goes by that would ever say that anyway, is there? Like, yeah, like, a lot of people I guess that's just more like naivety of, of people, isn't it? Yeah, so you get a lot of people say, oh, they're now, they're now an angel or whatever. And I'm like, and they're, they're like the geeky type of person. Like, no, but all in me is like, no, they, they're not an angel. They're a spirit. Like, they. I guess that's more don't. almost like a like a, a pet term, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, was never, I don't think, originally meant to be mm. taken seriously. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, my angel. Like, you're like, you know, you're like, mm. you know, like, you might refer to like something that you're like, especially like your children or something. You might go, like, Oh, my yeah, angel. Literally, yeah. It's not meant to be taken literally. It's more like a pet name. Yeah. You so, shouldn't take it literally. Like. So, yeah, you've got your angels and spirits are completely different. Um, and then below that, yeah. So, below that is. So, there is the malicious aspect to it. Yeah. So, do you believe there is also like a, like a, a devil like being? Yes and no. So what happens is if you're bad, so I usually say in our limbo, I call it limbo, Mm. which a lot of people say is hell. Mm. Um, Are people that, you know, you're murderers, abusers, that type of thing. People that have lived their life in malicious ways. Is that the same as purgatory? 
in yeah, a like, Christian yeah, sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so like a normal spirit. So like if we all died today, we would be able to flip between, you know, heaven or like the nicer side of, you know, spirit and keep going back to the earth plane as much as want, back and forth, back and forth. Mm. If you're bad, you're not allowed to. You're only allowed to stay on the earth plane. That is limbo. Mm. So that's why people... I always get a feeling that it's mm-hmm. almost like the, the negative spirits are like the ones that are stuck here because yeah, they live here. they're living in that same trauma or whatever, what they were creating in their life. So they're just yeah. like stuck in it. So they're stuck and they're not allowed to move across until they've shown they're good to move across or some will just stay there. Um, you can't move them across. And then below that is your, what we call like demons and negative attachments that you get below that. So that's below limbo? Yeah. Okay, so, so limbo is like your analogy for like purgatory. Yeah. Right, and so there is like something below that. Yeah. And that is solely where more like unhu- things that were never humans. Yeah, so like angels. So the opposite of angels. Yeah. yeah. So that is what that is. So you do essentially believe in a heaven, a purgatory and a hell. Yeah, but it's, yeah. It's but you don't you think wanna... that humans could ever go to hell. No, yeah, so a bit like angels. So, like, as in, a human can never be an angel. A human can never be a demon. Yeah, or, but could, yeah, but yeah. could, but could a human spirit go to hell? Yeah. Do you believe uh, in that or not? Yeah, not. Re- or do you think they yeah, would more just they, like stay in limbo? They stay in limbo, so they can't ever go to hell. Yeah. And is that because they? Is that because? Um, or let, let's just call it heaven, just just for the simplicity's term. I'm not mm. necessarily saying that you know you you believe in it, you know calling it heaven or whatever. Is that because humans that have led a more decent life can go to where like the angels live can go to heaven yeah, so to speak yeah, and yeah. what and that is a, obviously a pleasant place to be yeah yeah so it's almost like you're denied that if you more often than not live a, a malicious lifestyle yeah. and you are barred essentially yeah you're barred yeah. so you're in limbo and mm-hmm. it's like access denied yeah access denied Mofo. Yeah, right. so yeah, okay. that's what so I'm just trying to wrap yeah. my head around it all because I find it fascinating. Yeah, it's very interesting <laughs> for me to like know what you think it about is it. Com- the rules in spirit are insane. Yeah. Like, people think when you die, there's no rules or nothing, you just walk around, do what you want to do. Um, and there isn't like some spirits that are good mm. will even get told off. Like, so sometimes I'll bring spirits through spirits um, that are good get told off, yeah, get told off. So what, they by can- angels. Not always angels. It can be other higher spirits. So I could be the one to be telling people off when I die. Oi, Clarence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or it can be that higher power. So like God or whatever above Whoa. them. And why would they be telling them off? Um, because they've said too much to me that they're not allowed to tell me. Right. <laughs> Divulging secrets of the yeah, beyond. Yeah, because I can read spirit as well. So not just humans. So I can read a spiritual energy. And so sometimes if they won't tell me, say, so like, oh, right, I'll get through that. That'd be right. easy. But that's fine for me to do that. I'm yeah. a naughty human. I'm allowed yeah. to do what I want to do. <laughs> They're not allowed. You're to do not that. expected to have that higher level of like wisdom or whatever. Yeah, or, they should be blocking themselves and protecting themselves. And if they're not doing that, then it's almost like a chatty Cathy can't help themselves every now and again. Yeah, you get that yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, so if they talk too much, which is usually the case, <laughs> there's always yeah, that, 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 yeah. that like couple of people you know, and that you're like, right, I can't. Like someone's told you a secret, <laughs> and you know, like, yeah, I've been told this secret. I know I can tell this person. I know if I tell them, right, look, this is sensitive information. You can't tell anyone. You know that they won't tell anyone. And there's always that people like I can't tell them. Mm. So it's like a bit like that. Yeah, it's a yes, chatty Cathy. Yeah. So, yeah, They're the chatty Cathy's of the spirit world. So they will get told off. And also, um, yeah, if they do anything strange, so as in like flickering lights or they bang doors, that type of thing, which you would want as a psychic, you know, it's good effect. Yeah. Yeah. They do not like that. They're like, no, you come in, you're quiet, so you say what you're saying, upon. yeah, and you leave. And I guess that's why it doesn't happen very often. So they'll mm. get a slap on the wrist and they'll say, we're watching you. 
It's Same. almost like free will <laughs> is embedded into like every form, not just humans, yeah. like mm. spirits as well. And you, mm. but but if you do it with your free will, if you choose something bad, there's going to mm. be a repercussion to you. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that karmic thing. Mm. So it's almost like the same thing with spirits. It sounds like they'll do something out of their free will of doing it, but then they'll get checked as well mm. by like. <laughs> yeah, there has to be rules and systems, I guess, with everything, just in case, because embedded I guess that they're the running code. free and doing mm. what they want to do all Although the time. It'd be chaos. Well, yeah. yeah, it'd be chaos for everything that we do, even down here. It would mm. just be chaotic. Mm. That would be coming out, and it would just be, you know. Yeah. There are bad. rules. I don't expect you to know the answer to this. Um, because I guess it would be a bit like um, asking somebody like how humans evolved without being able to like look up texts and uh, uh, you know and books and documentaries about it and stuff. But do you know at all, or do you even have any like educated sort of like guess like theories on sort of like where angels and demons like originally came from or anything like that? No, I don't. Like, it's strange because I always feel like I'm learning every day. Mm. And, like, I've learned that over the years because I mm. used to just think it was spirits and that's it. Like, mm. you know, I didn't think of angels and stuff. That'd be later on in our timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we'll go back, uh, we'll go yeah, back yeah, to the chronological yeah. order in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know at the moment. And I don't know if it's all to do with energy. So, you know, when this, it was all created, it was banging together, like the big bang and all the rest of it. Yeah. And it creates this massive energy. And that's the only thing I can think of because everything is energy. Mm. Everything bad, everything good is energy. How Do you know what that just made me think of? Literally, I was like, I was like, um, I was reading the other day, and this is going to sound so hilarious and nerdy, but this is all for my fantasy, fellow fantasy nerds <laughs> out there. Right? Do you guys remember in um, everyone here Final of the Rings? Are you big, are you Final of the Rings or not really? No, I'm not. You're not really. No. Oh, sorry. I, 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 Josh I, is. Josh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will see Josh's. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, um, I'm sure you'll know anyway. In the Fellowship of the Ring, um, there's that scene in Moria where Gandalf confronts the Balrog. Mm-hmm. Right, and then they fall into the depths of Khazad-dum, mm-hmm. right? And obviously they have the whole battle. Everyone thinks that Gandalf's dead, but really he's having this insane battle, like literally, Less, like, yeah. and, it, and it's like, and it's something ridiculous, like a hundred miles under the earth. Mm. And it goes into more depth in the books. I do think he, I do think he touches on it a little bit in the movie, but he basically says that, like, really, really far under the like, the, the pits of, of of Moria, really far underneath, were these things that he describes as nameless things. All right, and he and he just the book is Tolkien, such a freaking brilliant writer. He explains it so eloquently and so brilliantly in, in actually the book. But he says something like, um, he says that his foe, as in the Balrog, was his only respite from the like from the like horror of these creatures. Bearing in mind, bearing in mind, bearing in mind that the Balrog is literally described, he crawled out of there. Well, the Balrog's <laughs> literally described as like a demon of Morgoth. So mm. Morgoth, if Morgoth is like the devil in Tolkien's word, then then, mm. then the Balrog is essentially a demon, and obviously it, the Gandalf. He's a wizard in our world, but he's essentially an angel. That's like the, that's like basically what it is. He's a, he's an angel. He's a Maya spirit. Maya spirits in Tolkien universe are essentially angels. Um, the Balrogs were um, were Maya spirits, but they followed Morgoth and and became demons of Morgoth. So the Balrog is essentially a demon. So he describes these things as like so bad that like he says he's my foe. Which essentially, a demon is his only respite. And obviously, they fought their way through, and then they eventually they got out of this like crazy pit. But it's really interesting because um, Tolkien writes so many so many notes and stuff. And when he was explaining um, in just like, in his own notes, which were sort of like found after his death, like um, where these beings came from, what he wrote was um, it just goes you know like these, he's it's like a scholar of Cambridge and everything. Tolkien, so he was like one of the best literary minds of his day. But he said um, that the universe came into being. Um, it was called like the 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 music of Iluvatar, I think. So that's like it was almost like he. It's described as he like sang the universe into existence. 
But the reason why evil creatures exist, originally Iluvatar wanted this like plane to be this like land of, you know, so it would have just been things like elves and Ents and stars and stuff. But the reason why there's evil is because Morgoth, who was Eru Iluvatar's most powerful child, essentially, so uh, Morgoth was the most um, powerful Valar, which are essentially, it's like, the pan- if there's like, you know, the same way in like paganism, there's like a pantheon of gods, but then in like Christianity, there's like the one overarching God. So if it's more like, it's, it is almost like both in Tolkien's universe. So Morgoth is the most powerful of the pantheon of the Valar, sort of like Eru Iluvatar's most powerful son. And he also starts singing. Whereas Eru Iluvatar's singing the universe into existence, Morgoth starts like singing as well and it starts corrupting. Mm. And apparently that is the explanation of the nameless things. Mm. So when he started doing it, it's like evil crept into the world and he just sort of created malice and evil. And as a result, mm. these beings... So sorry, I know that was very long-winded, <laughs> but it just made me think that was almost like the way you were describing it then, yeah. like with the Big Bang. Yeah. Um, and like the and energy. And the start of the Bible. Energy, yeah. And, and the on energy, the first day there was the word or whatever, or like they oh, say about God, oh, yeah. you know, the, the word like is the... And, and that's like the sound, basically. Mm. Like the sound that burst all of existence, you know. Oh, is it, was it, is it, what is it he said? It's like on the first day there was light, wasn't it? Is, was it, is it that? Is it light? Light? I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. If, I don't know. It might be, mate. I thought I can't something remember. about the word. Let there be light. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, let, light, no, and he, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to what you were saying. <laughs> so, um, so you believe that obviously, yeah, in the creation of the Big Bang and stuff like that, it was this mm. super energy and what you believe that obviously you know, there's always going to be two sides to a coin. So yeah. obviously with the creation of the power of the angels, there had to be um, the, 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 the opposite yang. of yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, the opposite. And that's why we're in the middle and we're good and bad. Mm. So, mm. you know, we've got both sides of it. So you can go either way. But um, yeah, Are and like own? with the demon type thing, you know, a lot of people say it. they can look a little bit like spirit sometimes. They'll attach it to your back or your head or... People sometimes get nothing but bad luck. So I could go into someone's house and say it's haunted, it's haunted. I'm like, it's not spirit. It's not good or bad spirit. It's actually more, you know, what they call like sprites and things like that. Like you can get mm. stuff like that mm. happen. So that can be bad luck for some people as well. Yeah. Um, but it all goes in together. And Imagine being yeah. worried that, you, that your house had been like haunted by like spirit. Mm. And then you find out that it was actually just demons. But like yeah. a sprite is different terrifying. than a demon, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? Just a kind a of sprite like, is yeah. like a mischievous entity, isn't Yeah, it? like mischievous entities, so even like fairies. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of people think they're lovely and sweet and cute. Yes, I've heard this. But they're yeah. not. Yeah. They're damn evil sometimes. I, I, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but like, so like um, uh, my in my paternal side of my family are from the Isle of Man, and it's a very, very superstitious place to yeah. the state of the Isle of Man. I don't know if it's like so, because it's, it's so isolated. You yeah. often find like in isolated places, it's why... You know, you'll find little communities in the middle of like nowhere, like hundreds of miles away from any city in like the north of Sweden and stuff like that. And mm. they, they tend to be a lot more still like pagan and stuff. And it's very, very similar with um with the Isle of Man. It's like this little island in the middle of the British Isles. And obviously it's not really tainted by any other cultures or any other influences. Um, and to this day, a lot of people in the Isle of Man, obviously more elderly people, they leave out food and gifts yeah for fairies yes. and spirits at night because they believe that if they don't like bad will come to them yeah. but obviously we grew up with this fair, this like Disney feeling of fairies like, oh these nice little sprightly creatures but they're saying like no it's like back in the, in the day like in the Isle of Man if you're like a farmer and you didn't like leave offerings for fairies they could like ruin your crops yeah, yeah that's what like I do that. I leave um, like foxgloves for instance they'd say that they live in foxgloves right. Josh had an instrument with that you shouldn't clip them you shouldn't cut them leave them he really? did that he cut it and I was like 
something's going to happen now. And he literally put a steak nearly through his hands, <laughs> literally right by it. And I'm like, I'm going to have to offer it something now to say yeah. sorry. So what I do is give it ice. Like they say ice is quite good. Like they like things like that. Why um, do you think that is? Or do you not know? I don't know. I read it up. They get really uh, hot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or like some people like... leave flowers so they'll plant other flowers around or, you know, bread, like stuff like that. Bang and sour. They're I like, oh, yeah. yeah, bro, you know it. I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything like fairy like in my house at all though like no symbolism nothing like that because they do cause mischief like mm. so you do get problems if you leave them alone they're fine if you go towards them and cause trouble and clip things near where you know people have got little statues whatever mm. like, no leave it alone i don't right. go anywhere near it <laughs> right so um before we go back to sort of the chronological order of your sort of journey um when you know when you say in you know um that somebody could be uh like haunted uh, for lack of a better term, yeah. by like a demon or a sprite or something like that. Why does that happen? There, there might not even be a, 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 an easy explanation, but why does that even happen in the first place? Like, or how can that happen? It can be that they're just in the wrong place, right? And it wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, just like um, getting like mugged or something. Yeah, it yeah. literally can be like that, or they can be bad sometimes as well. So that's like opening they love the door. it. Yeah, you've that's opened like, the door. Mm. So like I attract Darkness. mainly good spirits. Mm. You know, I can attract the bad ones as well because you know I like talking to them, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you're bad, it you can attract mm. demonic things as well. Not all the time for some people. Some people it is you're just in the wrong place, or you've been near someone that's bad and they've had it on them. They're like, oh, I'll go with you. And it can be if they're if you. I always say to people, always try and pretend you're a little bit happy if you go mm. to a haunted house or somewhere you feel is a bit dodgy. Because they would attract your negative energy. Bad mm. spirits mm. and demonic type ones will literally attach to you if you're like really depressed, if you feel like really down. So, yeah, always try and trick the system. I, I was going to say that, like fear and stuff like yeah, that. Fear. If, you, if, you, if you're like really fearful, like in me, that fear, it feels like you're, you're kind of weaker yeah, when, you, you when are, you're fearful yeah. you're when you're down. So From it's the almost like, and they, and, they, and they play on that. Like they, mm. they, like, they, what, they feed off mm. that energy, you know? Mm. Yeah, what what do you works. think about... Um, what do you think about this? This could be potentially foolish, um, maybe like foolhardy would be a better term. What do you think about um, sort of like the feeling of embracing your own power in terms of like if you went to a place like that? I see it as positivity as well, but maybe it's like mm-hmm. a foolhardy type of positivity. Like, for example, I went to the Edinburgh Vaults, which are apparently one of the most haunted places in Britain. There's this guy that lives down there called Mr. Boots. And apparently back in the days, like hundreds of years ago in Edinburgh, it was like the criminal underworld and very literally the criminal underworld. So you'd have like the, the streets obviously of Edinburgh and underneath about 30 feet of solid concrete beneath, um, there was literally like almost like a city under the city. Mm. And that was where the criminal underworld was. So you'd have like the prostitutes, the drug dealers, the black the, market, the, so mur- to speak. the murderers, like literally yeah. it was like, it was like, you wouldn't want to be down there yeah, if you yeah, were a yeah. decent human being. Like it was a, it was a bad place. And the worst of them all was this character that they call Mr. Boots. And he was like the Lord of the, uh, of the Edinburgh underground, right? Hmm. Of the Edinburgh Vaults. And he's apparently a very, very bad spirit down there. Apparently in particular, doesn't like pregnant women. Yeah. So, um, apparently like if you go down there when you're pregnant a lot of a lot of women um like uh, apparently like a, a ridiculously high number of women have said that they've left even if they don't feel anything at the time like a lot, apparently a lot of women feel like they're being punched or scratched or whatever but some women don't even feel something at the time and then they'll go back to their hotel if they're a tourist or whatever wake up the next day and they've got like a claw mark mm. on their back or their legs <sighs> or there's a big bruise somewhere so which is weird because you'd think you'd feel that yeah it yeah. just goes to show it's how like, almost like otherworldly it is whatever but when I went down there, I went down there like positive, so like fortified, I would say, 
Like, I'd for, you know, my brain was like fortified. There wasn't like a chink in the armor. But I was almost like, come at me, bro. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that is like powerful, though. Like when, yeah, you, when, what, when you're in that thing, yeah. you, you're almost you're in that protected energy. It's only going to be something that's more powerful than you being in that yeah, energy. But that what would... do you think of that, though, Claire? Well, we, me and Josh went actually, funny enough, to Dartmoor Prison. <laughs> we went and visited mm. a similar mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, of course. And they were saying all these haunted people. Obviously, a lot of murderers been in there. Yeah. Mm. Rapists, yeah. whatever. And I walked in, I was like, oh, I feel right, actually. So I don't, mm. I don't feel that bad. I don't know, it's because I protected myself. I did pick up a few things. I kept getting the name Sam come in my head, like constantly when we were in the car. Mm. That's a bit weird. And as we walked in, there was this like statue there and it said, hi, my name's Sam. I was a prison guard. Like, at the, the thing, <laughs> like in Victorian times, or whatever. I'm like, how weird is that? that is he was showing you Around. He yeah. was like, and it was. I felt around. like I was being shown around by this guy. Hey, and I felt safe. Yep. Yeah. I'm but, Sam, nice to meet you. And I think if you're good in your head Say again, Sam. and you visit anywhere like that. <laughs> Derek Akora, yeah, sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah, if you visit anywhere like that, like you know, you fortify, you know, you usually okay? Mm. Um, and sometimes people might, like me, I'll get a bit defensive in there as well in my head, like, no, you're not gonna get me. Like, That's what I was like. Yeah. And they don't usually. But, but I was like, yeah. I was like, you, I was. I reckon like they, was I reckon they would. Yeah, they was they would stay away from that, and they would like, unless they were like super, super powerful. Like, I'm going to show this one a lesson. Well, one thing that I just sort of makes sense to me in terms of yeah, in terms of just common sense, I I have found that the people that have told me a lot of stories of almost like the way I've described it is more like being like plagued by paranormal experiences. And when I say plagued, I mean like they do not enjoy it, but it tends to happen to them. You mm. can tell that there's this really high level of fear in them. Yeah. That, I so think it, it made sense to me, like, mm. okay, well, don't be like that. Yeah. Mm. So that's why, like, to me, I'm almost, it's like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to play your game. Mm. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be scared of you. And so, like everything is energy, I think it's got to be aligned. So mm. like, so if you're, po- if you're positive energy, you're going to attract positive energy mm. rather mm. than like, do what you know do you, what I mean? Yeah. What do you think of this as well? Um, Claire, I find this really interesting. I say we will go back to your to your sort of in chronological order, your story in a minute. But obviously, everybody that comes into a room, and, and the thing is, this isn't even this isn't even really like, well, to me, it's not even really anything supernatural. It's almost just more like it's something tangible that you can feel. Everybody has an energy, don't they? And everyone yeah. has a unique energy, mm-hmm. and that's what we were talking about earlier about Debbie Downers or like you know mm. or like happy people or whatever, and how everyone can affect the feeling in a room. Um, some people have very, very intense energy. Some people have very, very weak energies. Like, we're not being rude, but some people might come into a room. You might not even notice they've entered the room. Mm. Other people enter the room and you can't not ignore them. It's like all eyes on that, mm. right? So what are your thoughts on, like, individual energies like that in terms of, like, with, with just, like, alive human beings? Like, in terms of what makes that, like, what makes that difference in, like, energy or power or... or, or, or is that, like, you know, because obviously, I get, is that just, like, something we were born with? And, and if so, like... What necessarily even makes that? Yeah, again, I'm not expecting you to know the answers because I know that some of the questions I'm asking you are a bit freaking crazy. It depends. Like, some people, it's just born into them. It's their DNA. Like, so normal, scientific thing. Well, almost like a powerful lineage. Yeah, yeah. and then, A lineage of formidable characters. Yeah, and you can tell, though, the difference. So you can tell the ones that, you know, your normal scientific DNA, they're like their dad, they're like their mum, or whatever. Mm. Other people, you can tell things around them like causing it to be more extreme or like dump like kind of push them down a little bit um so push some, them down yeah so like they're a bit like you know withdrawn or just you know extra you know hiding in the corner you think well almost like some forces is almost like beating them down yeah so they'll get that depressive kind of what do you think attitude. the motive for that could mm. be it can again just be bad spirits around them like so it's they've not been really in the a motive place. it's almost like being cruel for the sake of being cruel yeah like sometimes they'll do that or they'll attach them because they've just had a blip in their life where they've just had a bit of a down moment 
like, open the door. Yeah, open the door in. Can't get rid of it. Is it like they so, feed on that? Like yeah, that, that, they, feed, that they love spirit. it. They yeah, absolutely that, love mm. it. They'll feed off of it constantly. And that's the same with an excitable person as well. So if you get someone that's jumping around the room, really excited when you think, God, they're annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, not the annoying. You think it could be their ancestors or their family or even like a, a spirit but in their house it's very yeah. excitable yeah. but it's just ramp it up a little bit too much like it, right. it doesn't feel normal so you can usually manic. Read that it's yeah manic. yeah, it's manic. yeah like, so is it almost just luck based on based upon what spirits you get then yeah so yeah, what so luck, are we all yeah. born are we all like born with like spirits yeah so you're born with guides and things like that everyone um, Whoa. yeah and yeah. is it this is it <laughs> this is gonna sound funny is it like a set <laughs> amount or can it vary it varies so, so someone could have like one another person could have like what four you usually get about two or three on average on okay. average, on average. Mm. i've got like six or seven but is that because of your yeah your, your, you need your, extra your deals, your, in. Yeah, your deals yeah. and then you know you get you the know some deals. other people you know will just you know get that amount but they might need that extra guidance but then you get spirit guides that will go away sometimes as well so you'll have that you'll be born with something and some will swap over because Ooh. sometimes they want to retire yeah like they want, they'll be like no I want to work You're that person tiring, now or right. you don't need my help as much switch or I'll be reborn or whatever. Like it, you can get stuff like that happen. So yeah, sometimes spirit guides will swap over, or they'll come back mm. once they've done their job and what they want to do. And is it that. weird for you, um, like when you so when you are like around people, can you always see their spirits that mm. they're born with, or is it like they're not always there, or what? No, I just tune out usually. Sometimes I just I, I can sense right. it. So it's almost like an ability you have, but unless you're sort of turning it on. Yeah, it's a bit it's, like close, choosing to close or open your eyes. Yeah, is it a bit like yeah, that? yeah, it can be like that. Like sometimes you get it more than other times. So sometimes I'll walk into a building or like at a gig, for instance. Like, oh yeah, I can feel it, but I can't be bothered with it. Just get on the normal life, you know. Do you sometimes find it overwhelming? Like, do some people have, like, very overwhelming, like, spirits? Yeah, like, some people have noticed with me, like, they think, because she's really shy or she's really awkward or she's really weird or she just can't look at me. And I'm like, that's because you've got someone behind you and they're being really weird and I don't <laughs> like it and I just yeah. them go away. Like. That's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> Like the energy of the room can be off. Like you'll get, you can sense spirits there, and mm. I just, I just go into weird mode. Like I don't like it, and like sometimes Josh will even be like, "Oh, we'll just sit in the corner." Like some people will think, mm. "Why are they sat in the corner? We're all here." And I'm like, "I can't be around you. I just can't be around." So can you, you like- instantly <laughs> tell? Like we were talking earlier, obviously about almost being, for lack of a better word, haunted. Yeah. Um, can you instantly tell if someone is having that happen to them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to differentiate. So if p- people are born with, with spirits, but being haunted is different. Yeah. So you guys. This is an, ex- this is an external mm. entity. Yeah. Which is then coming and for whatever reason, trying to almost like glue itself to you. Yeah. So your guides, you don't know. They're not blood related to you. They'll be randomly picked for you the ones you're born with yeah so they're not they're not spirits that you're Mm. that are relatives of yours no you will not know them are they spirits are they are they spirits or as in were they once they lived yeah so they lived and they've had their experiences here that's fascinating that they weren't your relatives or anything yeah and Mm. then they will get picked to be with you because it's like you need an outside you know external force Mm. kind of managing you Mm. because sometimes your ancestors might not be good enough or they might be biased. Whoa. Yeah. So is it, is it, could, I, could that be mm. like a thing? Like yeah. a biased thing? Yeah. So, and also sometimes you might get people, like I've had come to me where they've had parents that have abused them. Right. And Obviously then they've passed. That, it wouldn't be a good idea. Or grandparents and it's not a good idea. Of course. Um, 
or it even adopted, like things like that. So you need an outside force to manage you. Like almost like a yeah. neutral so, force. Yeah. When yeah. When you were saying about like having a job when yeah. you pass over, is that what it would be for yeah. a lot of people? Is yeah. almost like yeah. your job would be like so, a guardian angel or someone else. I'm going to go back to your council job. Yeah. <laughs> but, rather than like, yeah, but rather than like vetting people for foster kids, you'll be vetting guides for yeah, people that, that are born. that could be my job if I get given that. <gasps> yeah. you're the same job. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. It's the same I'll job. I'll be taking people off. I'll be doing criminal checks on them. I'll be like... like excuse me, I, I quit yeah. this job freaking decades ago. Back to Liam yeah. Neeson. Yeah, it would be, yeah. So... That's what happens. Um, and some people will never know their guides or see them. And that's fine. You're not always supposed to. You know, mm. it's just those people in the background. And sometimes people will take on the guides' personalities a lot as well. Mm. So if you get like a very aggressive person, someone that flips like a switch, <laughs> that is because mm. your guide is just so, like just so insane that you've got. And that you'll take sometimes that person, not in a mean or nasty way, right. but just Let's face like, it, calm down. Well, just like, <laughs> with everything, there's a spectrum. Yeah. Isn't there? There's a spectrum of... Um, you know how assertive or aggressive you'll be yeah, and it changes or, yeah. with everyone it's not like you're aggressive or you're not or like, there's you know, a yeah. massive spectrum isn't there like yeah. some people are like so aggressive it's like you can't even deal with it other people are like come on man you need to stick up for yourself a lot more <laughs> you know and there's yeah. like a lot in between you know yeah or like my one of my guides is a priest like a catholic priest um judas that priest. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, judas priest, yeah. <laughs> that's like from you know way way back but he used to hide like from persecution and stuff like that. But I always find that takes on my personality because I'm a very quiet person. I like to hide Very away. reserved. I'm very reserved. Mm. I'm not out there and open, you know, so you I You won't necessarily away. speak too much unless you're spoken to. Yeah. You know I'm that. just very, mm. like, and I always find sometimes that's a little bit of my personality that I take on. And like with my other ones that I've got, I've got like this Victorian lady is another one of them. And she's always cleaning and doing things and I thought I'm extra clean that is what I do all the time <laughs> like so just mm. and I find it fascinating that sometimes I take on these like people that's good times. though I mean yeah. I'm always like, yeah because Josh always says to me about how like um much of a domestic goddess you are and I'm like man that's freaking awesome man yeah <laughs> that's really handy like yours you know it could be there lifting weights behind you you know you could be mm -hmm. taking yeah. on you know it's making me really want to know who my guys yeah, are yeah, yeah. I, I know just, I like, think you have to be very through. mature around Claire because mm. you want to ask more in-depth questions but at the same time I talk of like just trying to respectfully not oh yeah no, no I don't want to ask no, 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 I wasn't saying that I, you I were going to I was just, I was I, just I, saying I, just, I want to create a, 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 like a communication a with them and mm. yeah and like because if they're there anyway like I kind of believe that I'm like you know they will be they'll be helping you with these unseen hands you know if they're, if they're there oh baby they'll be on your patio Drew Oh, that's what, 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 did spiritual, Drew's, what did Drew's um, guys think about Drew's 90 mile an hour? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is a bit scary, isn't it? They, they see all. They see all. They were in the back all. seat of your escort, like, for, mate, for God's sake, you're, you're driving down on the motorway. Drew's guys are like, oh. Not again. But they pay me back by when I get super wasted and get my head stuck in a window for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need to ask them. You say, guys, help yeah. me. Come on. Like, yeah. This is really yeah. annoying. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, when I was younger, I don't do it anymore. Maybe I should. When I was younger, I used to pray a lot, Claire. Yeah. And I've never been religious and I didn't even know who I was praying to, but I used to see it as almost like it to me it was really weird. And it is, I feel like it has become more again so in the last couple of years. But when I was younger it was almost like faith was very important to me. Mm. And I didn't really even know what like that faith was in. But I would pray sometimes 
um, or like even fairly regularly. And mm. I remember I even asked because I remember like talking to some of my friends sometimes when I was a teenager, and I remember like somebody, one of my friends, asked me like, so they're like, "You're quite religious, aren't you, Cam?" And I was like, "No, I'm not." But I thought mm. it's because I realised that I would mention, I bring up the word faith a lot. I would say like, "You've got to have faith." Mm. And I just think that's like quite interesting, like why a little boy would naturally do that. I didn't grow up with I religious parents. Well. Yeah, like, um, I wouldn't. I, I don't consider myself necessarily religious, yeah. but if I ever enter like a holy place or a church, I always sit down, you know, have a prayer. With and me, and it's, it's not yeah. even you don't even know what it's to, but it, the same sort of thing yeah. where it's just like you're kind of putting it out there. With me, it wasn't like thing. that. It wasn't like because I'd be in a church, I would just do it. Like yeah. I would have faith. I've, I've done yeah, it yeah. Like, in non like yeah. places like that as well. In but fact, I, just, I don't think I've ever even done it in a. Church. I think it's really. Mm-hmm. Um, it like uh, really important to trust in in like natural in things. Espe- yeah. Well, what I mean like it's really, like the childlike innocence that you have when you're a younger person. Mm. Things are natural. I think you are tapped into like mm. truth and like and th- you know. So if you had faith when you were younger, there's a reason why you had faith. Yeah, you know? I, I, I do know. So I, do, I do remember enough to think that like I was like doing it. I think I was doing it to, to like to different things i think i was praying partly to just some sort of higher entity like i thought i believed in something like mm. not necessarily like i thought right um, whatever that is and also almost like my ancestors mm. that's it was like those yeah. were the two things i think that i was like praying to usually it's your subconscious making you do that as well because mm. they're there and you're feeding off of it without realizing it mm. so they're saying ask me a question or pray for this do for that and you're like oh. like some people do that too like so I, like every single day i'll ask my angels mm. to protect me and people think well, you're not religious and i'm like no but that exists and i and i feel that energy around me and yeah. i know that will protect me and that's probably like a lot of children will do they'll pray or if you go to a religious place you do that because your subconscious is kind of telling you to do that because there is that energy around you yeah, to do, it. yeah, do, you, yeah. do you feel um it's interesting because yeah I, I reckon i did that right up until i was about 16 and then I'd say I, the reason I got away from that was because um, was because your prayers weren't answered. No, 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 no. Like no, literally, like like partying too much. Ah, yeah. So yeah. I got to the stage where I was probably like drinking alcohol like every single day, and then I, as I got me a little bit older than that, I was like smoking weed too much as well, mm. and I felt like that probably maybe like interfered with something. Lost that connection a little bit, perhaps. You lost your way. And then it was like, for, I was like that for like years. And then it, it almost like I had to like, obviously, because the thing is, when you're doing self-destructive behavior, you don't realize it. It takes a moment. It takes an epiphany to realize. Mm. And then not only that. So that's like the first key thing. But then you also have to then do the work to un, to like get back to maybe what you were, not necessarily what you were before, like on base level what you were before, but then obviously like the evolved version of that, because you're not going to be the same as you were when you were 16 if you're mm. 25 yeah. or something are you 100 percent. but um what what are your thoughts on that so like substances so like whether it be alcohol any sort of um thing that we can ingest can do you feel that that can interfere yeah with with being in touch with those sort of things yeah so i don't really drink i only think i drink I know you once don't. or twice a year yeah. of that and i never done little drugs, vodka and coke so, yeah that's like it yeah, like yeah. once a year um is it so vodka and coke or rum and coke uh usually like a cracker and coke Oh yeah, yeah, rum and coke. Um so yeah, that's so I don't drink, I don't do drugs, nothing like that, and I never mm. have done. But do you I feel do, like that could interfere with your It would. Yeah. yeah. And like you would do sometimes I've done parties with people and they'll I'll be having drinks and nibbles and all the rest of it and I'm like it'll interfere with it. Mm. Like they don't like it. So yeah, it can it's like cutting mess. a cord or something. Yeah, and you're not listen you're not going deep enough. 
So mm. you're you're too messed up here. It's mm. like you're too much on the earth playing when you're doing yeah. drink and drugs and things like that. So yeah, you can't. You're not clear enough to. And it's funny as well, obviously, because like say like when I did it, it was like very innocent in a way. Because obviously, like you know, when you're like a teenager, you you do not have the wisdom to cope with necessarily what's going on in your life. And I think especially. Yeah. Especially, um, you know, at that weird age where it's like you're kind of a man, but you, but you're still sort of a boy, yeah. sort of like a boy in a man's body. Mm. Um, and obviously, this whole new thing has opened up for you in terms of like women, drink. You know, people want you to party with them all the time. Um, you know, and you're maybe if you're a bit more like crazy as well, and you're just doing like mental stuff all the mm. time. So it's like, and and if you love socializing, you love partying with like-minded people, then the next thing you know you're doing it almost like every day mm. you know it's like it's, it's not like it's not like you think like yeah i'm just gonna be this like animal mm. you know what i mean but then it's like becomes a part of your lifestyle quite yeah, easily and it yeah. creeps in man yeah. and then before mm. you know it it's like a couple of years go by and then it's like you notice maybe it's starting to do you damage and it's exciting i remember like being that young and like being getting really into things for the first time and every new experience was like whoa i can yeah. feel like this you know i remember it was just like it's just like exciting isn't it it's really it's really it's, i would just almost think that like you know i thought well I, i've been in school for like 11 years like i just want to freaking just party my ass off yeah <laughs> and i was like right well i could concentrate on academia or i could yeah drink go to freaking loads and loads of gigs freaking hang out with my mates all day doing loads of just weird funny stuff mm-hmm. and and spend and 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 not even like it. i've never been one of those guys that have been like oh yeah i want to go pull chicks but i think that like there's a nice thing especially when you're like a really young guy about spending time with members of the opposite sex like it feels rewarding mm. and because i always had lots of female friends it was just nice mm. you know you'd have like mm. lots of female friends and when you're at that age as well like no one's necessarily so much in like a serious relationship so so much or at least a lot of people aren't. So it was just nice. It's like, mm. it's weird of like hedonistic freedom. Mm. Yeah. But I think that can very easily lead you down a back. Well, I think you see it all the time with like rock stars. Yeah. Don't you? Mm. Like how many rock yeah, stars, they start off, yeah. like they're like pretty screwed, got their head screwed on, they're nice guys. And then all the drink and drugs, they become egomaniacs. They just like sex addicts, drug addicts, alcoholics. Mm. And they have to go like rehab after rehab after yeah. rehab. They relapse back into rehab, divorce, you know, on the, on the straight and narrow again release another decent album, but then, you know, back in rehab. <laughs> mm. So mm. it's like, you know, it is, it is, it is tempting, isn't it? Mm. But, um, right. I tell you what, we have to, we're going to, we're going to end this on the radio folks, but we're going to carry it on, on Spotify and, and YouTube. YouTube. So if you're listening on the radio and you want to carry on listening, just go on YouTube, type in Pandora's box podcast, or go on Spotify and type in Pandora's box podcast. And we're just going to keep this going because, um, yeah, we just haven't finished. So <laughs> to everyone that's listening on the radio, thanks for listening. We have been Pandora's Box. Thanks very much to Claire. We will be back again next Monday with another oh, Pandora's yeah. Box. But as I said, we are going to carry this on, on this conversation. So, you know, hit up Spotify and YouTube now, folks. Um, it's funny, isn't it? It's like, it's, 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 it's um, with me, what I find interesting in my head, it's almost like trying to separate what is almost just common sense and what could be more spiritual yeah. or like paranormal, or even if there is a difference, if that makes sense. But as I said, like, yeah, like, uh, as you said earlier, it's almost like for me, so it's like, so like I like I lost my way or whatever, or I lost my path. Mm. And then I was obviously, there was all this stuff that I was doing in my life that was like interfering with maybe like the more innocent me that was a younger lad that, yeah, mm. had this like belief and would pray. And I, and I know I was a very good natured person mm. and I know I am at heart, mm. but I think obviously I lost my way a lot. Um, I you think know. faith is powerful, man. And yeah, it's beautiful. Definitely. It's like a beautiful thing. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter how you wrap it up. It's just, it's like a feeling inside. And yeah. when you're tapped into it, 
it's like it, it's it's like a pure goodness i yeah, think and yeah. and believing in that like it doesn't matter how it manifests or like what what it is like spiritually and stuff it's mm. just it, it is this force that you can't see but that makes a positive influence and impact in your life and yeah. in your being you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ask claire about poo demon no, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, poo yeah. demon. Because that'd be ruined. Yeah, because I was so. Yeah, so so. Oh, we're uncensored now as well, yeah, which yeah. is cool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because it? I guess like there's there's more than one way to skin a cat, isn't there? But I, I've always been in like an extremist by nature, and, and, and like for me. Like I very much had like um a, like an epiphany yeah. like when I don't know exactly how old I was, maybe I was like twenty three. Or something like that. I reckon I was probably about 23. Maybe 22, but I reckon I was probably 23. Anyway, I literally had like an epiphany one night. So like before that, I would say I was like going through the motions of life. So, you know, like not self-realization. Um, mm. I think obviously, I, I, and you see a lot of people go through their entire lives without self-realization. Yeah. And you think, mate, what are you doing? Mm. Like sort it out. It's probably time you sort it out now. Mm. That was sort of like my moment of self-realization. And it was, and it was like, I love the word epiphany because I think it's a beautiful word. I think if you look if you look up the definition of the word epiphany, so it's it's like an extreme moment of of almost like realization. Yeah, realization, clarity, that sort of thing, mm. um, and it can rapidly change you in like a split second. Very powerful thing, an epiphany. Um, and I was living in this flat at the time down the NDR. Epiphany. <laughs> yeah and this is going to sound really hilarious because the nature of it but then again it just wouldn't be like a story of one of us guys if it didn't involve something weird um but yeah i was um i woke up in the i woke up in the middle of the night and i needed a poo <laughs> so i went for a poo and um i didn't turn any of the lights on but living down the ndr there were like street lamps so like there was like um the where the bathroom was i had like the my living room door open hadn't you got like super blazed before though like before you went... i was i was blazed i remember uh, yeah, yeah i remember I you said blazed. like but when you told me about it before you saying you like you were like super blazed before yeah. that happened but went to sleep but then kind of yeah. woke up yeah 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 but yeah. i was still blazed so this mm. is why i mean you know obviously super super hardcore skeptics will be like man like come on Mm. But like, uh, and that's fair enough. And I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm just saying what this is what I perceived. Okay. I'm not saying. I'm saying more for the thing of like, if you're down a path of something and that's not so good for you or something, like say getting blazed every night. Well, if it becomes like an issue. Yeah. Because it's like. And that might be part of the story of like, of like why the epiphany came, you know, like. Maybe, maybe, mm. I don't know. Um, But this is, as I said, I don't, you know, I haven't got like a, I haven't got a dog in the fight, so to speak. I'm just going to say what I experienced. So yeah, so I woke up. Went for a poo. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, there was like enough light coming in from like the street lamps that, you know, you could just about see, especially because my eyes by that point obviously had adjusted to like the pure darkness of night. Um, and I suddenly very much became aware of like the, of like this presence of this entity that was on the left of me. And I was like, the way my bathroom was, it was like my toilet was here. And then the bath was like a long, long ways to my left. And it was like something was sat on the side of the bath so close to me that it was almost like our knees were almost touching. Yeah. And it was like this black figure. And I interpreted it very much as like demonic. Yeah. Like it didn't, it like it was humanoid, but mm-hmm. didn't quite look human. Um, Lizard thing. Nah, it wasn't like lizard like <laughs> at all. The way I do you know what the way in my head it is. I think I don't I don't think I don't necessarily think this is like accurate. I think this is probably because of my cultural influences. Um, that's obviously probably like um, bastardized this. But the way I would almost like explain it is, you know, like Sauron's armor. Mm. 
That's oh. like that. You know, like a humanoid shape, but there was mm. like something not quite ah, right about yeah, it. A bit yeah. like jagged in place. A bit spiky, <laughs> a bit jaggedy and mm. like black all mm. over. Um, not quite human, but humanoid. And it was really weird because um, I didn't really react to it like that strongly, but that's what caused me to have an epiphany. And I realized that like almost like my mind had become consumed by darkness. And that sounds really, I know that sounds almost like comically extreme. <laughs> My mind was consumed by darkness. But it's like you didn't care that it was there. It really yeah. had that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it really had that. And I said, I know that sounds comically extreme, but my mind had become almost like uh, overcome with darkness. Um, and it, and as a result, it didn't shock me. But that, But that's what shocked me. It shocked me that it didn't shock me because I think like a healthy person would find that situation very distressing. Mm. Um, and very alarming but the fact that I didn't showed me that there was something really wrong with me yeah um, and I don't know obviously like I mean obviously it's, there's a million things that I could hypothesize and even you might not know the answer but like God knows what that entity if there was an entity there was like trying to do or what it, it, it's it's whether it was just there to try and torment me or whether it was actually trying to have a positive effect on me or whatever but regardless the impact it had on me was actually good hmm. because then i really really sort my life out well yeah that can happen because it can be like do you want to come with me or like because sometimes that's what i saw it as sometimes people will get those types of things um they can harm themselves they mm. or like you know when people say oh they just went and like killed themselves and they were mm. like fine the day before Mm. sometimes you can get things like that or like where they've hurt themselves like i've seen something and it made me just like go crazy you can go so deep into that and some people like you will go the other way and go no i don't want any of that i'm going Mm. this way instead and some people go right towards it and embrace it and love it and enjoy it Right. So yeah, you. So that was. Yeah. Like, I was like on the edge Damn. of the precipice. Mm. Yeah. That was like my moment of the edge of the so precipice, and I was either going to go yeah. with this, hold its hand, and walk off into the night with it. Yeah, I hear me chills. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so you can get that type of thing where, and like you know, it was like make or break people, moment, make or break moment. Yeah, and some people, yeah, like a normal person, I guess, who wasn't smoking weed or whatever, might have like been like, oh my god, oh my god, no, I'm going, I want to go to the light, I want to go to like nice spirits, whereas you probably had to make a real deep decision, you know. Do, yeah. do I want this or not anymore? Like, <laughs> yeah. As I said, for me, it was like what was it was like the the epiphany was the realization was is that how alarming I didn't find it, but actually how it it was like a scene from a horror movie, but I was like casually just sat there having a poo, <laughs> <laughs> like like that was that was like, I realized how weird that was. Yeah, mm. do you know what I mean? Like you hear stories about like oh, and then something happened to me, and I was terrified. And I was under the duvet all night, and I was sweating, and then I was like, nah, and I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like fine. Mm. Like that's that's dark man mm. <laughs> that's freaking it's, it's dark good isn't it to, it's good to be terrified of things like that in a way like if yeah. you do scream if you do like panic that's normal yeah. that is a normal reaction if you don't and you do see it with some people and you see it with a lot of witches like witchy mm. types they go towards it they love it they want to embrace it and that's when you can do real damage not just to other people but to yourself as well yeah so you can go deeper i definitely think yeah i've definitely done a lot more damage to myself than than anybody else i definitely did do some people damage i think during that whole sort of time and did some things you know that i'm very not like proud of and also i can't do anything about that now but obviously all i could try and do was try and get back on track and try and like become the person i felt like i was born to be mm. you know and that was obviously like really important for me at that moment yeah. um, what i love about those things as well is um you know people can debate whether experiences that you have are like real or not real mm. but the effect of them is the important thing yeah Do you know what like I mean? at the and end of the day it had the same effect yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And, and whether you experience like 
um, something when you experience it, you experience it as a real thing, and that obviously does have an effect on you. So yeah. that's like the important part. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and I tell you what, t- t- talking about extreme. So literally, like the day afterwards, I literally just made the decision to just become a teetotaler. Like obviously, like I, I do drink a little bit now, like rarely. To be honest, like I can't even tell you the last time I had a drink. It was some probably some social occasion. It was probably mm. with you at some point or Josh mm. at some point. Mm. Um, I, I basically became decided I would become a teetotaler, like basically like until further notice. And so I, was that from then that yeah, you kind of did from that? that moment? Whoa, just completely crazy. stopped doing any any intoxicants of any kind. And I tell you what, I literally for at least a year. I can't remember. Obviously, I didn't like decide I was going to do it from like this date until this date. But I literally like lived like a monk. So I. I would just all I all I would do with my spare time. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see anybody socially. All I would do would do was was go to the library, go to the Bridgewater Library, and I would sit in the library and I would read, and or I would go to the gym, and or I would just be like almost at, at home. Um, and it's funny because I never like thought of it as you know in in terms of like a meditative way, way. But I was I was essentially living like some sort of like Spartan monk. Yeah. because it was like the training the physical training yeah, was very important to me it, yeah. but then also it was like and I tell you what I reckon I increased my IQ by about five times in one year yeah. as well because I'd sort of like mentally dawdled obviously since sort of for about seven years where all I'd been doing was basically getting wrecked and partying and then um, because I've always had loads of interests mm. and always been into lots of stuff I, mean, I think all of our friendship group yeah. obviously whether it's Nikki C Josh Drew mm. you know we all, we all we always have done and then I just became this like sponge, um, yeah. And obviously, just like yeah, I guess I guess had to put in that groundwork and that foundation. But then like gradually got back on track. But um, yeah, sorry, I don't really know where I went off that tangent. I just thought I thought it'd be interesting. Oh yeah, I, I, the reason I wanted to say that was because I thought it'd be interesting to get your obviously the view on, on the poo demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, funny yeah, though yeah. because I had that when I was learning tarot though for the first time. Right, didn't do anything. All I was doing like for like three years tarot, 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 mm. nothing else in my room like concentrating, like just so focused. Mm. Like, cause people say you're so quick with it. Like you can, you know, you know everything, everything. You're learning like, your craft. Yeah, mm. learning my craft. Mm. But I think sometimes that can be spirit or your path going right now, we've got to hone in and we've mm. got to do this. We've got to do this learning time before we can move on to your next phase mm. of your life, which is going to be more busier and excitable. Mm. And fun, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> can I ask, I don't know, obviously feel free to not answer this if you don't want to, but um, <laughs> is there any like, Dis, uh, distinct memories or moments you've had that have been like you've almost experienced quite a dark entity come through or anything that comes to mind that you've sat back and went whoa that's a bit intense for me yeah well like when claire's been doing a reading either yeah. that or, or even just from like a day-to-day scenario that you oh, were just like, even into. just like hanging out with somebody or something yeah or even like some something trying to contact you or or just some yeah. sort of bad entity some demon or something that that was you know when I was little, came to your paths. Um, so on the timeline, going back a bit, um, the house I used to live in, that was a really dark energy mm. that wanted us out of the house, didn't want us there, and I, but we couldn't move, <laughs> so I had to be mm. stuck mm. with it. Um, and then the second time was with a client of mine. Um, it was a really, really weird reading. I didn't, I, she was a really nice person. I didn't like the reading. I was like, oh, I don't like this. It's a mm. bit weird, odd spirit came through and he was smoking and and i just smelled fags like constantly it was just like horrible cigarette smoke mm. um and then i was just coughing and i thought oh it's a smoke smoke all of a sudden his hands around my neck like trying to choke me and i just couldn't breathe at all i just felt like i just can't breathe really mm. really negative energy um and then i walked out of the room and i was still coughing but it was a lot better 
that's a really scary time. Why, why do you think? Why do you think that that spirit had that reaction? Because you said the girl was nice. Yeah, it's because they're not a very nice person in general. So it was in limbo. Obviously, it hadn't gone the across. Spirit yeah, wasn't. yeah. Mm. So she didn't know that she and she hated them as well. Because after the reading, I said, "Oh, was, was this something that know? she was being almost like haunted by?" So this yeah. wasn't this wasn't one of her guides or anything. Like that. No, it was her stepdad. Right, and, and obviously he was an unpleasant her, person. Yeah, yeah, and he had abused her and stuff. And and after the reading, she said, "Oh, that was my stepdad that you got through, and he abused me." I was like, "Thanks for telling me." Now it's like, yeah, mm. it's like I didn't want that in my house or like near yeah. me and mm. and stuff. But sometimes you've got to do that. You've got to do the difficult work. Yeah. Like you know, when you see things like most haunted like Derek Accor and stuff like that, where he's choking and screaming, and go, "Oh my god, it's not like that. It yeah. isn't like that." <laughs> like, yeah. That you do get the frighteners on you a little bit because you think, mm. God, what if he didn't stop? Need to get Being, Granny yeah. in there to yeah. whip his butt. Didn't even have time to ask. Yeah. It's just like, sometimes they can be so strong. Luckily, I just walked out of the room and Josh was like, why were you coughing upstairs? I'm like, I was just being choked to death. Like, yeah. like, so that was Josh like, was like uh, downstairs, like ordering yeah. a new Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like, this woman was looking at me like, what's going on? Like, it's so like, funny in a way, like the, the dynamic between you and Josh, because um, obviously you have so much in common and that's one of the things that makes you such like a, a obviously like work as a couple. But I feel like you are much more like, um, there's something incredibly like quaint and innocent about Josh in a lot of ways, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Like, you know what I was saying earlier on about, like, um, that darkness that I sort of had when I was in that bad part of my life? Like, there is almost, like, no darkness in Josh. No. Is there? He's, like, such, like, a quaint little happy little fellow. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, every now and again, like, anybody, you might get, like, a little bit annoyed. But even then, it's, like, it's almost like an innocent annoyance. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like, that person's really pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Whereas you see some people, like, someone, like, triggers them, they are, like, you can see yeah. the rage. Yeah, we're so And there's, like, this yang, yeah. bubbling rage in them, and you're yeah. like, whoa, that person's, like... It's good in a way. Man. It's good like, in a way that he's like that because yeah. I think if he, if he was like me, it would have been yeah, hell. In yeah, house. yeah, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, he had his first spiritual experience of the day. <gasps> Whoa! Yeah. Exclusive. You like, see, I hate me talking about this as well. He'll be like, "Oh my oh, god!" That makes, like, well, that makes it even better, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he got woken up in the middle of the night by his spirit, so he could see them clear as day. And I'm like, "Don't take my job away from me," because I, I hate that. Um, and he said this guy was looking out the window and he had tattoos down his arm like that. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I got woken up again by the same person because I got woken up before, but I didn't really like see them too much. I could just like feel that something was there. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was this younger guy, someone like I would say about our age. Okay. Um, that's crossed over. So it's for a 30s client. 30s sort of thing. Yeah. So it's about, I think, you know, like for a client of mine that I'm going to see, mm. but it came for a bit early and Josh saw it and he and he said that he couldn't go to sleep for the rest of the night and only had a heart attack. And I was like, now you know, <laughs> now you know how I feel. <laughs> I can just imagine even like Josh saying, yeah. come on, nearly had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> and he was literally like, was talking to me like he was having a go at me like, oh, like how dare you bring these people through into our room. That's really but, inconsiderate. That, yeah. that must like, have been so he? freaky. I've, I've had, I've felt things happen, but I've never seen anything. Like mm. I'm not, uh, you know. I think people uh, are in contact with like spiritual things in different ways. Like my sister Sherelle, like she's like seen things. I, I've like seen her see things when she's not. No, did, did I tell you about that when we were? Oh, uh, you've told me some Lee's, things in the past, and like, and but... like, I saw her, and she was smoking a fag outside, and I was around Lee's house. And I just saw her in the gun and she just put her hands over her mouth like that and like dropped her cigarette. Mm. And I just opened the door. I was like, Sherelle, you're right. Like, and, then, and and she just saw this like guy like walk through, um, walk, walk through like where the garden was, like kind of through the fence. 
and then just start peeing up against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she said, look, can you not see? She was like, and it was still there when I came outside mm. as well. And there was a broom and he was like standing, but the broom was right through him. Like he was standing exactly right. where the yeah. broom was. So she could, she knew it was a ghost because the broom was just right through his body. Mm. And I was like, what the hell? And I remember another one when we were at Mortal House and we would do like a ghost walk around Mortal mm. House stuff. And that was really cool because you had EMF readers and you could add... What are your views that, that... on EMF readers, Claire? Sorry. Well, it, right. th- this was, this was weird. You work? know that thing about the lights yeah. and stuff? So rather yeah. than, rather than oh, you go to this spot and they EMF things, we were having communication with the EMF thing. So we'd say... Yeah. Beep t- twice for yes, and mm. be, like, a bit like the table tipping thing. Yeah. And it was almost, it was using Just that medium. Energy. Yeah, it was e- yeah, using that thing yeah. to like communicate with us. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. But when we were doing that as well, um, Sherelle was it, we were in a room and my mum was there as well. My mum's like super allergic to cats. And um and her nose started just getting like and she started like sneezing and that and Sherelle was like laughing she could just see this cat running around the room and like we did not see a cat in there like Whoa. at all you know and I was like what so I think she's got more of the visual kind yeah. of thing Everyone's but different yeah, yeah like is it I can imagine as well a bit like most things in life it's not like it's not like uh, black or white. It's like there's a spectrum of everything, isn't there? So yeah. is it more like, it's not like you either have it or you don't. Is it more like, mm. obviously some people might never see something and they'll be lower on the spectrum. Yeah. Some people might see a couple of things in their life that might be a little, and then other yeah. people might see things all the time mm-hmm. like you. And obviously you're much higher on the spectrum. Yeah, like it? I'm even different like day to day. So yeah. one day I might see spirits clear as day, like I'm sat in front of you right now. Then other days I might just see a shadow. Mm. Then another day I just might feel an energy. I won't actually see it at all i'll feel it or i'll hear from it or it'll flash pictures in my face it'll be Mm. different but that's the same for people that don't have like the gift Mm. they might see a spirit clear as day one day and then not see anything for ages and then you might get another person that feels like i feel a presence here and they're like oh no you don't like Mm. can't see anything so everyone's different how it communicate again like a radio what you're tuning into Mm. and and how strong it is so she sure might have had it really strong that day Mm. by the fence and Mm. then it was like oh no you're not supposed to have that like yeah, and switch it switch off again. It. Yeah, because she's never yeah. said anything since or anything like that or seen anything. But it yeah. was, she said it was like clear as day, this old man. But where we were all having a good time, they're like what she got the vibe of it was like he was almost like joining in the end. Like, yeah, like he, he'd, do, he'd yeah. been to the pub yeah. and he was walking home and he was just having a piss up against the thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was what it seemed like. And it is it's these funny, like natural kind of like communications that would happen. It's not like this like crazy like thing it's just quite yeah. a mundane weird little thing that's what you know? i get it can be mundane like i saw mm. one out here like if, before mm, we did yeah, tarry, I, I, told Nathaniel, I was like there was a man stood by the gate like just stood, just stood there mm-hmm. just like a, like mm. that and then like you know other times you know i've seen like on the way to work once i saw a little boy walking along oh. and he had a school uniform on but it was like an older one but it oh. was so casual yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. so like i just walked past like oh, he's dead. Oh, okay. Right. And then just like, yeah, move right, on. Right. Whereas another person would be like, oh my God, it's like I've just seen a spirit or like the time I waved at my dad's friend, he was on his bike going past his Bridgewater house um, where I used to work and I waved and then afterwards I went, he's dead. <laughs> he's not alive. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> so you do stuff like that sometimes. So is everyone, like when it comes to attire and clothing, would you just be in whatever you were last like, alive no. in? No. It depends. Sometimes they are. Sometimes what about age? Is it more like With age, yeah. would it be? Yeah. So it, it depends on the person and what they want to do. So sometimes people are wear exactly what they were wearing when they died. Other people will change their clothes. So you can like manifest. Yeah. One, I guess. And change their face as well. Is it more change like. Change their face? Yeah. How does that work? So if you were like older, for instance, a lot of younger. the time you will right. look younger. So, But when I'm doing a reading, I'm like, can you just please be the, the age you died? 
not younger because mm. it can get confusing and so you can change your face at the end when we've done what we're doing and mm. then they'll do that if you want to show me how good looking you are yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry them, i know yeah. you're good looking just show me the wrinkles or like yeah. sometimes people have been in wheelchairs or been like really injured and things like that before they've died and then they'll appear they're standing up they're no longer in you can sympathize that's that, nice right? that's very yeah, nice you, stuff yeah. like that but you they will still show me like sometimes i'll sit down in a wheelchair and then mm. afterwards we're like oh, i don't need that anymore and they'll move on right so, so it's yeah. like almost a part of their character yeah obviously, like a crucial part of the character by the end yeah that's really interesting mm. isn't it so going sort of going back um after like an hour off going off topic <laughs> so like going back to sort of so i think we left it as uh, when um you told your was it your grandparents about the the guy with the gun the one yeah, that tried yeah, to yeah, kill yeah. you yeah yeah so sort of like in your journey after that, so what happened? Because obviously it's funny, isn't it? Because obviously you just, other than other than all this crazy stuff, obviously just like a normal British girl going to school and stuff like that. So yeah, so what was what was your sort of like development? You know, um, did did it start to become like, did you notice that it was things like this were happening more often? And yeah. what was the impact that had on you? And sort of, yeah, tell us about this, this so sort of development. So after that, it would happen more and more and more and more. Like just like a normal day, but just seeing a spirit again, spirit again, spirit so again. So it's happening daily by this point. Yeah, and especially, but that was when I couldn't control it. So you would see it all the time, constantly. And it was just making you feel like you're going freaky. insane. Mm. And especially if you're in the car as well and you're seeing dead people on the side of the road. <laughs> Yeah. as well so you'd mm. see that lots of people have been in accidents and things trying to move across like so sometimes spirits can be in limbo because no one's picked them up yet so you need to be picked up yeah so you'll get picked up by someone um so usually relatives. you hear that a lot in yeah. um, near-death experiences because i listen Whoa. to them all the time i, I love know. listening yeah. to them and um and they say you know in the in the hospital bed and that there was this one guy and he was there and he, and, and he didn't know he was just about to die, but he was having a really bad heart attack. And, and he said the last thing he shouted and everyone saw him was in the room with him was like, Jeff or something yeah. like that, you know. <laughs> and then when and they, when he came back to life, they were like, what what are you think? And, and apparently his like his brother who was dead, Jeff, was like was just visibly there standing at the front of the bed just Ready as he was dying. And, yeah. and, and, and he took him over onto this like life review and stuff like that. But yeah, you hear that a lot. Yeah, like, so they have to be picked up. Say so I'd see like a lot of stuff like that and you think, well, what can I do? Because I'm like a 12-year-old girl. Mm, I can't mm. just go out and go, move to the other side, come and get them. Because <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's a bit weird. Um, so yeah, we get that type <laughs> yeah. of thing. And then I'd start seeing bright lights, but more like really like blinding lights all the time. But that was like energies near where we live going across. Right. So okay. you see mm. that. Um, and then the angel thing happened. And that was when I was at school. Mm. Um, I was literally just sat there a normal day to do my schoolwork and then there's really angels are weird they're not like spirit as in like they'll just stand next to you like just normal height they'll be higher than you so it's really long bright light behind me I could just see in the corner of my eye is that like a tallness thing or is it because they're levitating they're tall um, just the energy is a lot taller than ours so I saw one of those do they look humanoid or is it just like a life like, is it like a light, like a it's, form? You can kind of see hands. So I just saw the hands at first and the kind of the arms. Mm. And then the rest Super was a hands. light. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I looked and it wasn't for me. So they came right. through. It was actually for the guy behind me. So the boy that was sitting behind me, it was someone coming through. And I was like, oh, my God. Usually I say now to people. Angels only come through, like, for people like me, if I need something, you know, quick. Because yeah. <laughs> they work quicker than spirit. Or if something's going to kick off, um, they're the emergency button angels. Spirit will come through every day. When you say you kick out. off, in what way? 
like something bad traumatic experience in your life yeah. or something like that. <laughs> so that's when people usually see angels and mates or say i nearly died and i saw an angel or i saw my nan or whatever like so that is usually the time you'll see an angel or you'll see them when you die sometimes they'll come so through. if you see an angel you think that's um almost like a a warning sign that something bad is going to happen imminently yeah yeah the usually yeah so i didn't know what happened with him um but yeah and i just thought oh, like that's like really, I was actually so they're there to help. What they're here to sort of like what help protect you during this yeah. oncoming traumatic event. Yeah, so they can either be here just to protect you and keep things as calm as they possibly can, or they can be there to say, "Look, you're coming with us soon," or like your parents coming with us soon. We're gonna be yeah, we're collecting. Man, that's so, heavy, dude. So um, sometimes when angels come through, it can be something more extreme. If it's like a normal death, like an everyday heart attack or you know, they just died in their bed or whatever, you'll get a cluster of spirits mm. coming through. So I can usually tell if someone's going to go because mm. spirit mm. and sometimes angels will cluster together more and more and more. Mm. So I feel like I won't even want to go out anywhere or do anything because it's just too intense, that energy. Mm. Then a few days later or a few weeks later, someone will go, feel bad to normal again. Wow. It's, it's, it's fine. But yeah, so then I had the angel experience. What, what age did you say that was? I was about... They were between 13, 15, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, so they, they, like teenage years. Like, it was at Haygrove then. Um, and then when I left school, it was all about tarot cards. So you got so, into tarot cards. So by this point, yeah. by the time you're sort of like, you know, year 11, 16, just about to leave school, were, were you already at a stage where you'd sort of um, made peace with what you were seeing? And were you already sort of in that sort of negotiation stage that you say, you know, you basically like negotiate nowadays. Were you, yeah. were you at that stage or were you still like learning and still, still sort of learning. coming to terms with it? Or? I was coming to terms with it, but I was also a bit like, I don't, what am I going to do with this? Right. I was like, what mm. am I going to do with this? Because, you know, you see mediums and stuff like that on telly, but I think oh, I'd never be able to do that. I can't mm. do that. That's never going to happen. So I was just like, why well, didn't you think that you could do that? Yeah, just not confident enough. Right. Like just too shy, overwhelmed. too overwhelming. And I just thought, well, if I get it wrong, then everyone's going to be after me. Like I, I, don't want to do that um and i just thought i'm gonna leave school and work in tv or film that was what my passion was i was going to work in films that's what i wanted to do spirits boring like you just visit me at night being a pain i don't want to do that yeah um i want to be in wayne's world yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want to go and tour the band or yeah. be in a film that's yeah, yeah. the two th so i went to college yeah. and i did film and tv studies yeah yeah then left there and worked at a radio station yeah oh, same wow. as me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally at, like um, literally same yeah. exact same yeah. journey that i took film yeah. and tv and so, then radio and spirit <laughs> was always there yeah so spirit have always been around me even then like give me messages and stuff and like well, what I'm gonna do with that mm. can't do anything with it um and then yeah like left that and went into kind of job to job like normal jobs admin jobs the council still doing tarot cards um and then people would start coming to me for reading so like my family like my cousins mm. um and like aunts and uncles and people like that and I thought oh actually I'm not too bad at this with the cards mm. I'm controlling it now with the cards I'm these messages are coming through mm. clearer and so would you see it as like a tool to like hone it? Yeah. And like it seems yeah. like anchor the the energy yeah, does, and stuff yeah. rather rather than you being like like overwhelmed by it. It's like that's this bit, is my That's kind a bit of how like... they describe like the wizard staffs in Lord of the Rings. Mm. I mean it's not like it's yeah. not like the staffs generating the energy. Because like I a think tool. you need to learn about tarot. It's it, it's like, yeah. like you said it it's like a process that you go into and you spend a long time with it to actually learn the ins and outs of it and everything. Yeah, so, so I it's know like... yeah, everything about tarot, but when I'm dealing out the cards, sometimes I don't even look at the cards. Mm. I'm it's like Sometimes people do drawings, like there's a medium called Tyler Henry and he'll scribble, mm. but that's him 
honing it in, mm. getting it right. Mm. Um, so that's what I do with the cards. So people are like, why are you shuffling the cards like for half an hour? You've not even laid them out yet. I'm like, because I'm keeping him where he needs to be. Like, <laughs> so Right. So that's why it works like that. Keeping, the, keeping the hounds at bay. Yeah. And also <laughs> to not let them go off because spirits get bored. Yeah. So they would just be like, well, we're not doing anything right now. So just walk off. Like, I'd yeah. be like, oh, God. Do you find that, like, some tarot cards work better than ever, than others or does yeah. it not matter? Oh, it, it does matter. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, I've well, I've got the same deck that I've used Why since do you I was think 18. Matters? Why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe because at the time when I first opened the pack up, they're just like, that was a really good time. That was a really good energy. I'm going to stick with that. So that's, and, like, your pack. Yeah. Yeah, so my main pack is the one I've had, like, since I started tarot. But that's going to have to go soon because they're getting really Tatty. worn out. I can yeah. imagine if you're using that, like, all the time. Yeah, um, which is scary. Is um, it the original one? The, yeah. Yeah, the, what's it called? The, right um, Away. Right Away. Yeah, mm. um, and I do have other ones that I use, though. So I'll do those for videos or email readings and stuff like that because they're good. And they're like, yeah, mm. that's good. But I don't need as much control with them. Yeah. Um, what so about because you dabble in some other stuff, don't you? Sorry to like branch off a little bit because you do dabble in other things like that, didn't you? Like, do you are you still doing like rune rune? Yeah, so I do runes now and again. I really like rune reading. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I want to do that with Claire. How does a rune yeah. reading work? Um, same as tarot, really, except you shake them up, put them down, and you just pick, and then you just kind of like read the meaning, but not just read the meaning. You're also getting the energy off that at the same time, so mm. you like go what you want. I love that like it. Nordic influence with the rune reads. That, yeah. that kind of like really like. <laughs> Because um, Meg's got some, but some they, were, they, they were it? made. <laughs> yeah, but her brother made them, and that's like a really nice thing. Like, for, yeah. like the, he made, it, yeah, mm-hmm. like kind of made them with all the stones and carved the um, the runes, like the you know the rune shapes into them and that. Yeah, the runes. It mm-hmm. feels like really really cool doing yeah, it. Yeah. Like you know, just picking some out of the bag. The rune like, alphabet. Down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm yeah. really picky with like my cards, my runes, everything though. Like whoever's made them or wherever they've come from, I want good energy. Mm. Sure. So someone's like, because you, you know, like, is it? Do you see it almost like, um, like smithing? It's like you're pouring your essence into. Yeah. That. It's a bit like Sauron in the One Ring. Yeah. So it's so, like an evil ring. So it doesn't matter if you're wearing it and you're like a really good character. It's like the the essence. It will turn you evil, sort of. Yeah. Mm. Or it yeah. will corrupt you. Mm. Yeah. So like sometimes I'll do cards, whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, that's just like really negative. Or I feel like bad vibes of it, or I feel like I'm bringing something I don't want to bring in. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I don't want to use that anymore. Um, and that's with oracle cards as well. You'll get that too. Really? Yeah. So I use sometimes the same oracle cards over and over again. Um, but I always think that's spirit's personal preference as well. So with like oracle cards, mm. would you say that's on like the same level as like tarot cards and things like that in terms of like what you're invoking? Yeah, it can be. Like ta- like oracle cards are usually like nicer. I was going to say. Yes. Because so- like sometimes like me and my missus would do like, she'll be like, do you want to do some oracle cards? And I think I, maybe I'm foolish for thinking this. I, I see it almost as like more of like a bit of fun. Yeah. Mm. I don't yeah. take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you said to me now, like, right, Callum, I'm going to do your tarot cards. I take that more seriously, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. I would take it. Not, yeah, like, and by seriously, I mean like, it, yeah, it would just seem more like, it would have more like, the it's weight balanced. of the situation yeah. would seem, it would have more weight. It's, it's more credence yeah. to it. Like yeah, with Oracle like cards, I'll heavier. use, I don't ever use with clients Oracle cards. I just use them for online or just mm. for myself or Josh. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if he yeah. likes it or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to? Yeah, Benny, I've got this new pack I need to test on someone. Yeah. Um, oh, so sometimes it might be like a date, more of a daily thing or whatever, but not, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. use it on client unless it's someone it's a bit kind of like don't tell me anything bad and I'm like I'll just get these out because it's almost like it's just it's just less hassle because mm. they it, almost like want you to tell them what they want to hear yeah so I think I'll just get those angel cards out they'll tell them something nice you don't think that they can handle the truth 
Yeah. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Like that's mm. the thing that kind of annoys me sometimes in readings. Like they'll say, don't tell me anything bad. Don't tell me I'm going to die. It's like, as if I'm going to tell you you're going to die and as if I'm going to tell you something terrible is going to happen to you. Mm. But I will tell you the truth though, good and Otherwise, bad Otherwise, what's the po- why are they even like, there? Yeah. I do, do, I mean? I like, do why think that. Like, like, why are you there? Yeah. Like, why yeah. are you seeing a medium? Like, you know, some mediums get really, really funny with people and they will just chuck them out. Like, I'm not that bad yet, yeah. but... Uh, like, <laughs> Brackets, yet. Yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've built my business my up at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like... Your ass is grass. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes I just think, yeah, why are you here? Like, you yeah. need to have an open mind if you're coming for a reading. Mm. Don't come to me. And almost be, like, mature enough to take the bad with the good. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes, Life isn't and I, yeah. sunshine and, ra- and, and rainbows no, all the time, is not. it? No, it's not. And usually sometimes you'll get a bad thing, but it's backed up with a good thing. Yeah. Like, and but they're like, oh, that was yeah. actually okay. I can deal with that. Yeah. Um, it's not too bad. Or sometimes you're just telling them what they kind of already know. Mm. Like, why did you do a load of weed last night? And then you've, you've been with a load of people and st- been in 10 relationships and... Mm. You know, it's like, well, obviously that is going to be bad, isn't it? And then you're going <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you think that people would be don't obvious. get that. They're like, oh, I thought it was going to be like, well, amazing. Like, really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you dig your own grave sometimes. Yeah. It's not all spiritual energy. So like, like, that's what I was saying earlier. That almost like some people can go through their whole lives without any self-realization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You yeah. get that a lot. Yeah. Like you just think, well, I probably would have left you as well if you did that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think it, it's hard. It can be very hard to analyze yourself because you have to try yeah. and s- look on the outside in, which obviously mm. is going to be hard to do. Harder than evaluating somebody that's like next to you or someone that you know very well. But you still, I think it's still very important to try and do it oh. and do it honestly. I think it's like you a know, life mission to yeah. do it. The more, the more you, yeah. it's, it's a never ending thing because like things. But that whole, I find it really interesting, like the conscious and the subconscious, like Mm. you're kind of ruled by the subconscious, but you never see it. You know, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's the parts of your personality that you don't see or that are very obvious to other people. Yeah. But to you, you're just like, yeah. it's a bit blinders. And sometimes mm. I think people don't want to face that or like, you mm. know, and, 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 and a bit of a, it can be a bit of a reality check when you're in a situation yeah. and someone is just being truthful with you. But that's like, you've got to be in, te- in your integrity as like a medium and yeah, stuff to be like, I'm going to be truthful yeah. to you yeah. because... Yeah. You know, it might be hard to handle, but this is, you need this right now. And and I also also think, you know, there's, there's like, we all have flaws and there's nothing wrong with that. But I actually think it's, it's a a very, a very admirable strength to be able to admit your weak, your weaknesses or admit Mm. that you might be not going about something the right way. I don't think it's like a weakness to admit it. Mm. I think it's the opposite. I think it's a strength, Mm. you know? Some people do. They, they'll admit and think, you know, I have done all this and how do I get back on the path again? I'm like, okay, let's have a look. And that's really Mm. cool. And then, but sometimes this is the thing that people might think is a bit weird is you'll tell someone something really good's going to happen. All these great things are happening. Like, well, that's a load of rubbish. That's never going to happen because my life's rubbish. It's like, so well, it's almost like a self-fulfilling it, prophecy. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, prophecy. well, if you were You've okay, decided your yeah. life's going to be bad, so it's never going to be so, good. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, okay, if you're a psychic, why are you visiting a psychic then? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, if you feel like it's going to be bad forever, then you may as well just stay at home. And yeah, like, what do they want you to say? Away. Yeah, yeah, again, like, you know, if, you're the, if your job is there to tell them the truth of what you see before them, yeah. always before you. Mm. And it's literally like, then, sometimes you'll say, yeah, this has happened in the past. Like, there's been breakups, whatever. But it's like, oh, this looks really amazing. Well, I don't think that's, that's, that's going to happen. And then... You think mm. some people Can are just I, addicted to drama, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Can I ask about sort of the idea of of fate and destiny within that? Because I'm really interested with that the idea of destiny yeah. and and when it sort of ties in with that. If you were to to take someone's reading and it was to say, oh, in your future, you know, you may have this happen, you may have all these positive things come. How likely is it that someone could neglect that 
and change their own fate by yeah. not being true to themselves. They can. I've had that a few times where people have like gone off and just done something different anyway, which is fine, you know, free will, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm. But they always come back <laughs> and say, it took me ages to get back to that point you told me was going to happen. Mm. Like, mm. so it always is going to eventually happen um, when I do a reading. Um, so there is always an inevitability. Yeah, if you do give someone a positive thing, it is going to happen. But you can go but, off course and right. do something crazy. I've had that before. Whereas I told this woman, um, I said, this relationship's going to end. It's not going to work out. She's like, oh, okay. She got engaged to the guy, right? Mm. Um, and <laughs> she came, so she came to me again and she was all like, I got engaged to him. Like we're together, we're gonna get married. And all the rest of it I was like, okay. And your cards are still saying no, stay away. She comes back. They are broken up because he cheated on her. And now she's getting married, like I said, but to somebody else. Mm. So and you think I was right all along? For God's I sake. remember <laughs> as well. Where we did a um, tarot read, Claire. You mm. did a tarot read for me in the flat, and I remember you saying to me, February yeah. blonde uh, lady, I was gonna meet. Um, and um, then I met Carmen and I was like, oh, this this isn't a blonde lady, you mm. know, and had that whole experience mm. with Carmen. But me and Meg actually like... Met at that dance. Met, met, yeah, yeah. But after that, when we actually oh. officially made, like, uh, you know, stamped it down as like, we're in a relationship and like, it was like really committed. That was like February, like, and, it, and she's blonde. So that, that, it yeah. took, yeah, that yeah. was years. Mm. That was years after. Yeah. And I remember... And when you said February, I thought it was that February coming. Yeah, and it but it's like it took it took probably like three years after that for it. For yeah. it but I can mm. attest to that. How mm. they, do you know what I mean? And it was yeah. like, yeah. but at first I thought, oh, well, that's now one, bro. Well, now I met Carmen. It was all yeah. this crazy, crazy intense drama thing. And Dra- and but it wasn't right. Yeah, you know? see, and mm. you come back around, and I think, mm. it, hmm, yeah, do it's. You, <laughs> do you find it easier or harder, or does it make no difference when you do readings for people that you know? For example, like Drew. Obviously, yeah. you know Drew because obviously knowing Drew for a long time yourself, and also for the connection you have with Josh, who can knows so much about Drew. Yeah. Do you find it easier, harder? Or does it not make any difference than if it's like a complete random? It doesn't make difference. Um, some people say, "Oh, well, you know them, so you're going to know everything." It's like, no, I'm like a fortune teller. Mm. They're not going to know their future. I could know. I know everything. About you're not Drew. saying like your mum's name's Karina. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, you <laughs> do that. a different mystery, isn't it? You're talking about the unknown mystery. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say to Drew, oh, I can hear the name Karina coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be that stupid to say anything like that. No. So what I would do with Drew is more focus on maybe spirit coming through that have messages for his future mm. instead or anything he really needs to know that he doesn't know yet. Mm. So, so it's funny when people come to see me that know me and thought, oh, I thought you would tell me a load of stuff that you already knew. And they're like, it's completely different. I don't know where any of that was going to mm. happen. And then it happened and... Mm. And yeah, so it can be like that. And I do it with Josh as well. Like I predicted stuff that was going to happen with his like dad's family and stuff before any of that like happened. Like what, the Scottish stuff? Yeah. Mm. Like I had- <laughs> <The> Scottish <yeah>. stuff. <laughs> I knew that you knew what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah, like I had like a spirit come through, which I think was his granddad. Called and- Angus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they kept, funny enough, they kept giving me a short A, A, A all the time. So they've got a woman Angus. here. Yeah. <laughs> they've got a woman here. Um, but Agnes. I said, it's really sad around it. It's like a really Sorry. sad event. And yeah. Josh was like, mm, I don't know. And I said, but it's connected to your dad. But I thought, I can't imagine his dad ever like getting upset about anything like that. Like a year mm. went past and then he found out about like his birth mum. Yeah. Uh, who, yeah. Was, who was called Anne. Oh, and right. she was being, and she had died. And I yeah. thought, how... Crazy is that because Josh didn't know anything about the family at all. No, of course not. And we knew, you know, knew his granddad that came through in spirit. Just knew that and obviously his dad was adopted. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
yeah that's all I knew and then that came through and he was like oh my god like it's like really strange like how you would know that stuff so yeah you I never like some mediums you go to they'll fish constantly and they'll ask you questions like oh what was their name or like how tall were they whatever and I've never ever done that ever like I just see what I see and Mm. that's it if it's not there it's not there it's there it's there Mm. and that's for someone I know someone I don't know it's they work the same but yeah I tweak it a little bit just I wouldn't say Drew's mum's name or Mm. or things like that like if I was doing a reading um, or if he was going through relationship issues or anything like that like I would say oh you know I know that's happening but this is going to change soon and you're going to go that way instead and you know so you're savvy basically yeah you're savvy with how you word things and things like that yeah like I would you put a lot of care into that yeah like I put a lot of care into that and I just yeah don't mess around like some just make it complicated and make themselves silly I think that's I think that's really good though not to mess around I think you just you know try and give as clear of the message as possible yeah and if you take it you take it if you don't you don't but the thing a lot of people write it down or they record it on their phones with me so they can go back over it so if at the time it doesn't make any sense or they feel like mm. oh i don't think that's ever gonna happen they can go back mm. onto it and go mm. right put a five-year time stamp on it like yeah. you know yeah, it's gonna be yeah, within yeah. That, yeah. that time yeah so that and i do it for myself as well i read myself sometimes not always with spirit um but i'll just do cards or some more psychic energy mm. um, is that harder to do it can the only hard thing about it is you don't always believe what you're doing for yourself yeah right because <laughs> you think oh you're probably lying to me say like because spirits do lie as well um why would you what do you think the agenda is for that um i guess again it can sometimes be personal gain as well you you think you know Mm. mm, like am i doing this for personal gain so that's why sometimes i'll see other mediums right just to back up what i've done just to say was that correct that they're telling me they're not messing that up because of you know personal gain and like no that's fine that's correct and you know Mm. or they'll tell me things without me telling them anything and i sort out that way but yeah, so you, you can read anyone or anything. Really. In terms of obviously, like, you know, obviously, like, you are psychic. Um, obviously, I'm a layman with all these things. So if anything that says sounds funny to you, then then obviously that's fine. Um, like, if somebody else is, is psychic as well, mm. do you sometimes, like, could you theoretically, do you think, almost, like, have, like, a mental conversation with that person? Or yeah. have you ever had any experiences with anything like that? Because that's yeah. really fascinating for me to conceive. Like there, telepathy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, not necessarily telepathy, but you can read them a lot easier. Right. Like, so. But you've never like, been looking at somebody in the eyes and you've heard them say like, "Hello, Claire." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> almost, almost a bit like that. Like, no, not always. With, like, just with psychics, but you can do it with other people as well. Like, so, so like, if I, yeah. if I, you, do you think that if I like, try to, I'm not saying necessarily that you know this could happen, but do you think there is like a chance if I really try to tell you something, like looking at you with yeah. a lot of intent, that you yeah. could pick up a bit on something? Sometimes, yeah. Like, and other people, like. I'll, I'll say something like, oh, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like, yeah. or like they, yeah, it, we like do each other's like sentences and things like that. It's me, me and Josh and Drew will do that with each other a lot. <laughs> um, do you, and obviously we've known each other for a very long time. Do you think that is almost like some weird thing about just getting in sync with each other? It can so be. And it can be your energies like going off of each other. Right. Um, so yeah, you can do that as a psychic Merging as well. Merging orically. Because we do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. and me and Josh do it all the time. And I'm sure you and Josh do it with each yeah. other as well. Yeah. 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 I just think that's very interesting because yeah, it's happening. That. You think sort of like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But it yeah. happens like, but it, it, when you get into almost like a, like a flow with it, it can happen chronically. It's hilarious yeah. when it does as well. And it's it, can, like... it can happen like multiple times <laughs> in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was only thinking about it the other day actually because twins can do that. Yeah, I've heard like, that. Yeah, and like me that. and my sister do that quite a lot. You and your sister are very close, aren't you? Yeah, you so 
Yeah, we do it. And I think that's really strange. But then I, and then I started doing it with clients mm. as well. And I thought, oh, I can read you. Or I can tell if someone's like thinking of their head or they're an idiot mm. or whatever. Like, so I can sometimes be quite pessimistic around people because I'm like, I know they're actually thinking that. And then I realise right. that they are. And yeah, so yeah, you can read people like that. That's really interesting. It's mm. mad. Like we only, I don't know what the percentage is, but isn't it like 0.05% mm. of the um, actual light field we can actually see with our eyes. So mm. there is all this whole spectrum of everything that we yeah. you know yeah and it's almost like there there will be uh we will be able to read it more when mm. technology gets better to be actually you know the the minute mm. the minutiae of frequencies and things like mm. that it'll be interesting it's like it's it's a mystery now but it might you know we might understand more about mm. it. one thing that i've always um um, I don't I don't know where it comes from Claire it might even be like a really innocent thing like I just know what you do for a living but one thing because I'm like a very emotional person so it's, I think you know obviously yeah again you are mm. Drew, I think um, it can yeah. be my detriment sometimes yeah well maybe maybe both of us and I think it can be a strength and a weakness yeah. but I'm like super emotionally charged at all times at all times um, but obviously it's very important to be in control isn't it mm. but it's really funny because whenever I've been around you in the past and I said I don't know I don't know if it, I don't know if it's like something I'm I'm feeling or if it's something that I just maybe am conscious of because of the fact that uh, of, I know like um, like what you do and stuff like that. But I always am like uh, conscious of you like picking up on my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get that with me as well. They're like, you can see my soul. Like, you can see yeah. my emotions with me. I can tell if someone's sad yeah, or I feel like that about with something. You. And mm. yeah. I'm definitely more in tune. Like, and you'll get it. Apologies. If, <laughs> <laughs> are the worst though like you know yeah, you see yeah. someone sad and like yeah. sometimes you know if you you know like yeah. a wall or whatever and then other times you can really feel like that because some people just cry for the sake of crying uh, and then yeah. other people are you feel, you feel really, really trying deep. not to sort of yeah and right. you can feel the ones that are really trying sorry. not to or like proper sorry like i had that recently with a friend's funeral where i just felt so depressed really like it was depressed in any way but it i was just feeding off that energy like it was, te- I couldn't even go near. Like it just felt with the children, like mm. it was too intense for me, and mm. you know, it just felt like my head was going to explode. Yeah, it was that bad, and you get that in normal everyday stuff as well. It's interesting though, because what we were saying about you know, some people can be like Debbie Downers, and other people bring like a lot of positivity and light into a room. Like I feel like with you, you're like very like just completely neutral. Yeah. Do you think that is just because almost like your purpose in life is to be like a receiver of these things rather than an influencer? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like over the top I would say I'm not overly like a loud person I'm not really not too quiet now um but just kind of yeah like I'm not very emotional like I never cry in public or anything mm. like that I'm like, I feel like oh, you're like quite stealthy yeah do you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah you, anyone can say but I mean like yeah. mentally as yeah. well as just not just like necessarily physically like yeah I am but... uh, these in an old job I used to do they used to call me the wall yeah because the like they say <laughs> oh god like she's not going to react to that or like she's going to be like I could say anything and it would just be like you're not going to read my emotions. Yeah, it's quite hard to read you. Like, yeah. I feel like some people, no it's very obvious me. to sort of like, you know, um, almost like figure out what like they're thinking or what they're yeah. going to say, whereas it's very hard mm. to do that. I don't know if I do it because I can read people so well that I feel like, oh, I used to think everyone else can read me. I don't want them to read me. So I'm like, close, close, close. I think mm. some of those so- <laughs> experiences as well, like seeing spirits and things like that, like that knowing that you've got to turn that off sometimes yeah. or you've got to be in control of it. That's almost yeah. like a fortitude that you create in yourself to like yeah. be able to control that. And I think that that could kind of like tap into like the emotional side of things as well, mm. because it's almost like the same power. Mm. It's like this yeah. this mm. this thing that's like 
you can't help sometimes but you can be in control of it a bit more yeah. like you know like when i read people you'll have someone in front of me crying their eyes out very very sad like someone's passed away and i'm just there going like just, like, <laughs> yeah. just it, but it's not me and they some people actually like that because they feel like she's that i'm not she's not embarrassed or like cringed out by me yeah doing i think that. that's really important isn't and it? i always try and be like the wall with that and just be like no we're carrying it it's normal it's normal to cry it's normal to do those things but i won't because i'm like trying to be professional and everything yeah i know and i'm saying it is sad yeah but we will carry on i will carry on as normal and not make you feel guilty or weird like for crying and um so yeah i'll never cry if somebody else is crying yeah like, in a reading ever i've never mm. ever done that like it feels sad but you just like cool i gotta watch it if i get if i get a whiff of someone going i'll go start going yeah you're like like with movies and stuff you're a crier aren't you oh mate you're yeah or you, like adverts or sad yeah, things and that know, it just like goes right through me and i'm like whoa maybe that's why i do this job because yeah. if you were doing my job Mm. and you were doing that you wouldn't be able to carry on with the reading you wouldn't be able to hold a space for that no and so that's probably why i've been given this gift because like she's hard to do it she'll be be fine like she Mm. won't break break down over mentally tough yeah Mm. (laughs) mentally tough um so like going back so so you know you left left uh haygrove um what's haygrove went to wasn't it yeah yeah just checking um so you started getting into your tarot and stuff so yeah so take us a bit more on on your development so yeah so then i went into radio and stuff after college um and then it was kind of so were you practicing the whole time yeah practicing the whole time and then i started joining circles and were you still having like experiences daily yeah 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 and then i joined a circle um doing tarot learning and everything and i was put on the spot all the time and she's like you've got the gift the spirit as well as psychically okay tell people stuff like would show me up in front of everyone and say right tell me about them so you're almost like person. the chosen that's amazing like having like Whoa. a mentor that's in that reminding me a bit of like the yeah. witcher Master yeah, really scary. you know with like Yennefer and the witcher <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah it backfired on them once though like she was being a bit smart and she said right go around in a circle and Claire you go first and tell this woman what's going on behind her spiritually and I was like to be fair, I said, I've got a really bad headache. I said, someone's like pointing a gun to my head and they keep going bang, 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 bang like that all the time. All of a sudden, this woman got up with her friend, burst into tears, ran out the room, hysterical. And I was like, oh my God, I want that What's happened? bad. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, her dad shot himself in the head. And I was like, oh my God. That's when I thought, right, I'm going to do this as a job. Right. That is that because I was getting stuff right consistently, even though she's been really hard on me. Obviously, not even when you realise that you were sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah. and I thought this is I could do this, so I was doing it more than for other people. So friends would then give. I started having little business cards and building reputation. Yeah, so Mm. I started doing it like just in the evenings, yeah, like for an hour or whatever. Um, and then it just built up, did little parties, and I said it was just tarot or just the odd psychic thing. Mm. Built it up. Still, then, then I went into work. So I was doing like the admin job in the day and everything. Mm. Built up, built up, built up um, through word of mouth. Didn't have a Facebook, didn't have an Instagram, didn't have a nothing. Mm. Um, so it was all just word of mouth. Um, and then I was like, I think I need to do this full time now. Like mm. it was just too much for me. So I, um, yeah. So then I set up all my social stuff and yeah, like did that because it when was, was just this? getting stronger and stronger. So that was... 2006, 2007, I left work. I was going to say, because as long as I've known you, it's been like, you know, sort of a key... 2016, I meant, yeah. Point of your, yeah. A key point of your sort of personality. Isn't yeah, it? so I never really told anyone about it. So mm. I've even had like friends come back to me like, 
I don't have any you're a psychic mm-hmm. I would hide it as very very secretive or they get people like going up to them going oh I saw your make her she did a reading for me mm-hmm. they're like she doesn't do readings that's not my friend <laughs> like at work no one knew no one knew at all that I did readings um when they were doing overtime and stuff I was like I can't do overtime they're like well and I was like oh I'm doing stuff with Josh but actually, were you consciously secretive mm. about that? Like, did you just make I thought the decision? People, I didn't want people to interfere with it. Right. And I didn't want people to be negative about it and be like, well, that's a load of rubbish. I don't want, like, why are you, you doing that You just didn't for? want any, whether it be positive or negative. I, and if I didn't want to do attention. it anymore, I don't right. want people to be like, <laughs> like, you know. That didn't work yeah. out. Yeah. So I've wanted to be 110% sure that is actually what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Built the client base up and I didn't mm. want that negativity around it. Does like, it bother you, like, the stigma of it at all? Like, um, if you're ever around people? Because let's face it, there are going to be people that will probably flat out just be like, yeah, almost like negative about what you do. Does that, does that bother you? Sometimes, yeah. I guess it like, depends whether they're rude about it or not. Because I'm not rude about things for people. Yeah. You know, if I don't believe in something, I'd never got to. Oh, well, you're an idiot for liking that. You know, people. There's ways like to go about things, like. aren't yeah. there? Yeah. And if I don't believe in it, then I wouldn't comment on it because it's not my business to. It's their life. They can mm. do what they want to do. And I feel like people do the same with me, but they're not obviously going to. Um, yeah. So yeah, so sometimes you kind of like, well, I do have that kind of attitude. Well, you're going to come crawl into my door at some point. Mm. and they mm. usually do um, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that can happen and it's usually the same types it can be like you know middle-aged people usually that are like oh i don't believe in that rubbish like yeah. you know typical like lads mm. but then you get then i get a lot of men come to me like work on building sites and things like that that absolutely love it obsessed mm. with it um so everyone's different but yeah like negative type of stuff like i don't really like but because it's like see it before you kind of like yeah you know comment is on it, it quite weird to have to almost dance around that with people with people not like believing you whereas you almost have to accept their not accept their closed-mindedness but almost understand it in a way whereas yeah. even though to you that is you know oh, yeah. the truth that you live through and that that is a hundred percent certified yeah, like i'd never say believe in what i believe in because yeah. i don't care about that if you believe no, in it you do if you don't, yeah. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. i don't care at all Gotta be sure about yourself. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just sometimes with people, I I just don't say anything at all. Like if people ask me, "What do you do for a living?" but you can tell they're open. Yeah, Mm. I engage, and then sometimes with people, I'm like, "Oh God, I don't want to talk about what I do." I'm like. I work mm. from home. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally respectable. <laughs> yeah. like, if I told you I'd have to kill you. There was a part of me that, like, uh, having this conversation, hearing mm. you say say about that, mm. is making me think that that's like more okay than yeah. what I thought before, which is like be hundred percent open and honest all the time about like everything and be you know. But there is a time and a place. There's a yeah. time and a place to to say things or not say things and to keep some things close to your chest and that. That will be beneficial mm. for you. But do you know what I mean? Like, I, I had this idea in my head that it should always just be open. Mm. But a lot of the time it can't be because you will be meet, met with certain things yeah. that will be more of an issue. It's just easier sometimes yeah. to just like, you it's know, It's just not worth the hassle no. like, with some people. And, and I that's think, okay. What are we going to get out of this if I tell you what I do? Because I know you're going to be an idiot about it. Yeah. And um, I don't, I don't so, want to be in that energy. So let's yeah. just get on with it. And like, then other people <laughs> you tell... And you think, why did I tell you that? Because then they will not stop going on about it. And then they're like, mm. they're like, I believe in spirits too. Oh my God, can you tell me what's behind me? Can you tell me this? Can you tell me that? And I'm like, oh God, like, just be normal about it. Or like, you know, like Nathaniel, for instance, you know, he knows what I, I do, but you're very casual about it. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. 
That's cool. Mm. And that reaction, I, you know, fine, okay, like you haven't had a reading with me yet. Very similar to Josh in that respect, I think, isn't he? Yeah, like it was surprised with Josh, like, you know, when you're meeting someone for the first time and they're like, well, what do you do? And I just said to him, I work in an office, which I did at the time. Yeah. Mm. And then, and and then I was like, "Oh, I also do readings for people mm. as well." And he was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, whatever." Like, mm-hmm. Josh is so in his own world that he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so easy going. I could be a serial killer on the side, and he'd be like, "Cool, that's nice. Yeah, nice one." Um, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I'm really in the mood for a Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Josh is <laughs> but that's the type of person I, uh, you know, that I just should easy. have been with. It's easy, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and I, he'll say, "Well, how was your day?" And I'll tell him about people. But it will be normally about the normal type of stuff that I've had to deal with with them, rather than like, you know, Jeff the spirit came through or whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he doesn't mind. He's really, really relaxed about it. And you do get that with some people; they're relaxed. Or like some of my friends don't believe in spirits at all. Mm-hmm. Right, they don't believe in any of it, but they're respectful. Yeah, they're, sure. ju- they're just yeah. like. Yeah, that's really how they always ask how business is going. Like, yeah, how's yeah, business? Yeah. They care about the money, not the spirits. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or like, how many clients you've had in like yeah. today. So you get those types of people that my friends and you know the other types of friends that I've got that just won't talk about spirits or you know. It's interesting. I mean, we talked about this on Pandora's box before, but because um, uh, as I said, I was always really interested in like the supernatural and the paranormal growing up, and then when I got into my twenties. I, I got very much into science. And for a while, I thought those two things sort of conflicted. But as I've talked about in depth with these guys before, um, I got to a stage and I realised that actually it's like um, they don't conflict at all. Like one of the, like one of like the basic principles of science, of, of like physics, is that you, like you can't get something out of like nothing, mm. for example. Mm. But obviously, like there are a lot of scientific principles which leave you with far more questions than answers. Mm. Yeah. And there's only so much. Like, you know, that I really believe in that saying, you know, like truth is stranger than fiction. Like there's there's far more that we don't know than there is things that we know, and mm. and, and and I think that there will be always because mm. I think there is almost like so much mystery. There to is the world. there is far mm. more the human brain can't comprehend even like one percent of like of all truth. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it's like we're obviously I think it's really good that as humankind we're trying to explain as much as possible and figure out as much as possible. But regardless, if we figure out a million times more about science than we do right now, there'll still be a billion times more we don't know. You know. Yeah. So I think you know it's, that's you know, and I think it's cool. I think when you come once you come to that realization, it, it, it opens yourself up to be extremely open minded about things. Yeah. And as I said, I think it's good to have a healthy skepticism and to question things. And I think sometimes you can even tell it's making people un- uncomfortable. But as long as you're doing it in a respectful yeah, way, yeah, and I do, mm. and I know I. I never preach to people. You get that sometimes with certain religions. They'll preach to you like, mm. you must believe in Jesus. So you must believe. And I, I never preach to people. Or almost in extreme like, examples, like believe. you should be punished if you don't. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Like you'll be punished. And I'm like, if you believe in it, then great. And I believe. Saying, yeah. I believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah. That's tenacious D shout out. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm just always respectful. And, you know, I never push it onto people. If they want to have a reading with me, then they come to me. Yeah. I advertise on my site and everything like that, but that is me just advertising it. I don't go, you must have a reading. I would never DM no. someone and go, look, yeah, so-and-so's yeah, come yeah. through. I don't care. I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. if you want to come and see me, come and see like me. Like spamming or yeah, yeah, don't. And that's also selling. to do with spirit as well. If they want to see you, they'll make it happen. Mm. That is not my job to go out and push my cards on people in the street. Yeah. I would never do that ever. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing being able to like start from word of mouth and so naturally it gives you like, it's great you don't have to do that. And I was getting this thing of like, 
um, you know, when you like follow your heart with something, it is going to work out. And, you know, creating a business out of those models rather than having to like have all this marketing and like, you know, just trusting in the gift, trusting in what your principles are and trusting that what will come to you to you is meant to come to yeah. you and mm. it's it, i think it's amazing i wish i wish all business was like that really, like you know talk, talk, talking mm. of business essentially i just checked opened up my notes because there were a couple of things because i know what i'm like i thought <laughs> I, i've made a couple of notes over the last like week to things to ask you i thought it'd be interesting like um and as i said i don't expect you to know necessarily yeah. any of these answers i'm just interested or your opinions all right it's like do you do you think like certain people in in power or yeah. institutions perform like rituals to try and solidify or get into power oh good question (laughs) yeah they can do yeah 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 so you think that that is like a thing yeah that is a thing yeah um you see it a lot um yeah look there's a lot of people that have been in power in the world like over the years and stuff like that and they've you know dabbled the Mm. things to get where they are and what Um, do you think they're exactly like invoking like when that's happening like what's going on always something really bad it can be something good it's usually wealth a lot of the time you know they're invoking you know spirit to get them Mm. higher up quicker right it's quick the quickness of it like some people don't want want to wait around for years and years and years to get where they are so they'll use outside forces to do that which can be spiritual or demonic right so that's why a lot of powerful people sometimes use psychics so (laughs) one one thing i thought i'd ask you about because the stories interested me for a long time um partly because of the yeah, just it's a really interesting story, partly because um, obviously one of my first loves is music, and I, I know it was you as well. Do you know about Robert Johnson? No. So um, Robert Johnson um, is blues sort of, man. Sort of is one of the best blues player of all time. But one of the things that's interesting about Robert Johnson is apparently he was awful. So <laughs> he was like, um, I think he lived in Tennessee, um, might have been Texas, but anyway, uh, he apparently he was like awful, awful player, singer, songwriter, like you know, would be like literally almost like booed off stage. Um, and he disappeared for a year. Yeah. And this is this is all 100% true. Mm. And he disappeared for like a year and he came back. And mm. when he came back, he was like the best blues player yeah. ever. So he like was an amazing guitar player, amazing singer and amazing songwriter. Um, and he wrote several songs like uh, Crossroad Blues, um, Sold My Soul to the Devil, things like that. And it were like, like sad songs almost about how he done like, yeah. Done, done like dodgy packs, essentially. Yeah. Whoa. And, and, and the sort of, the, the story arose that um, there was this uh, crossroads. I don't know I don't know if this has any credence, but I guess the idea is, from what I'm aware, is that some, I don't know if you call them like tweens or, mm. or like some areas where, where paths cross over have like charged energy. Yeah, they do, yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And he, um, he he sold his soul to the crossroads demon. That's what yeah. he basically said. So he, he, he buried something at the crossroads that made obviously this this thing it invoked this thing and then he basically traded his soul to be the best blues player of all time mm-hmm. and you can and what's creepy as well there's almost like something a little bit off about him like you can see black and white pictures of him and you can listen as I said listen to his music it's really interesting if you listen to like crossroad blues and stuff it's obviously mm-hmm. fascinating to listen to almost as like a case study almost yeah. like a case study mm-hmm. into like a man's journey or like a, a potentially like paranormal man, a, a, a man's journey into the paranormal or of doing something really you know, crazy to try and attain, like, you know, uh, you know, just be such an amazing musician or something. But even he looks a little bit creepy, like, in his pictures. <laughs> you know, but you can tell there's almost like, there's almost like, a, 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 not a, a level of, of regret. Them, is there? There's like, there's like probably about five pictures. I'll get, I'll pictures, get up some pictures for people. They're, they're freaky. Okay, so if people um, look on YouTube or, or Spotify, we obviously put it out. Oh, we won't be format. able to because oh, all four cameras oh, are right. into this now. Can, well, I, can I stop for two seconds? Yeah. 
and go to the next. Yeah, okay, yeah. go ahead. We'll just well, chat amongst ourselves. Take a break. Yeah, yeah, no worries. No worries, Chief. Yeah, so, Robert Johnson. I said, I always thought that was a really... <laughs> so, so, Robert, Robert Johnson. Johnson. Robert Penis. Um, <laughs> big Barbie penis. Um, I always uh, thought that was... Uh, no disrespect, Robert Johnson. While you are burning in the blazing infernos of hell. <laughs> no, I hope not. Obviously, I, I sincerely hope not. But, um, yeah, like, what do you think about, like, sort of, like, that story? Um, yeah, and things like that. Like, just in general. Yeah, like definitely true <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. you think that's very much like something that could be done Whoa. yeah like you get it with like you know things like the masons and stuff like that too where right. they do rituals and sure. then they go up the ladder and all of that like it is to get things done quicker and and you you can kind of do it with spirit a little bit like with like with the manifesting that i was on mm. about earlier mm. i do like the light version where some people will like yeah go to a crossroads of like because the crossroad thing as well they used to do that in the old days. So if you like killed yourself or they often would have things like um, yeah. Iron Maidens and stuff. At yeah, crossroads, so you'd they? be buried underneath the crossroads. Mm. So that's well, witchy people love it. So what's the what's the point of doing that? What's the idea behind that? Because it again, it's that limbo thing. So okay. yeah, so you're not allowed to go to the other side. So you won't right. be picked up. So okay. if you're in the middle of the road in the crossroads, you won't be picked up. So your energy's there pulsating. So some people go towards it and do. All so it's almost. And, do you see it almost as like? Um, so it's it it's uh, it can stop people from moving on to the other side, but it can also be used as like a maybe like a portal, like a, a way of entry for maybe some other yeah. like entities things yeah. like that. So that's so why that's like someone do. like Robert Johnson would go to the yeah. crossroads specifically. Yeah, makes Dang. me almost like wonder like what that guy's story was. Like, how did he even find that out? Yeah, is that you know is I mean? it the case with any crossroads that you come yeah, across? Yeah, it can be. Yeah, um, and it, we got them here in Somerset. Um, well, we're near the Quantocks. Mm. There's a few there. One of my relatives was buried there because she done that oh, to yeah, herself sorry. and she was put there. Um, and my mum always says, oh, you should go and try and dig it up. And I was like, I'm not going to dig a body <laughs> up in the middle of the crossroads. Just there, yeah, I'm yeah. driving past, like on the way home after it's a hike like, and Claire's yeah, just there. It's like, yeah, um, I don't think necessarily for me they're bad at all, to be to be fair, because every time I've driven past or gone around them, they seem quite peaceful. What, the crossroads? Yeah. Which cross- where, where are you on about in the concert? Oh, God, where is it? Um, sorry to put you between, on the spot. Like roughly? Can you say like roughly? Yes, Baxton Way, there's one. Right. Um, oh, yeah, can... I know. Do you know like as uh, as you're like the Minehead Road and then you get, there's the Cottage Pub. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's that pub on the right there and you go left um, down there and you go forward and you come to a crossroads and you yeah. can go over to go to um uh, to like uh, Ramscombe and stuff. Yeah. Or you oh, go it's left there. To yeah. Oh, it's there. That's a crossroads. That's the crossroads. There's oh, probably yeah. a load of dead bodies uh. under there. So it's mm, <laughs> interesting. That's Whoa. what they say. And I've got like the records and stuff that she was actually put there. They wouldn't bury her in the church. I know um, that it's obviously Dead Woman's Ditches up by there as well, isn't it? It's not, not very mm. far at all, is it? Yeah. I mean, it's probably like half a kilometre from there or mm. something. And uh, and um, I, I know people obviously had some some pretty crazy supernatural experiences around there, yeah. including my parents. One of my, my dad's best friend, Andy Lauder, he lived in Crocombe. And it's really weird. So it was quite common for them to do the trip sort of like from Crocombe, like back more like towards Wemden Way and where my dad lived. And um, obviously they made the trip like a thousand times and, most, you know, 999 times it was like mm. absolutely normal. Yeah. But then, yeah, like one time they were going up and it's funny, apparently my mum and dad didn't talk to each other about it at the time. But uh, my mum said that she just had this like feeling of like insane terror, like wash over her, unbeknownst to her, like my dad did as well. And my dad said he also felt this, the the feeling that something was pulling the steering wheel like really hard to the right to try and make him crash the car. 
Now, my dad was like a really big bloke, rugby player and stuff, like uh, like a lot stronger than the average person. So like he said that he managed to just about keep it, um, you know, level. But he said he had to put like all of his strength into it. Whoa. Um, and it, he was like feeling like insane terror as well. And my mum said that she didn't even say anything, but she actually like locked the, obviously this is like manual car. So you had to like have like a physical lock. So she even like put the little lock down because she said she was just feeling so afraid. And apparently as they came up the Crocom Hill and then started coming down the other side, more towards um, Stowey, over Stowey, um, yeah, suddenly um, my mum my mom was like, oh, I'm, no, oh, sorry, I think my dad was, was like, oh, I'm so glad uh, oh, we've we passed there. And my mum said, like, why? And he was like, because I I just freaking, for some reason, felt like terrified when I was like coming up Crocom Hill and like felt this, this um, something pulling the steering wheel. My mum was like, oh, my God, like, I was like feeling in like mm-hmm. the most like insane terror as well. So I thought that was like quite interesting. Like, uh, mm. I wonder what was sort of like going on there. Like, yeah. do you have any sort of theories about that? Like, well, ma- I've got a connection to that. Actually, a little secret. Mm. So I'm a descent, well related yeah. to. I think it's John Wolfert. So the guy um, that killed. That's was well, why people called it Dead Woman's Ditch. Mm-hmm. He was the one that killed the lady um, that was there, and he was put on the gibbet there. So yeah, up on the yes, top. Yes. That's why he called Wolfer Cross. Right. It's my ancestral monument. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, he's like one of my great 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 uncles or something like that. The, the man that killed the, the yeah, dead woman the lady. of dead yeah, woman's Yeah, that is my relative. They got the handcuffs at <laughs> the museum in Bridgewater and me and so Josh were cool. looking at them and, and the guy was like, oh yeah, that's John, like, you know, him, he done that. And I was like, yeah, I know, I'm related to him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, that's my relative. Whoa. But they're all mystical and that on that side of the family, like yeah. on my dad's side, like they were all into kind of, not like, you know, satanic rituals or anything like that, but like, you know, like gypsy magic and fortune right. telling and psychic things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I always find it funny whenever we go near that area, I'm like, always like wave. I'm like, I mean, as I said, like there? obviously, you know, there's a level of guesswork I imagine yeah. like, what what do you what can you like theorize that you think was going on that night that wouldn't usually that wasn't going on all the other times that they were going over at Crocombe Hill like, it what? might just be that they hit it again at the wrong time so it could be as they were passing through um like sometimes spirits get distracted by the thing so you, you know someone there could have been with somebody else or me or whatever that day and then at that point it was mm. probably there and then thinking I'm gonna play them up right I'm mm. gonna play this person I won't I won't kill them but I'll play them up so yeah, mm. they'll hold this. That's what spirits do sometimes. They'll cheekily do things like hold the steering wheel and pull it, or like try and people like push people down the stairs is a big thing that I get all the time in readings. Yeah. It's yeah. it's funny because I know I know, I for, for I heard my dad tell that story. My mum and dad tell that story when I was like um, like fairly young, and and for a long time that was a unique story in terms of my old man saying about pulling the steering wheel. But actually, it was only about a year or two ago I was reading a story, um, reading, not so much a story. Well, I guess it is a story. Um, it, it, have you ever heard of the Hairy Hands of Dartmoor? Mm. No, I haven't. There's a spirit apparently in Dartmoor, yeah. and people call it the Hairy Hands of Dartmoor. And people, it's, it went through, I think it was like, I don't know what this is. It's like, it seems to go through almost like stages. But I went through a stage of, I think, about 20 years where it was like fairly common if you were driving at night on Dartmoor on this certain road that people would say that they physically saw hairy hands but like not attached to a body appear on their steering wheel and then try and make them veer off the road and a lot of people crashed their cars some people even died and some people like you know didn't crash but managed to resist some of the people that did crash were obviously like yeah man i was like freaking i couldn't i was actually these hairy hands appeared pulled the car off the road and i freaking crashed and they're like cars like totaled or they were like in hospital and stuff and they were like yeah Mm. it's called the hairy hands of dartmoor i thought Mm -hmm. it was always thought it was interesting but i thought obviously as soon as i read that i was like 
That's pretty much what my old man said. He didn't say that anything physically appeared, but it was the same in terms of like turning yeah. the, yeah, the energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah. feel their energy quite like what you're saying about the bruising and the pinching mm. and that is similar. Quite thing. malicious though, yeah. isn't it? To try and make you crush a car. Yeah, yeah, they they can do that. Yeah, a lot for people. Yeah, and naughty. Push that, yeah. The way the way you said um, <laughs> very naughty, mate. very naughty. <laughs> the way you said that they almost like the the spirit maybe in your theory of it would have been um that it wasn't actually trying to kill yeah that day do you think that they're almost the spirit would have been strong enough that if it wanted to it could have fully swerved yeah, the car it could have it done it a little bit more and, and probably done it um but it depends yeah like so if it was like a murderous spirit then you know yeah probably would have done that if it was a good spirit then no they would have been told off and told no Stop being right. naughty. Yeah, yeah. Stop being naughty. You're not allowed to do that. Um, it's a bit like when yeah. you, it's a bit like when you prank your mate. You don't actually really want to hurt him. It's just funny to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, you know, it could have just been that. It could have just been like a prank type thing. Yeah, and scared the hell out of your dad. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. But I remember that. Like really, like stuck with them to this day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, you, you know when like you can tell when someone's recounting a story that they're a bit like, man, it's like mm. it was like a heavy experience at the time. Yeah. Mm. You, you do know. get them. Especially because I think, I think I did take them like through them a little bit because they had made the journey so often and obviously usually it was just mm. like a real nice chill journey like yeah. right across, across the Quantox and it's always in the back of my mind a little bit when I'm going up Crocombe Hill because I live nearby like in Stagirsi so I like, you know, do make that drive like fairly regularly, you mm. know, like, but yeah, it's always in the back of my mind. But, um, but um, yeah, so like, I suppose we've got to go back a little bit. So when you started, uh, when you started doing your, your tarot cards, actually no, are we are we pretty much up to date now? Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty much up to date. Right, okay, so now I guess it's more just like general questions. Listing them off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I said to you earlier on, um, I know that Drew's got a couple of um, little stories as well. Um, so, you know, I said earlier on that I've like, uh, experienced like sleep paralysis a couple of times. Mm. Um, and obviously that can technically be explained by science. There is apparently yeah. something that goes on. So the idea for people that don't know is... Um, is there's this weird thing that happens sometimes and apparently like we take it for granted but obviously the process of falling asleep and waking up is apparently very very complicated like neurological uh neurologically and chemically in your body yeah 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 it's a very Mm. like process very Mm. complicated neurological process um and one thing's one of the things that makes us dream is when we're asleep our brain is flooded with the chemical dmt and people might have heard of DMT from things like ayahuasca and stuff, but our brain secretes DMT. Mm. So you could actually never mm. fail a drug test if you didn't take in DMT. A little hint for anybody that wants to get high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, apparently one of the things that can happen is, and I've, I've heard it a little bit like the analogy of like when you your computer suddenly needs to reboot or something. Like every now and again, and for some people it's more, more common than others, apparently like in the process of waking up, your brain suddenly like there's like an error. Mm. So you're almost like your brain's stuck somewhere between being awake and being asleep. Well, your um, consciousness is there, but your body so doesn't wake up. your eyes are yeah. open, mm. but your body, and a lot of people don't realise this, um, and I think we don't necessarily think it's the case because we do toss and turn a little bit in the night, but we actually wake up ever so slightly to toss and turn. That's why usually if you feel like you've had a very good sleep, if you wake up and you're probably in the same position when you, went, you, you fell asleep in, you mm. probably feel like you've had a very good sleep. That's mm. because you've been... That's because when you fall asleep, your body actually... Te- like slightly paralyzes you mm. for safety reasons. It's a leftover thing of oh, when wow. our, I didn't so it's a leftover that. thing of when we lived in trees. Because yeah. if you were moving around when you were asleep, as you were an ape in a tree, you would fall out and die or yeah. break bones. So we've still got that. Um, so yeah, I, I woke up and I was like paralyzed. And I guess the scientific explanation is my brain was being flooded with DMT, so I was having hallucin- hallucinations. But I guess what science doesn't explain is. Um, 
people that suffer from sleep paralysis, and I've heard that some people suffer from it every day. Mm. I was gonna. This is what I wanted to add. Since we spoke about it mm. ages ago on the pod, mm. ages ago, uh, my ex girlfriend at the time. I remember speaking to her loads about mm. it when we were talking about it because I mm. found it really interesting. I remember you telling me that you did, yeah. A week or so after, it may have even been that week, she yeah. got it for the first ever time. Wow. Got it again the week after. Wow. And I think there was sort of a period where she didn't have it or something, but she was saying the other day, because we all came, everyone's back from uni, came to my house, right. and she was saying she gets it all the time now. Serious? All the time. Yeah, yeah, so... It's it's, one thing that's really interesting, and I don't know exactly what she told you about her personal experiences, Paul mm. and cool, but... Um, we even get the term nightmare apparently from sleep paralysis. Mm. So you, so the the term nightmare, which obviously we just take for granted, it's just like a word in our vocabulary. So you, it, it came originally from you'd be you'd be visited by the nightmare, like mm-hmm. the mayor of the night. So it's really mm. common for people often to experience what they would describe as almost like a decrepit, stereotypical like evil, evil witchy looking woman. Mm-hmm. That's where Mare comes from. Either that or almost what people would often describe as like a devilish looking character. That's the one that she, that now, she gets. Yeah. Apparently. And apparently there's another one. Whoa. There's one other common one. The inspector. Yes. That one, right? Yeah. Where people often say they almost like see somebody that's almost like in like a, in almost like an inspector gadget. You know, you mm, think of that, that inspector gadget, mental. like a long cream coat mm. and like a cream hat. Like you'd almost think mm. like a 1980s detective. Like, yeah. And it's these three entities, and it's and, and with me the first time it was that hag, it was that Whoa. nightmare sort of thing, mm. both equally terrifying I would say. If I you know, and the second one it was more like a demonic entity mm. again. It was like it was like a humanoid, different looking than my poo demon story. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I, I said the first one I almost and I said I don't know if it's my memory's corrupted, but the first one as I said it almost looked almost like what I imagine like Sauron. You know what Sauron mm. looked a little bit mm. like an ordering's movies, whereas the second one looked a bit more like a stereotypical like devil or demon it was like it was like more humanoid in terms of like it looked like a the the outline of a human but i could see horns Whoa. yeah that's yeah. crazy Have, yeah. when you um had sleep paralysis as well did you um feel any like vibrations in your body i was trying to move and i could feel myself trying to move i i cuz if you were bound, I, i've only had it twice yeah. and each time it happened to me like and which i've read is a common as well mm. i didn't see anything as in any any entities or anything like that but I had like the most intense vibrations throughout my body. Like my body was literally going like that. I, I was making, like, I was and, making and it, but it was, it was sketchy. Mm. It was sketchy. So, so, so my body was doing that. And the, and I remember the only way I could get out of it, I, I got out of it pretty, pretty like quickly, like mm. and stuff was by like clenching my fists and imagining mm. my fists clenching. And then all of a sudden they did clench. And then I was mm. helpless. So I, I was, I was trying to regain control and trying to wake myself up. Um, I remember the first time more clearly, which is weird because obviously it was, it was longer that ago. That was at your nan's house. Yeah, it? it was at my yeah. grandparents' house in Wemden. I was on their sofa and I was probably 17 years old. Um, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, really hot and sweating, um, but like unnaturally so. Started getting freaked out that I couldn't move, and then noticed that in like the corner of my eye. So I like obviously I could move my eyes, but I couldn't move anything mm. else. It looked like what I could make out was like this almost like old haggish That's shape. That's horrifying. It almost like, almost like in like a. I can remember what she was doing. It was almost it was almost like wearing like an old white nighty or something. Like yeah. you know, like a what like a woman would wear to bed in like the twenty something. But didn't but like, your dad used to get pulled out of the bed by like someone in like a like yeah, an old says, lady uh, in upstairs in the same house. <laughs> that is yeah. so weird. But um, but um, yeah. So I saw her in the corner of my eye, and it was like she was like slowly creeping towards me. Oh. Like, Really, like really no. super slowly no. and I could see it and obviously I was getting more and more and more terrified and more and more flustered like that she was getting closer and I was sweating more and more 
And I remember, like, I was, like, shaking, but it was where I was trying to move, but I couldn't mm. move. So I could sort of clench my fists, and I was trying to lift my arms, obviously, to just, like, move my body, but I just flat out couldn't. And I felt this immense pressure pushing down on my chest. Mm. And I... and it. How close did she get? I think she got fairly close. And then I don't know if I almost, like, passed out from, like, exhaustion or just, like, it was all just... The moment was just too much for me or if I just passed out or what. Like, my brain suddenly just managed to correct what was mm. going on. But then I, it was almost just, like, I just passed out and then woke up and was, like... But I was, like, I was, like, fuck. Mm. I remember... Mm. No, no, seriously. Like, mm. when I woke up, I was, like... Did you wake up long after that? I think I woke up, like, very early morning. So, mm. I, the thing is, I have no idea what time it was when I woke up. The thing is... It would in those days. I I doubt I even got in until like at least two, three. Mm. So maybe I woke up at like half four. Like it was like it was probably about to get light, but I knew it, it wasn't light when I woke up. It was still like pitch black. But I could have only been asleep for like twenty minutes. Mm. Yeah, because when I woke up, it was like the sun was coming up. I remember that. I remember well. I was up before my grandma comes down, and my grandma's the sort of person that wakes up at like six thirty every day, mm. naturally. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it was early, and I remember I was like sitting there. When my grandma came in, I was just sat on the sofa and I was like, man, I've been like through like an ordeal, man. Yeah, I had like, yeah, I had, like yeah. PTSD. Mm. I was like, man, that was like... Uh, PTSD dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, at the time, I was like, that is... I was like, that's, that's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. I remember with Kara's one. I, I, can only, I can only remember one of her experiences, she told me. Yeah. But it was... I, I think it may have been the first time she ever had it. Yeah. And she said she sort of woke up and it was, you know, pitch black dark. Mm. And she thought that I had came into her house and was like pressing down on her chest. Mm. And she thought that... Apparently yeah. that's a common thing that people feel. Pressure yeah. on the chest. Yeah, exactly. Apparently she gets that like a lot as the pressure on the chest whenever she gets it. But this first time she thought it was me and I just like mm. turned up and whatever sat on her chest or was pushing down on her chest. But she came to the realisation that whatever was there was not me and was rather like a demon that was like sat there. And she said she couldn't really, I, I guess, similar to the way that you said with Poo Demon. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't quite make it out, but it was more of like a shadowy kind of figure, but you right. could kind of get the spikes and the, yeah. the demonness of it. But it communicated to her. And that was the bit that I always found extra terrifying was that it so was like. So what did it communicate? So it was like almost mocking her really? and like saying that her family was like in danger and stuff, like laughing at her. Whoa. And I remember when she said that, I was like, that's crazy and I almost imagine it in this like deep demonic voice cackling at you so, sat on so, your chest horrible so Claire like, what, what, what do you make of that like what do you make of a that a lot of people um, could call that a spiritual awakening right mm. Um, mm. so you're being awakened to spirit or to like demonic behaviour like a lot of people um, sometimes if they get really down and stuff like that they'll get things like that where they'll say I'm gonna like your family or something right. bad's gonna happen to them mm. and then they'll get deeper and deeper and deeper but there's um a lady in america i can't remember her name now but she's a demon cleaner and she <laughs> did and she deals with people like that right so if they have things like that she right. will go in and you have to lie on a table and she'll release it and she can tell you exactly what's been happening without you even saying anything and it's wow. insane so she'll know exactly what demon it is where it's come from and she said, yeah, it'll make you have like sleep paralysis. It will make you have like nightmares or push down your chest, like mm. all things like that. And she'll get like, get rid of it for you. So yeah, it yeah. can interrupt sleep for a lot of people that are not open. Yeah. Um, more so than in your normal everyday life. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting with mine. The first, the first one, the hag, like that didn't, I can't remember that any like communication. It was more just the feeling of dread as she was slowly yeah. creeping towards me. Um, 
Uh, but the second one, I did get some communication from that. Mm. That Whoa. one was taunting me, saying that yeah. like, um, and it was, and what it was saying was, um, it was saying that um, I think I'm in control because I'm, I'm I'm aware that I'm physically strong in the in the real world. But it was basically saying like you have no power here. Yeah. And, it, and it was basically saying like, I, like you can't do anything in this moment. Like I'm in complete control of you. Yeah. And, that's that, why, yeah, and that I was that know. was obviously very disconcerting to me. It's crazy that it's that same like feeling of the the, the demon one once again, yeah. but it's like taunting you. Yeah. That also, that was also that was Christmas Eve, so that sucks. Oh Christmas mm. Eve. Yeah, I woke up on Christmas Mate, Day. That was imagine, Krampus. I was like, I was that's like, all that was. I was really tired, obviously, as you can imagine, because that was not a relaxing sleep. <laughs> and yeah, Krampus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was just like really like just almost like a bit traumatized for the until about like well. Especially up until about midday, do you know what I mean? Mm. But like, yeah. not, obviously, not exactly like fine after <laughs> that either. But yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. So you would say that. So you, some people would call that a spiritual awakening. Yeah, it can be. Like some people think, oh, it's an amazing like butterflies and flowers, like spiritually, you know. But it isn't always for some people. It can be dread, doom, and gloom. And like, when you, you say know. like awakening, like what? So what do you even mean? Yeah, it by just that? means you're more open. So it can mean you're. So that's your, like a catalyst for something. Yeah, something else. Um, usually as well, I like I say to people because some people, or clients of mine, will come to me. They've had that or bad dreams mm. and think, "Is he? Are these bad things going to happen to me?" And I'm like, "Oh no, not you. It'd be for them over there." So sometimes you can be very predictory. Like you predict right. things um, for other people through that as well. So sometimes people might notice something go wrong for someone else a couple of days or weeks down the line. Right. Mm. That type. Do you know of thing. what? Um... This is just like quite interesting. Obviously, this is just a complete theory of mine. But um, the second time I was in bed with my then girlfriend and I even was thinking the other day, actually, about how, um, I don't know, I sort of feel a bit bad for her in a way. I feel like she's like, I feel like things probably aren't going great for her in her life. Um, But also, if I'm being honest, I feel like um, she's brought a lot of it on herself. And... I just made me think, and obviously this is a complete theory. Maybe it had nothing to do with her, but maybe it was maybe it was actually more to do with her than me. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just made me be. think of because what you were saying. You it know? can be like it's every the thing when things go wrong, you always blame yourself first. Like when it's mm. to do with like bad spirits, whatever. And I like, mm. no, actually, sometimes it's to do with other people. It's not always to do with you, like bad dreams. It's like mm. sometimes I'll have dreams about death and things like that, and it's always for somebody else. Mm. Or if there's anything negative coming up, or if someone's lying to me in a dream. It's for someone else, mm-hmm. and you hear news about it later on. It mm. isn't always about the person um, right. that's, or they could be. That's bringing interesting. In that's really yeah. interesting. Mm. Oh, <laughs> maybe, I, 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 maybe it was a bad sign that Cara's demon was originally me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was actually like coming from me somehow. Yeah. Mate, mm. mate, that's Watch pretty. Out. Mate, mate Watch hope, out. hope not, Bullwinkle. That's dark. Poor baby blues over maybe, it. Maybe she's the demon. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I've got one thing more I want to tell Claire, and then I'll open up the forum. <laughs> yeah. right. Right, this, this is, this is, I always thought this was a pretty crazy story, Claire. I don't know what you'll make of this. But when um, my parents, my parents moved, obviously, with me and my brother at the time, to West Huntsville, where they live now, when I was uh, in eight, 1998. And um, it was one of the first years that we were living there. I had a really bad nightmare one night. And the nightmare, though, it was in my house. So it wasn't like, it wasn't too fanciful, other than the fact that it was like a horror movie. But it was like, I was in my house. And in my dream, it was like the the outside light, you know, obviously like a sensor light that comes on if it detects something. It was like that had come on outside the front of my parents' house. And it was like I was in my parents' house and all the doors were locked and it was dark inside the house. But I was very much aware that there was something outside the house that wanted to come in. And in my nightmare, um, there was like a reptilian-looking humanoid that looked pretty terrifying 
that was almost like pacing up and down outside my parents' house, almost like grinning at me in almost like a quite a Darth Maulish oh. type way. Um, like you know, and obviously it was very terrifying. Fuck and, that dream, man! And it was like, and it was like it wanted to, yeah, it was like it wanted to come in, and I and I don't feel like it could have came in. Or maybe it was like taunting me. Maybe oh. like it could have come in, but it was almost like the the, the, the the thrill of like when am I gonna or whatever was more of a. I don't know, but it felt like in the dream. Like I was terrified in the dream, but there was some sort of level of safety that I was mm. in the house, mm. and it was obviously outside the house. And there was nothing really that happened in the dream other than that, which was this horrible nightmare. Watching this reptilian-looking humanoid, like reptilian demony looking thing, just like pacing back and forth outside the front of my house, like grinning at me. Oh. And then that was it, and I woke up. Horrible and obviously nightmare always stuck with me. Never, never, really, never really thought. I didn't think more of it for years. Bear in mind, this happened when I was about eight, nine, maybe ten, right? And then about five years ago, right? Um, my mum experiences night terrors. Yeah. And there's definitely something a bit weird about my mum, and I mean that mm-hmm. lovingly, but she's that she's a very unique human being. Um and. She used to read tarot cards and stuff when she was younger. But yeah, again, like a bit like what you were saying, like I didn't even know that she did mm. until I was like mm. a grown up. She doesn't talk about herself. Yeah. My Uncle Dom doesn't either. Mm. Very private people. You have to like pry information from them. Whereas, you know, some people are like, it's all about me. Like, I'm going to yeah. tell everyone my life story. <laughs> They're like the opposite, man. Like, I'm like their son and like nephew. And I'll find out like things that are like pretty big deal about both. And I'm like, they've never told me, you know? But I find it very intriguing about them both. But anyway, my mum had this like, uh, my mum suffers from night terrors. Um, she had this really bad night terror about five years ago. And then I think it was like, you know, my dad in passing said to me, like, oh, yeah, your mother scared the crap out of me the other night. Mm-hmm. Oh, she woke me up. I was like, fuck it. I thought that somebody was like breaking into the house or anything. She's like screaming at the top of her lungs. Anyway, like finally calmed her down enough to like talk. And she said that this like reptilian demon thing like came out from under the bed and started like crawling up <laughs> onto the bed. And that's obviously like, but she swore down that it happened and that it wasn't a dream. Mm. So obviously me and my dad were like, obviously it was a dream, like calm down, calm down. Obviously it was a nightmare. But she was like, no, no, it happened. And then it's like, she told me and it took me a couple of minutes and then it was almost like, because I asked her exactly what it looked like and then I got this really weird chilling realisation when she was explaining to me in more detail, I was like, she was explaining the thing that I saw in a dream when I was like eight, nine. <laughs> so, and that, and you know, like most of the time, like, I'm, I'm like a pretty calm person in terms of like, nothing really like shocks me. Like blood doesn't bother me. Violence doesn't bother me. Like I can, I can mentally handle a lot. Um, but man, that, yeah, that sent a bit of a chill down my spine. Cause it was like this moment of realization where I was like connecting the dots and suddenly it made my nightmare feel a lot more real. Yeah. And obviously a lot more chilling. And obviously led credence a little bit to the fact that my mum was trying to say, like, no, this wasn't like a normal nightmare. I felt like it actually happened. So, yeah, yeah that's pretty. I do, yeah, because I get night terrors as well. Like, I think we talked about it before, like, mm. like your mum. And it is real. Mm. Like, I don't know, like, some sometimes you get things like that and you think, all right, that is a dream. Like, that mm. is real. But then dreams for me are really important as a psychic because I predict things through my dreams as well. Mm. So to me, dreams just aren't just some random thing you randomly get. Mm. It is stuff that's actually going on. So it's funny that you and your mum both connected to the mm. same thing. So it was outside for you, mm. but maybe your mum's more in tune and it's in, so it was inside for her. 
Mm. So it's come closer. That's crazy. It's not really like much of a blessing, isn't it? Like, like, yay for you, you're more in tune. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just outside, it's on your bed. Oh, or it's yeah. under the bed. Oh, <laughs> Coming out into the this getting closer too. Oh. I know, yeah. Yeah, she said that like the moment... passing year, another step. She said that the moment that she screamed and then my dad obviously like shot up, then it was like it like disappeared into thin air, but up until that point it was like crawling up the bed, like almost like towards her head. <laughs> and next up on your dad's face, it'll be yeah, on your dad's face. Like, yeah, yeah. Get away from it. But, um, Turn to yeah, your right. It does happen. Yeah, it, it does happen. So, so your mum was like still awake as she was screaming, but it was only when your dad woke up that Yeah, it she went. swears down that it wasn't like a nightmare, essentially. She yeah, says that, that she was sitting happened. up in bed, and when your dad woke up, she was sitting yeah, like, up she, in bed. Like, she, yeah, like, she, like, so to her, it was like, you know, you're you're in your room, lying down in bed, it's dark, and then you suddenly notice something, and then you, she realised this thing was crawling out from under the bed and then oh, crawling onto the bed. Man. Almost like in this weird way, like, terrifying. almost like in a lizard Yeah, that's way. disgusting. Yeah, it's a horror. It's, it's horror. <laughs> that <laughs> is disgusting. It's horrific. To my mum, it's like become like a normal part of her life because she gets ner- night terrors quite often. Like, yeah. so yeah. Like, yeah. But like my old, like, like Josh, that, yeah. my old man's always like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, Josh is like that. Josh actually has a go at me, like, oh, did you have to do it? It's like, it's oh, like yeah. Got, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, excuse me, I got work in the morning. Yeah, like, so I woke him up the other night yeah. with that. Like, yeah. woke up and I felt someone over me. And yeah, he was just like, oh, for God's sake. Mm. But it's, it's quite, like, usually sometimes I'll just keep it a mental note in my head and then I'll read someone like, that's for them. Right for that person, so it does tally up, and you'll and you'll speak about them like, have I got that right? And like, mm. yeah, that's my dad. I'm like, yeah, he was just over my bed last night, mm. like creeping around. <laughs> like, in terms of like some like some of these entities looking like a little bit weird. So like, just take that one for example, like a bit more of like a weird reptilian humanoid. Like, yeah. what the hell is that all about? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it could just be a literal your general bad spirit, but it your subconscious is making it look like. A demonic thing or they're doing it right mm-hmm. to make him look more scary than they actually are so they're so, trying to feed off your fear yeah and also like a lot of people say to me i'll say to them well you've got spirits outside your house which is fine that's safe so the dream you had that's mm. a safe dream it's outside I didn't the door open the door or, yeah. or it didn't come in so. yeah so you're probably dreaming well it is outside it's okay but then afterwards someone's obviously let it in <laughs> so then it's under your mum's bed you probably did a Ouija board in my house yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> so they pursued, probably had the dream to say I'm here now I'm inside your house ha 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 I like, actually remember doing one oh. in the porch of your house that's what I'm, yeah, I know you, I you as well. let us do it in the house that's and we did it in the porch yeah because I remember do you remember, it, was my, it was my mum I think that wouldn't let you guys do it yeah. I think she'd say like you can do it in the porch with the door open yeah so that maybe, maybe that wasn't it, yeah because obviously my mum knows a lot about it she's, just, she's not she's, she's not quite on your level do you know what I mean so she, maybe that was even a bad idea in itself like mm. doing it with the door open I don't know yeah you but, should have everything shut if you're doing a Ouija board the best place is probably outside the middle of a field yeah I can imagine not doing it in any property no any man's sheds. land yeah no yeah. man's land because yeah you'll bring everything in with that like an open space for it to just yeah. sort of fly away to like yeah yeah but yeah sorry man I know that you wanted to say touch on a couple of stories yeah, just um, just funny ones, really, or yeah. just like interesting things from like when we were talking about like the spiritualist church and yeah. stuff, because I used to go to that as well and have these experiences mm. there and everything. And um, one of them, which I thought was interesting, was um, there was a there, there was a medium that was up on stage and, you know, she would just she would just kind of come to whoever she, she thought and um, was st- like came to me and it was like... And, no one kind of like knew like me well enough there to know what my plans were or anything or what what was happening and stuff in my life. But we were just about to go on to on um on check tour. 
and there's obviously going to be like so much drinking and everything like that yeah and, and um and um yeah they, she she just pointed at me and was like there's this old woman behind you um i think it's your grandmother or great grandmother and she's got some milk and she's just got this milk and she's trying to like pour the milk. Like she's trying to give you the milk right. and she keeps saying, line your stomach, line your stomach, like for oh, where you're going. Right. And I thought that was a really funny one. Yeah. And it was like, a little, of just, of just like, yeah. she was, it was like, are you going somewhere? Are you doing somewhere where you're going to be like doing a lot of drinking that? And it was literally that weekend we were going to like so check to And I thought that was like quite a funny one. And the other one, my only like uh, foray into mediumship at all uh at the church because you could basically if you wanted to get more into it you could you could like partake in Mm. in, and do things as well so went up on stage with norman and like you know he's saying you know just drop in just feel just look around look around the whole room and um and just feel just feel in your body and then when you know when you when you pick up when you know you're on someone you'll know you're on someone um, and, and I couldn't do it. And he was like, point. He's like, use your arm. Just go around your, uh, go around like the room like this with mm. your arm. And then, and then, and, and I did. And I just pointed at this guy and like, I felt, um, I felt like, a, you know, you, you, you play, you, you think something in your head and you're like, is that right? Or is mm. it not? Yeah. And Norman was standing next to me. So he was way more tapped in. Yeah. And like, so I started seeing, I was like, yeah, I think it's like a woman. He's like, yep. Yeah, and he kind of was like, yeah, and then, or like, do you know what I mean? He kind of like he and he sensed that it was his mother, basically. And he took and and I I just said like I feel that just wants to like tell you something. I don't know what it is, but is with you. Um, at like you know in this mm. moment and stuff. And then he took over the reading really, and that that was it. That was it. But it was right. just this thing of like me just pointing at this guy. And I didn't go. Um, I didn't go for a month after that to the to the like church, and then I came back again. And and Norman was like, "Oh, oh I, I I'm I'm glad you're back. Um, it was really beautiful that that read you gave to the, to that guy. He he went home that night and he passed away. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, his mum was actually coming to take him over. And I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> my God! Like, my my yeah, only ever one. like like yeah. thing in doing it, and like I, that was the guy that I picked and stuff. And yeah, and he yeah. died that night. Do like, the Grim Reaper dream. I know. Oh, he wore a black yeah. coat. <laughs> But yeah, it was like it was weird. I didn't like feel anything that, but I just thought it's crazy coincidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Just Mm. (laughs) yeah, you get that sometimes for people with readings where like I'll do them and be like. Can't give you a reading. Mm. I just can't do it. Oh my god! Like it just doesn't feel right. Really. And then you know that something not right with them, or something either extreme. ill, or they'll pass. Or sometimes it can be for a family member. I've had that a few times. Like one woman would not let it go. She said, "You didn't pick up that I'm having a grandchild. Like you didn't pick up I'm having a grandchild." And I thought, Oh man! Oh, you get that. But that's awkward as well. Yeah, isn't it? it is awkward Super as hell. It's most so cringy and awkward when yeah. you do it. Like Sam with like yours. Like afterwards, you're like. Yeah, like, it's, like, it it's good that you get it right, but yeah. it's like really bad that it's so ne- like negative. Oh, like when it comes, so it almost mm. makes you feel like a bit guilty. Yeah, um. like, but it's kind of like spirit won't let you move on to the next thing until you kind of say it. So you just have to kind of be like, I'm just gonna have to do a reading just with the cards now. I just can't even just like, yeah. like I just do it standard. Like, yeah, you might have to sign a contract soon or whatever. Like, just do it really kind of boring. Like, or sometimes spirit will turn their backs. Yeah, that so they turn their backs to you. I'm like, oh my 
God. Like, what the <laughs> hell are you up to? Like, it just usually means they're hiding sake so they're not allowed to know something. Mm. Or again, it's because they're getting ready to collect someone. Um, so yeah, you just got to be kind of like, yeah, everything's fine. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, afterwards, yeah. say, yeah, like I don't like that. I had one a few weeks ago where all the spirits at the backs, this woman, all of them, and I thought, oh my god. But they seemed nice when they came in, mm. and yeah, you see, you get those vibes. And I've had that before where I've like said things, and then later on two members of the family passed away and then Whoa. yeah and, you know stuff like that it's like can be yeah. really crazy but um it's so difficult it's really really difficult mm. not all the time though so that is you nice. come and see me i won't you know i'd be i'd be like wait i'd be like tell me everything like don't, yeah. don't <laughs> oh people are like that though as well mm. yeah. i've had some people that yeah. come to me that have been really unwell and they're like look i've not got that long I want to know what I need to do, when it's going to mm. be. However mm. bad it is, just yeah, lay it um, to me straight. So usually <laughs> we'll, uh, like obviously ultra professional, I'll say, right, it could be more around this time mm. um, when it's going to be and you need to sort this, 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 this and this out. Um, so yeah, you can get those types of things as well. But it's very rare like yeah. that you do get it, but it, you can get it like a couple times a year. <laughs> That's why yeah. I don't go to the spiritualist church and go on podiums because everyone, <laughs> everyone literally at the church mm. will be crying their eyes out and then going, oh my god. It would just be banished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always make people cry. If I do any spiritual groups or anything mm. like that, there's always someone that breaks down. Yeah. Like even if I haven't said anything to them, they're just like, I just feel really It's weird. I always feel like for some people like that, it's almost like they just really can't handle it. It's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Mm. I sometimes think as well my energy can exacerbate Magnify what's going it. on yeah, and they would yeah you just get sometimes people just break down and cry for no reason at all yeah and they'll just say i just felt really like doom and gloom or just really like really sad yeah and i just go need a bit of a release sometimes yeah right <laughs> just, just just to finish up because i'm conscious of the fact that we've been going for almost four hours and i think this four is, hours I, I think this is i think this is, a, I think right. this is i'm pretty sure you've overtaken Record. i'm pretty sure you've overtaken hen and hen and uh and joe from shoot the moon is the longest ever oh panda response <laughs> but just 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 to finish off because this is a, yeah obviously i've always been really interested in in cryptids and obviously you're more in like the otherworldly um specialize in the otherworldly sort of side of the of the supernatural the paranormal but Gotta ask you, like, what are your what are your points of view on supposedly sort of like you know things that are out of this world that are more physical? You know, so obviously there's a long, long like history in folklore all over the world of things like like werewolves, vampires, you know, things that go bump in the night, monsters. Mm. You know, when you see in a lot of um, you know South American, well, and native and North American like native North American folklore, you know, you hear about skinwalkers and mm. wendigos mm. and that, like... Ah, wendigo, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, what What are your what are your thoughts on these sort of things? Do you have any experience on these sort of things? And, you know, just in in general. Well, I am not a believer in that. Really? <laughs> Probably because I've seen so too much already, like, right. so you know the difference between stuff. Um a lot of things we see like that I usually do think are bad spiritual energy that like your thing manifests itself into that face right. or into that entity. So you think you saw like a monster yeah, what but you actually not. saw was it's a, a person. Yeah, right. like I've had that before. Someone did a reading for my mum ages ago. So this woman came through but her face was like just like all disfigured like it looked terrible and it looked like a bit like like lizard-like but it was actually she was making it like that horrific. Um, 
and that's like my belief with stuff like that. Like, so, so she was doing that deliberately to scare you. Yeah, say so like to put the frighteners on. So that's what they do. Like it's a bit like putting on a costume for like Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Um, so you think that in. like it could be like so the origin say of werewolves could be some spirit for some reason made themselves look more bestial. Thought right, I'm gonna give myself almost like a wolfy head. Yeah, and that's that, what that's, I believe. That's, in. that's yeah. something that they could sort of do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and like with vampires and stuff like that, you know, though, you know, kind of lustful and all the rest of it, you get spirits like that, right? Like that can be obsessed with women, um, and be following them all the time and trying to put them under a spell. So mm. I think sometimes that can be where. It and obviously, there still is that whole them. sort of like undead sort of pale thing. Yeah, going on. So yeah, it's yeah. like it does cross over a bit, I guess. But yeah. yeah, but I guess yeah, it's just, it's not something that you can sort of stake in the heart and 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 and, no. and like spell with garlic or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah. thing as well with like the Native American thing and um like sh- and uh, South America um that in the shamanism a lot of it it would they would um like animism so they would uh call upon the energy of the animal mm. and would almost be able to like shapeshift into that animal and like once they've yeah. like connected with the spirit of that yeah. animal they can like take that spirit upon themselves and you hear about like in ayahuasca ceremonies mm. and that like this what like the, they'll look like a jaguar they'll turn into mm. like a jaguar human and they've just got the energy of the jaguar and that, well, that yeah be i think i think um sort of south americans and native americans sort of you know native cultures uh, quite similar to sort of like vikings they were very almost like just simple and descriptive in a lot of ways mm. i mean so mm. if you obviously had like if they thought you had the strength of a bear then they would sort of that would reflect mm. in your name and but that's also very true in like called cool on the energy of the bear. that's also true in like native american mm. you know you see that a lot of folklore so it's almost just like it's very descriptive isn't it mm. you know like you know so and all of the all the um the artwork they're like 30 40 thousand year old mm. artwork a lot of it is oh, what's it called i don't know what it's called but when it's like half man half half like beast and there's like all these drawings on the walls of mm. just like mm. kind of like humanistic is it anthropomorphic yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um of like yeah half animal half humans and some of the earliest cave art is mm. that you know mm. it's crazy pretty crazy do you think that mm. could be that then claire like almost like yeah spirits invoking sort of like yeah like they do shape shift into different things mm. you definitely get that like you know the change of the face mm. Like when people say, for instance, oh, I saw a robin or I saw this, that's mm. coming. It's like, no, they've shapeshifted or they've sent it and then they've they've gone back again. Um, but yeah, it's all very complex. But yeah, not so much, I would say in the physical, it's more spiritual how they're seeing it. Like a lot of people get these like sightings or epiphanies, like they've seen things. Mm. Um, but it is, I always think more spiritual, like as it's coming through. Just to, just to finish then, yeah, because just on the animal note, because I do think it's quite interesting. Um, and I think it's interesting to do these exercises for people just for fun apart from anything else. But like, I do feel like if you stare really intently at somebody for a long time, as long as the person's comfortable with you doing it, because obviously it's going to feel yeah. quite intense if you're the person. It's just like... You can see them more. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can maybe see an animal in them. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know if you know anything about that or like if you... if if. You believe in Definitely that, or, if you're on or, acid or what as you well. think's going on there? <laughs> do you think that's probably more just like your your brain searching for something, or do you think there's something to that, like at all? I think it can be your brain searching for something, but also people do have guides that are animals as well. Interesting. So you, if you look at some, you're probably seeing their guide, not right. actually their like spiritual thing that they're connected. Yeah. So yeah, like mine is a hyena. Really? Yeah. That's coming through. That Whoa. came through, yeah. A lot I of people had... have told me that they thought I was like a wolf. 
Yeah, so like if um you know you went deeper, like you probably would find that you mm. probably have got a wolf as your spirit animal. Mm. I had um, a cow when I was in. <laughs> It's like cow. big cow face. Mm. Mm. Sacred though in Hindu yeah. religion, yeah, very sacred. True. So that's, that's good. Guru oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were a hyena. So what do you think that's all about? She, well, the lady I went to see, and I like researched into it afterwards. She mm. was kind of like, oh, it's just like it's taken on your like temper now and again. It's just very like protective and very like can be aggressive at times. I thought, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> like very mm. like. Fighty. Um, but yeah, like behind the scenes, I would say more so. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's like kind of my like, aggressive side <laughs> that I've got to me and how I uh, rush into things. I can feel that in you. Like, yeah. I so, can feel like an inner fire in you. Yeah, I've definitely got an inner fire there with that hyena thing. Like, you know, some if someone said to me, oh, you've got a rabbit or you've got... Mm. A, and mm. I'd be like... I'll no, bite the head. Josh is the rabbit. Like yeah. Josh is the rabbit. Yeah. You're the hyena. Yeah, so I'm definitely the hyena. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do it now. I want to find out my inner animal. Look in the mirror, man, and like really stare at yourself in the mirror, but like almost just like with your eyes kind of a bit glazed over, and you'll see you see mm. your face change. I reckon yours is more bird. Yeah. yeah, I reckon yours is more bird. A chaffinch. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a blue tip. Well, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, feel, I, I was going to say before you said that, I feel like Nathaniel very much like Josh, it would be a very like quaint little animal. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know. Like, winkle. Whereas Bullwinkle, I think, yeah. I think yeah. Jake's would be more like a Tasmanian devil or something yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're your brother, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, right, we'll leave it there considering we're going on four hours. Ooh, but thank you so much for coming on, Claire. Baby. Oh, yeah. So I appreciate you. You're a very interesting person. Oh, thank you. Got a lot of love for your sister. And thanks to everyone for tuning in to Pandora's Box. We'll be back again next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks very much. We'll get you back on again sometime. Oh, yeah. Cheers. <laughs>